uh, in here is uh, something big that we can talk about. I don't know if we mentioned this before, but uh, we are now in season five, yep. which means which means what does that mean, Jared? Well, RJ, it means uh, that I not immediately, but mm-hmm. around episode six, uh, I I'm, I'm joining you in the watching yep. of the Deep Space Nine. So you'll have instead of my eight year old notes going on mm-hmm. nine, you're gonna have live, live yep. Jarrett thoughts. Mm-hmm. Contemplations, me- meditations on the Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I think this is uh, both an exciting but also probably threatening uh, mm-hmm. thing for a lot of our listeners. I know Oliver Granger is especially going to be upset about this. H- hurry up, man. Hurry up. Uh, well, I think uh, he- he's trying his best. He's got kids, you know. He's got so? a job. So? Well, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, so anyways, exciting times because, yes, Jarrett Fudge Duncan is going to be stepping in to the DS9 watching. But how many episodes did you watch, RJ? Uh, seven. I got episode 501 to 507, and I watched half of 508, but I can't speak confidently on it. Okay. I, I did watch half, and I, I do have an opinion, but uh, I, I got to finish it off. So okay. seven seven's pretty good, I think. Well, I'll, be, I'll join you at episode six, but I do have notes. Or yep. uh, one, 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 one through five. So uh, have at it, sir. How, how does Our, season five start? Holy fuck. Klingon Cisco. Two out of four stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so 501, uh, we get some Klingons uh, action. And then my only other comment is, wouldn't everyone know Worf? Uh, question mark. But uh, do you know what this episode is about, Jared? Apocalypse Rising? I, I don't. Um, okay. I have a yes for this episode. I, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, here are my notes because I don't know anything about this episode. Okay. Stock damaged shuttle footage from body parts. So it seems like they had the, they did that body parts episode like two episodes ago, which was like a oh. summer gap. But it's the same footage. I didn't pick it up. I'm, maybe I was uh, not paying attention. <laughs> um, so, so this where eagles dare is all being done uh, based on a half-remembered vision of Odo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Do you have any other notes? Um, huh. Damar has been snuck in as a supporting support character. Uh, yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. This, all, this all lines up. So Michael Dorn, as Worf, is teaching a clinic on how to be a Klingon. Yes, he is. Also good. I wonder if he has ever actually done this. I, oh, for sure. For sure. Avery Brooks, scenery chewer. Oh, yeah. Well, Avery, uh, Cisco, Klingon Cisco is something to behold. Mm-hmm. I have a better idea. Fuck yeah, Ducat. Uh, Gold Ducat's always got good ideas. I think he wants to blow them all up. Yeah, probably. Shit, I guess at least two Larry Sanders alumni were on DS9. Not sure about that one. I guess, it, yeah, some characters from the Larry Sanders show, which if you've never seen, folks, is awesome. Larry Sanders show is so good, RJ. You'd love it. Sounds old. Uh, it's probably on Crave because it was HBO. Gary Shandling. <laughs> oh, then it would it would be on Crave. Yeah. Hey, I know. Yeah, Larry, Larry Sanders show is really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out after I finish uh, Dis- Star Trek Discovery in two years. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea why Cisco couldn't hit the switch to extend things out. 
Yeah, okay. I was going to wait until you were done. I didn't... Uh... Oh, and my final note here is kind of no real payoff to the last episode cliffhanger. Yeah, all, all of what you said was right. So this is the Where Eagles Dare episode. Uh, so season four ends with um, Odo being turned into a solid. And then also he comes out of this fever dream and he's like, Gowron is a shapeshifter. And he's like, that's why the Klingons are being weird. So they form this plan to go and uh, basically uh, expose Gowron's shape-shifting abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that, Worf, uh, Solid Odo, Cisco, and O'Brien all go through cosmetic surgery to become Klingons, which there has been episodes like that in this and TNG before, but I feel like they don't talk enough about how there's cosmetic surgery available for Klingons, which I f- or for anyone, which I feel like should be talked about more. Uh, so Worf is teaching them how to be Klingon. Cisco's really hamming it up. Uh, and then like the way that they have this planned is like, it's basically like he hits a button. They all set up these things and it like sends a wave and it would kind of turn a shapeshifter guy into the goo again. So he, Cisco goes up to Gowron and he just takes his sweet, sweet ass time. It's like, it's like 30 seconds of screen time. And then he starts to walk away and then he's just like, he really fumbles with it. And then someone hits him on the head. It takes forever. It's like ridiculous <laughs> that it would take that long. Uh, there was something else I was going to, one of your comments but yeah so they're trying to set that up but then it turns out it's the second hand klingon guy who's the shapeshifter so they they find that so then gauron kind of like makes peace and he's like all right well we won't fuck everything up anymore but he but then he looks at Worf and he's like i'm still gonna kill you though Worf. <laughs> and then they leave but it is it's pretty it's not very satisfying uh with the setup of uh, the cliffhanger so kind of just ends and you're like oh so things are good now or I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, 5.02. I think they gave Worf new hair. Three out of four stars. Okay. Uh, and then I also, oh, I have a note about the episode, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. So this is the ship. Mm-hmm. This is a yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The helmsman is going to cheat on her test. If I follow this up with, fuck, Star Trek Next Generation has made me racist toward catfish aliens. Uh oh yeah, because it's one of those like boop, 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 guys who like in mm-hmm. TNG had like the vaporizer in front of their face to keep them moist. I think, yep. and they cheat, and and they cheat. Yeah, yeah they're... Uh, this one does not cheat. They get yeah. blown up. And so long, catfish alien. Good thinking. No <laughs> principles were on board. Uh huh. Because it's like no, no important characters were on that ship. Yeah. It was on a runabout. That's why, and it was a runabout instead of the uh, defiant, so old, they could blow it up. Good old runabouts. Uh huh. Um. Wayun's report on you was correct. Interesting. I don't know. Like, did Wei, what, did there's that... there's a new like you know that elf species that like are the ambassadors for the shapeshifters. Uh, there's like a lady and she's kind of like trying to be the peacekeeper and she brings up Wayun's report on Cisco because she's like you are firm but uh, tender. It's something really gross like that. I don't know. Flirty, sexy Vorta. Why That's does she, why does she wear her hair down? Oh yeah, Vorta throat psychic attack. Is that still a thing? Uh, I don't think that happens in this. Okay. One. What do they want on the ship? A changeling, perhaps? You you. Okay. Well, la di da. They want a yep. changeling. Yep. 
trust. God damn. If only, if only the Vorta would have given Cisco any reason at all to believe her. Yeah. So that's all, that's all basically in the episode. I can explain. That. Okay. Those five deaths were in a goddamn trade. Learn to fucking write. Yeah, I can explain that too. <laughs> Captains in Starfleet, paragons of Federation humanism and Federation ideals. Yep. Yep. So explain, so, explain my notes cuz none of this makes any sense anymore. So they take a run uh, runabout and they find a uh, crashed Jem Hadar ship and they go into it and all the Jem Hadar are dead. While they're inside, Jem Hadar and this lady come and uh, they're like, "We want what's in the ship." And uh, she's like, "You can take the ship if you want." Uh, we won't hurt you guys or anything like that. Uh, we just want we just want to go in for five minutes, get something, and come out. And so Cisco's like, I want to believe you. Uh, but then what they do while they're doing this peace conversation, they send invisible Jem Hadars in and they start ki- like killing people. So then Cisco's like, Okay, I don't believe you. He's like, But I would have. And like, because that's Cisco's thing. He's like, If you had told me that you wanted uh, a changeling from in here, he's like, I would have let you do it. He's like, cause I'm Cisco moral compass, baby. Uh, but then he's like, he's like, all this could have been avoided cause they kill five of the Federation people on the runabout. And the dude, uh, when Cisco has like moral objections at the end of the episode, he's like, it's not worth it. He's like five lives. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. And, it, and it's just like, his whole thing is like, it, uh, he tells her, he's like, if you would have told me, I would have let you win. And she's just like, we would have never said, or uh, it was like, because we can't, couldn't trust you or something like that. And so it's just this thing. It's like if we had only talked to each other because the changeling dies just because it's in there. It just turns to dust. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is it is a good episode. Uh, the way we're talking about it makes it sound like it isn't. It, it's pretty good, actually. It's just there's some very typical Star Trek stuff where, you know, Star Trek captains are the beacon of light. And then anyone else in uh, the Federation is just like not good so it's that kind of stuff know what i mean know what i mean bud mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah so anything else on that one that's about it all right 5.03 uh i have two uh zingers for this one. Oh, actually in 5.02 one thing that i actually liked was uh uh cisco reprimands dax and I actually kind of like that because I'm finding Dax to be more and more annoying lately. And it's like I've said before, like, I feel like they didn't know what to do with her because she's all over the fucking place. Uh, but she's like making jokes and stuff like that. And Cisco's like, he's like, hey, Dax, why don't you cut the shit? Mm. Fuckhead. He says it like that, too. He's like, cut the shit. He's like, nobody thinks you're funny. And I was like, oh, shit, Cisco, tough but firm. Anyways, and I am only bringing that up because Dax is like, a main character in a lot of the upcoming episodes. Uh, so I have two different titles for this episode, 5.03. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, mm-hmm. Dax and Worf are into BDSM, but also they forgot Worf's teeth. Three out of four stars. They forgot Worf's Klingon teeth in this episode. He has real human teeth oh, under his makeup. And I noticed. And in the last episode, they gave him new hair. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Doran started making demands about, uh, I don't want to be dressed like this shit all the time. I know. Uh, and then also Bashir uh, shows his incel qualities again. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I said that. Because uh, O'Brien's talking about how him and Kira are getting like closer. And uh, Bashir's like, did you look when she was naked? 
that. He like <laughs> licks his teeth a little bit, and you're like, ew. Uh, what did I say? Three out of four. This episode's not bad. Uh, this episode's entitled "Looking for Parmok in All of the Wrong Places." Yep. This is a fe for me. Yeah. Uh, my notes include mmm sex, and there's a lot of sex. I I guess the episode makes House of Quark important. And it is the start of the Dax Wharf banging. Yeah, so uh, this is where Quark's uh, Klingon wife comes back. And Quark gets uh, Wharf to train him in Klingon stuff so that Quark can have sex with this lady, uh, which they do. And uh, the Quark stuff in this is pretty cool. He's always wearing, like, white fur and fighting people. Uh, and then in the process of this training, Worf and Dax uh, get bonded. But they're into some real rough stuff. And that comes up again in a couple episodes about how much, how rough the stuff they're into is. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. Wow. So, it's not a bad episode, but, yeah. you know. Mm. Uh, are, are you good? Yep. Okay, so I have multiple titles for this one. Uh, 5.04. Uh, War is Hell Jake, uh, Nightingale Nurse Jake, and 37-year-old Jake. Two out of four stars. Nor the battle to the strong. Thin. Uh, yep, yep. A, huh, a Jake Bashir episode. First person narration. How odd. This yep. is really wrought with bad acting. War yep. is hell. No shit, guys. <laughs> Dece uh-huh. ending, but not necessary. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Bashir Jake episode. Yeah. Talk so, that. Talk about what nobody was clamoring for. Yeah. I just, I really don't like Bashir. I think he sucks. But it's like, so Bashir's always on these like peace missions where he's like uh, doctors without borders. Yep. So he's on this planet that's in war and he takes Jake along with him. And then, like, all the doctors there are, like, uh, desensitized to it and making jokes. And Jake's like, war is hell, you guys. And uh, he's, like, writing about it in his journal and stuff. Uh, so it's, like, it's that kind of version of Jake. But also, Jake got real old real fast. He he looks like he's 33. It's like, come and this see. Episode. Yeah. Well, not even throughout the span of the episode. I just mean from season four to season five, Jake got, like, he aged, like, 10 years, I think. Which is, like, come and see, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's a meh. Uh, what do we got next? 5.05. Uh, I put, so did the actress playing Keiko want to leave two out of four stars? This is the assignment. Yes, the assignment. I give this a yes. Interesting. That's oddly creepy and to the point. Okay. Um, Paul raves, eh? Something we've only heard about here for the first time. I wonder if this uh-huh. is relevant. And then in quotes, I put Jeff Loeb because that's a comics writer, Jeff Loeb. Uh, yeah. He likes to do that kind of thing where it's like, oh, that's the thing that you've never heard of. That's it's going to be important now. And it's like very important to the mythos. And it's like, ah, we're just going to put that now. We're introducing it now. OK. Yeah. And I, I'm I, with you. And I wrote pretty good episode, really. Oh, Trek. And it's no repercussions. Yeah. So I gave this a two out of four because it, it's one of those no repercussion ones. And it's also kind of a mind control one. So Keiko gets possessed by an alien. And uh, she basically, she's like trying to get O'Brien to, oh, uh, the alien she's possessed by is like one of the founder or one of, not the founders, uh, the prophets, like the actual Bajoran gods in the wormhole. Yeah. And uh, she's she was the one that was cast out. And she's like uh, trying to... She, 
trying to get O'Brien to change the station into a gun to shoot the wormhole and blow it up, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like that part of the episode is fine. It's just I don't like the mind control stuff. And uh, the uh, it, it is to the point, though, Keiko's just like, hey, O'Brien, if you don't do this. Now, is this I'm gonna... mind control or is this possession? It's possession. It's possession. It's yeah, not it's, mind control. It's different. I know, but it's in the same ballpark. Mm, same ballpark. But there's no science there. No, but uh, she's very blunt where she's just like, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill the kid yeah. and myself. Hell yeah. And, she's, and O'Brien's <laughs> like, you can't do that. And she's like, watch me. And then she just has a seizure. Uh, so it is to the point. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. Uh, but what about 5.06? Porgs, four out of four stars. Oh, man. look at you. Trials and tribulations. Yeah, you know about porgs, Jarrett? Yeah, I know about porgs. All right, all right. So this was a big one. This is where uh, Jarrett Fudge Duncan is coming into play. This is where I'm, I'm live with you because I figured because I think this was like the it was like the anniversary episode. This one like, was. Yeah, this was like a big deal. Like they promoted the shit out of this one. I can um, see why. Yeah, because yep. it wasn't even quite like yeah, it's not the. 25th anniversary. I can't remember what what was significant about it, but yeah, they they pimped it out. And made a big deal about it, and they made even there's like little insider jokes. It's like it happened like five days from Friday or something like that, from when it would have been mm-hmm. airing. Lots of it, jokes uh, yeah. from when it would have been scheduled and stuff. But yes, this is a yes episode. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really have anything important that happens in it, but it's a it's no. a but it's a one of those like kind of reminds me of those like the Buffy the musical episode. Where oh, the, the, the the oh my god oh you're oh Buffy oh Star Trek oh Buffy. but but Star Trek oh it's all it's all nerd shit RJ it's all for Buffy's nerds. an incel no she's like the opposite is she well, she's very uncelibate oh my god anyways cont- I'm I'm just kidding continue okay um so my original notes were yeah. temporal investigations. Con- mm-hmm. continuity cops <laughs> to me i'm like these are what star trek fans would be doing oh yeah that's their job oh, yes um i did describe this episode like watching a morbidly obese man fillet himself Ah, uh, in a good way or a bad way i don't know i mean it seems like it's like very much like mm, baby we're so we're so star trek um <laughs> I-, I liked it mm-hmm. um I bet Cisco really wanted to hear more about a fucking Gorn. He does bring up the Gorn, and he's like, "I would have loved to have asked him about <laughs> the Gorn." The Gorn. That's like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm sure he really was like, "Yeah, the Gorn." Mm-hmm. Um. So new new notes, new notes. Mm-hmm. Worf smells like Scotch whiskey. PT. Uh, also. Mm-hmm. Which I'm also because the one time I ever had Scotch whiskey is like burnt bandages. Uh, there's some smoky ones yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm not a big Scotch guy, but uh, I know I know what you mean. And I think because Miles was the one describing it and busted out that PD. Uh, I imagine that Miles might have like a YouTube channel where uh, he describes the Scotch. Yeah, they uh oh, and it'll be like he'll he'll drink scotches that are like uh named after nerdy stuff, like not Star Trek stuff, but it'll be like this is the Porg Scotch, right? Based on limited edition. But there's but there's all kinds of cool um, Star Trek things you just toss out there. Valdorian Scotch, 
And people yep. are like, oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, it's delicious, which this has even jokes about right in there. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then there's the uh, the Klingon coffee. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. Um, other note here is I won't tell anyone if you don't. Are they contemplating doing that woman hard? Because <laughs> there's, uh, there's the scene where uh, we're all uh, Miles and Bashir are, like, trying to figure out how the elevator works. And, like, oh, and yeah. then she walks in effortlessly and uses the elevator. And then, like, Bashir turns to him. I won't tell anyone if you don't. And you know they're talking about the handle, but then they give her a weird look, and they, you realize she's alone, mm-hmm. and they're, they've traveled in time, and it's like, there's no laws in this time, right? I'm fairly certain that Bashir would uh, would do it if he thought no one else would find out, because there's also the Futurama connection that, uh, if you're not going to bring up, uh, I can, but I, I'll see what you say first. Okay, I have no, I have no comments about Futurama here, but... Well, I do have Bashir uh, tries to be his own grandpa, like well, in the well, Futurama, or, or Back to the Future, or Back to the Future. Yeah, yep. it's a, it's, that's an old trope. Yep. I, I've got Dax thirsting for Spock. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, there's like talking about like one of her past hosts might have fucked McCoy because there's talks about his hands. Yeah, no, uh, not even might have. She she kind of like outright says it. This episode's kind of weird because they turn Dax into like a sex freak. And, yeah, like, and that's then, what this and, season is. And, her then, and, Worf. and then talking. Oh yeah. And then we talk about like how sexy Kirk is. And it's just like sex, sex, sex. This whole episode. I'm like, I get yeah, okay. And it's like, look, look, look at how short our skirts used to be back in the '60s. She does mention that as well. Yep. Um, I wrote deep '69. Am I right? Excuse. Oh God. <laughs> the delay. Uh, and exploding triple in space. <laughs> yeah, there is a huge exploding uh, triple. Yes, a CGI triple. It's not. Which, uh, it's like a fake. Uh, it's a fake one, as yeah. opposed to the real triples they have. That's true. That's true. I would like a triple, probably. Yeah. I would. I mean, I have a cat, so. Uh, but yeah, I think this episode is awesome. I think it is a, it's a really fun way that they kind of impose them in the background. I like it. Uh, I think this could go either way. Some people could think that this is really cheesy and hokey, but I actually, I think coming fresh off of watching original series in like within a year of this, uh, I, I, I had a uh, fond, fond appreciation for this. So that's nice. It's a Star Trek episode for Star Trek fans. Yeah. It's, it is fan service to the max. Mm-hmm. And you get the the joke about like where are the Klingons? They're right there, and they're like, what? But they look different from you, Worf. And then he gets like kind of uh, you know wink wink nudged about, and he's like, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't like to talk about it. And then you also get the Klingons talking about why they hate Tribbles so much. Yeah, so they hate the Tribbles, and then yeah, I was really in. Like, I think that's it is a nice like kind of wink to the camera where they're like, how come Klingons look different? And he's like, we don't talk about that. And then I was like, hmm. Hmm. Cosmetic surgery. It's coming up again, Jerry. Well, I'd like to know why they look completely different in Discovery. Do they look completely different in Discovery? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look up Klingon's Discovery. It's bullshit. That, that's some... Why would they do that? Just to appeal to this thing? Yeah, or to the fans. Because, no, they look, they look totally different from what they look like here. <laughs> like, they're like, they just look... They, the it's, it's like, was this Halo? <laughs> like, that's like, it's just like some generic looking monster aliens and armor what yeah see that's what you got to look forward to my friend i mean i've heard discovery is not bad but like this picture of the klingons what are what are they doing mm-hmm. 
Why would they do that? See, it's it's trash. Is this supposed to be the bridge between old Klingons and Worf Klingons? Is this thing? No, because I think Discovery takes place. No, Discovery takes place before, before. Uh, original series. Uh, well, yeah, but maybe, but maybe, maybe they look like that, and then they look like like people for a while, Mongo- and then they like then back. they look like Mongolians. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Give me Christopher Lloyd Klingon. That's what I want. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is bizarre. I've never seen this before. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I, I I only watched like the first episode or two, whatever it was, of Discovery, and it was like, nope. Well, I mean, when once we get back there, because you're on board, you you're watching now, so you're gonna watch it all with me. No, 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 no. Yeah, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, Ugh. Picard, uh, whatever comes after Discovery. Oh, uh, Strange New Worlds with right. your uh, with Pike. your buddy, sexy Spock. Hmm. So uh, we'll be on board for all this. So uh, looking forward to it. All right. Hit me with uh, any other notes here on Trials and Tribulations. No, it's good. I like it. Tell me about Episode 7. Let he who is without sin. Uh, Road Trip uh, Dad Wharf. One out of four stars. Yep. (laughs) This is a uh, very weird episode. Uh, Very weird. It's like for a while, it's not even bad. Like I really like, uh, you know, that Mass Effect looking guy at the start who gives the flower to someone. I thought that was really cute because that guy's always in the background. And then like I like some of the. Are you, are you talking about Morn? Yeah, Morn. They've they've mentioned his name before. He's never talked yet. I I think that guy's awesome. That's the that's the joke. <laughs> I know. Well, and then I think there was I think one time Quark said something like, "You never shut up," or something like that. But uh, well, you, I, I thought, well, you you get it. You get the joke of his name, right? Morn? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's mourning something? No. He's, his name is Morn. He's an alien who's always in a bar. And he's always in the bar and he sits on the stool. And who's another famous character from television who's always in a Norm. bar? Yeah. I like that. They should just called him Norm. Well, Morn's, Morn's good because then Paramount can own that. Uh, I gotcha. No. But I liked, I liked his intro. I thought it was cute. Uh, but then, yeah, so Worf and Dax go on sex trip to Ryza. And man, they got unwelcome guests with Bashir, his girlfriend, and Lita Quark. And Quark, look, Quark looking to get some. Yeah, he's got his uh, right horny Riker uh, sex dolls, and he's <laughs> looking for some serious action. There, so there's some stuff in this episode that I think is pretty fun, but it's like I said, I don't really, I don't really understand what they're doing with Dax because I feel like she's all over the place this season. She's like sex Dax. Yeah. Where it's she just keeps talking about all the people she has sex with as like in past lives, and then Worf goes on to tell the story about how he killed a little kid <laughs> well, in he, a well, soccer well, game, or when he was a little kid. Yeah, he, yeah, it was an adult Worf playing what, soccer. Was it soccer kid. or was it basketball? Like... He says he says soccer because okay. I I remember because I thought it was so weird to hear Worf say I was playing soccer. Yeah, and I was like soccer. Yeah, <laughs> what? They both go for a header. And he heads butts the other kid, and he felt great, but the kid broke his neck and died. And then Worf's like, so I have unbelievable discipline now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. But then there's also these, like, these dudes on, on the island that are like, uh, they're like, you guys don't have protection. You know, things are going to be bad. They're going to steal elections from you anytime now. You need us. They're, you need us to protect you. They're called essentialists essentialists and uh they're they're they're, yeah they're religious fundamentalists basically in a in a way in a way oh 100 they are yeah 
They're they're definitely bad dudes, is what. Well, I mean. yeah, they get oh, this episode's total shit. Yeah, um, it's not. <laughs> my notes are Dax Worf banging hard because she's like, oh, my yeah. neck's all sore because we were fucking so much. Because, yeah, of course, like, I don't remember this because this is my second episode of my oh, of my yeah. rewatch. And I went, oh, yeah, I guess they're in a relationship now. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, boy. My original note for this episode. Fuck. <laughs> like, this is like uh-huh. probably amongst like the worst because uh, it's like if it was a Lux Swan episode, I would just stop watching. But uh, so they go to Rise of Four, Quark fucks. Yes, he does. Oh, then right, then RJ shows up to team up with Worf. Uh excuse me, because you because you you would fit in with the essentialists. No, no pleasure. It's all about convictions. So and, and yeah, then, and of yeah, course, I, like, I, and, I, then, I, and then and then I made a note: Zubas pants are timeless because there's like it's like this is like nineties future beach hot clothing yes yeah no. it's like all tank tops and uh full like one piece swimsuits it's pretty cool i li- I do like the aesthetic i do not yeah. it's hideous i like it's it. it's like the, i mean i'm pretty sure there's probably better better uh clothing choices from even in that era and they're like nah that's not what looked good though back then i i do really like quark in like a tank top uh talking about the ladies i even sent you a picture of that because i liked it so mm-hmm. much Worf joins fundamentalist group in terrorism because Dax was laying around with a woman. Quite ra- and he he refers to it as being quite rational. Yeah, he does. So like uh Dax is like they're doing a ghost like model clay modeling thing and Worf is like absolutely reprehensible. Yeah, he doesn't understand how people could be into the pleasure all the time because he's so serious. Uh-huh. Um I the quote from Quark we don't have a word for crisp on Ferenginar. This is, of course, after uh, Worf has helped like reprogram the terraforming weather machine yes. uh, to make it rain, so everyone has to leave. So it's like it's like light terrorism. It's not like it's not going to endanger anybody. But then he's like, "Well, I'm done here," and he just like throws uh, the fundamentalist leader, who's just like the most daytime villainy guy imaginable. He's like, yes. uh, so as soon as we turn this back on, everyone will forget what we did here. So we're going to start creating earthquakes or something. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. He, he's got big ideas. Um, then uh, there's like when Borst regaling us with his tale of that time he accidentally killed another kid uh, that we've never heard of. We've never heard the story once at all, ever before until now. Yeah. Um, there was mm-hmm. only 20,000 people on a planet. <laughs> that's, that's... Uh, yeah, it's like a farm planet yeah, is but what it sounds like. like. For an entire planet, 20,000 people. Well, I mean, Jared, you got to remember, this is uh, the year 4,848. No. Things are different, man. Lies, Things are different. Lies. Um, yep. Yeah, and then the episode just kind of like wraps up. With like, Give me it back. Oh, Okay. And he just, and that's it. Yeah, and then it just ends. And then it just ends. And then it's like, hey, Worf, you want to go skinny dipping in the ocean? Okay. And and now Bashir and Lita aren't together anymore. I guess they yeah. were they were in some sort of relationship. The incel was in a relationship. But then they broke up. And then he finds out, I'm really into someone else. I'm into Rom. And it's like, what? Yeah, and, and like that's the joke. It's like, people think Rom is cool. Rom is sexy and smart. Well, I mean, we've always thought Rom is sexy and smart, but uh, I didn't know anyone else thought that way. Yeah, but this episode is 
terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's shit. Yeah. Bo show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. show. And, and, and you only watched half of episode eight. Yeah, and I got a general vibe for it, and I was kind of like, hmm. Mm. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not like bad in any way, but I was just like, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm, I I'm hearing what you say. See, now that you're on the train, I think nothing will change. You'll still be two steps ahead of me, probably. I've already but, uh, I've already watched episode thirteen. Well, exactly. You're gonna be two steps ahead of me forever. So uh, let me know how Voyager is when you get to it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're watching Voyager nope. with me. No. Nope. You piece of shit. No. Nope. Patri- Why not? Why the, won't you even give it a try? I don't want to because like I fucking hate the characters on that show. Neelix and Tuvok. That guy looks super annoying. <laughs> oh, every everything about that fucking show sucks. Like I don't like it. To, like Tom Paris and. Uh, Janeway, I just like I don't like the characters, so it'd be a really hard sell for me to want to watch it again. Well, I get that later they, on, they maybe gets better, but hey, I some mean, people said the same about DS Nine, friend. You? Uh, yeah, I, I think that first season of DS Nine is nothing, nothing great, nothing yep, special. There's true. one good torture episode in there. <laughs> Only one good torture episode. Or it's not, no, it's not even torture. It's the uh, interrogation episode yeah. about about torture. Yeah. So apparently, episode six is like got tons of really good episodes. Apparently, season six is re- for DS Nine is regarded as the, as the best season. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm feeling is uh, yeah, season five. I think there's a lot of uh, padding. There's a lot of they didn't really mm-hmm. they didn't really want to go where they were planning at that yeah. time, and they're like, ooh, let's wait, let's uh, pace ourselves for no reason whatsoever. Case in point, the Ryza episode. Yep. Yeah, there, no, uh, this is like, so it's this episode and the next two are when I stop watching, I think, like yeah. uh, on a like, r- really intense basis. So yeah. we had that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm on board with that. You're locked in now. Yep, oh, yeah, I'll finish this time. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to finish DS9 for for good. You want to talk about DS9? Fuck yes. How many DS9 episodes do you have? I'm up to episode 20, RJ. Holy fuck. I'm not that far. I know. But we can uh, we can talk about a few episodes. Sure. So where did we end last time? 507? We were, we were going to trip. You were halfway through eight. Okay. Uh, so 508, I put Zack Snyder Odo, one out of four stars. I did not like this episode. I am trying to remember what this, this is the one where it's like the flashback. Yeah. And this one has alien red foreman in it. Oh, well, or uh, AKA bitches leave bitches leave alien bitches leave. Uh, so I, I, I did not like this episode. Uh, it's got a decent IMDB rating. I don't know what you thought, but uh, my, my review is, eh, yeah, this would be a two out of four, I guess for me. Yeah. So, this episode is like so. Odo he has this flashback. Things of, passed. Yeah, things passed. Uh, five uh, oh eight, and it's all about like how Odo had to make a hard decision, and then like everyone's like living in his memory. They're like, oh, and they're like, well, Odo, you would never do anything wrong. And then it's like, I did do. Die, and then it kind of ends, and you're like, you, see, I did do something wrong. RJ probably said. Yeah, 
I did do something wrong, but uh, I don't know, man. I, for some reason, I just didn't like this episode. And I was just well, like, I don't like that. They Zack Snyder Dodo. He's like, I killed them. All right. It was the thing I needed to do. And I was like, all right. Well, see, my thing was, this is a time to learn a lesson episode. Yeah. Cause it opens up with Garrick uh, being a, a quote, ob- uh, objective historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like, you know, cause if for those not following with the DS9, so the Cardassians, they are yep. the former occupiers of a planet called Bajor. Yep. And they are like, you know, they were a total, they are a totalitarian regime yes. and they ruled over the Bajorans and they use them as slaves. Yep. And DS9 picks up with the Bajorans just getting their, their culture back Liberated. and being liberated. And the Cardassians have been pushed back and there is a peace accord uh, that has like kind of neutralized this whole space between Bajor and Cardassia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and there's people who object to that called the Maquis. Yes. Uh, there are freedom fighters yep. that like are, I mean, also terrorists question mark. Uh, yeah. It all depends on, it's a matter of perspective. And so that's the things that get kind of brought up on the show from time to time which kind of makes it, and it's an ongoing story. So unlike Next Generation, which really had very few ongoing stories, this one actually has like a very specific uh, planet yeah, with the Bajor relations and its relationship to the Federation yep. and all the other races all vying for control and even some reconciliation, uh, which Truth is kind of, which is, which, which is mentioned a little bit here and kind of because Garrick's like, well, he's, you know, he's still coming from a position of being an occupier and saying we were doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. We were helping them. And I'm just trying to be like, you guys were lost without us. And then it's mm-hmm. like, but then would they do this, uh, magical flashback <laughs> and uh yeah. and then garrick gets to see what it was like to be bajoran from yeah. the, from the other eye like that's like one of the things that i thought was like ah okay <laughs> to show up, life wasn't like what you think it's but then they don't follow up on that they they kind yeah. of just like drop that completely because it turns into the odo and odo and odo mm-hmm. like a stealth odo episode with dax and cisco yep um my notes are occupation quark is a jerk uh yeah he was yeah because he goes to find some uh some bajoran labor because in this world it's like cheap labor because they're all basically you know uh they're living under the iron rule of the Mm -hmm. cardassians and they're like they're they're up on the the deep the deep space nine station which was a what we call it it's like a work camp uh yeah, yeah like in, a work yeah. camp. I'm not sure what they're working on exactly, but there was like this they, undercurrent. They're building the station, I think. Yeah, then but they hung around as well, and like so, yeah. there's like undercurrents of like, well, they're like drug addicts to deal with their sorrows, mm-hmm. and so you, oh yeah, we just finished getting high, so like they, they wake, but the characters wake up there in the bodies of mm-hmm. poor men and young girl, who in the past, Odo reveals to us. uh they were tried for trying to make an, an attempt on Gal Dukat's life, who's one of mm-hmm. our our favorite ongoing villains on the show. But this is in the past, and you get to see what he was really like back back when, before the Federation gets involved. Uh, yes, so my next note was, of course, substance abuse. Um, mm-hmm. you, there's like this Im- implication of like Gal Dukat brings in Dax, the um, the female character, yeah. but she doesn't realize she's a child. <laughs> I guess. Uh-huh. 
but but there's no like because at first you're like oh shit is this some real creepy vibes but yeah. no he but it seems like no i just want someone i can talk to you and yeah. like you, you you won't know any you won't do anything about it and uh, he can just uh yeah yeah galt Ducott's, uh, he goes his character goes back and forth right right like sometimes he has moments like this and then there was that one episode that i really liked where it's like you think he's telling a really like it's like oh he He's like a nice guy, but then it turns into like, and he's like, and that's why I hate them. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. And then I made the note, bitches leave because yep. Red shows up as a yes, Cardassian that used to be do what Odo's job was in security, but it doesn't mm-hmm. quite add up. So they haven't really traveled to the past. What's going on? And there's these cut cutbacks to like the four of them all just like, cause they were on a shuttlecraft returning from Bajor and they all just passed out. Passed out. And now they're yeah. just being monitored by Bashir. And we keep going back and forth to that and be like, if they get hit in their dream state, they also have their nose broken in real life. And it's like, Oh, there's urgency because if they die in there, they they might die in the real world because you don't game you die for real jerry exactly your.com um then i said miss me dax is such a little stinker <laughs> uh i i don't know if I well, well, there's just a bit where she just kind of like pops up and she's like because remember oh yeah it's because they're in the prison cell and then she like oh, drills yeah. through the hole and she's like miss me and you're like oh <laughs> see they turn her into like a comedy she- character She's terrible. Yeah, Dax is <laughs> and, not good. And I've got a note about this in the next episode or two, but yeah, yeah. I I think what's was pretty pretty bad is her and Worf have no chemistry. None. Yeah. Zero. It's so forced. It it sucks. Yeah. And like they yep. and they I think they even know that because they, they spend do. they spend very little time doing it. But they yeah. just have yeah, it doesn't work. They don't click. It's not sexy. It's just like, oh, Worf's gonna have sex. That's funny. That's what it's played for. Yeah. Whereas like Worf with uh what's her face in TNG, you know, that was like I kind I was on board with that one for a bit, you know. Enzyme great link, whatever, sure. Because that's what the explanation is. Oh yeah. There's a lot of uh things like enzyme links and neural more, more, networks morophonic genes <laughs> sure uh-huh. sure some star trekism and yeah. then I, I for some reason i had the line of i hope so and i have no idea what part that was see i have some stuff in here too where it's like i i have comments or like notes and I'm like i don't remember what that was it's completely Man. out of my mind now but at the time and and my final note odo war criminal <laughs> yep this is the season where everyone turns into a war criminal i found and uh i don't know how i feel about it but yeah i yeah well I, oh yeah that's right <laughs> I, I, i'm like what, what's the, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll get, it's coming we'll up there. soon but yeah i that's what i mean like i didn't i didn't like the presentation of this episode and i didn't like i didn't really like the story either i was like huh it's like i don't know if i'm on board with this mm-hmm. so this uh this was is definitely a uh a pass for me like i think it's important for the storyline but at the same time i was like i didn't like well, it yeah a little bit i think that's why i just get eh because at the yeah. time it's like i ah, is this gonna come back it, it, it doesn't uh so continue okay uh so then we have uh 5.9 and i put the odd couples uh and this is a two out of four uh, for me and it's the odd couples because we get the Odo and Quark show. And then we also get the Jake and Nog show. Mm-hmm. Odo and Quark is a pretty good storyline. Jake and Nog, you're like, mm. roommates. Roommates. They're odd couples, Jarrett. Nog is surprisingly clean and responsible now. Jake's a slob. 
Yeah. So, so episode nine, the ascent, the previous episode, episode eight was things past. So, uh, the ascent is okay. Yeah. Um, my notes, Jake moving in with Nog. And I spell that it's, it's in, it's J A Y K in a Cisco fashion. Yes. So Andrea has an idea as, as to why Cisco talks the way he does, which I'll tell you off air, tell you off air, but uh, we think we've nailed down what Cisco's doing. Um, I, I, I wrote down Vulcan love slave first edition. Uh, which one was that? That That is when, um, I think uh, Quark is offering, uh, to get, I think, what was it? Oh, Odo's reading like some bad romance oh, novels. Cause right. so the, the, yeah. the shtick of this episode is, uh, Odo is taking Quark off the station to another planet for yeah. a court date. He's like, Oh, they're finally going to get you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to enjoy it. And it's like, they're, they're like on the shuttlecraft for like a week. And at one point, uh, Odo is reading some romance novels and there's a back and forth. And, uh, cause course like, well, I don't even know what this is about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow. Uh, Odo, you know, if you if you want some real good stuff, Vulcan love slave first edition. <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, which is awesome. Cause I think in one of the episodes I just watched recently, there's mention of Vulcan love slave two or part two. Ah, so it's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. And I you like start met for a holodeck, uh, Ooh. experience oh yeah falcon love slave gross uh my next uh notes are dueling duos uh we, yep yes two uh, as you were odd couples odd couples uh nog pajamas uh oh yeah nog says pajamas a lot doesn't he mm-hmm. and he's cleaning up jake's and <laughs> the way jake makes a mess makes no sense it's clothing just all over the place and it's like how why is there nine shirts in random places in the room. It doesn't make My sense. note here. So did Cisco fold Jake's clothes or does, uh, I'm assuming. or does, or, or does he have someone handle that? Cause he's the, mm. I mean, he's the commander. So maybe there's like a person that like cleans up like a housekeeper. Maybe that's Morn's job. I don't think I'd be letting Morn handle my stuff. Well, you didn't, well why? Speaking why, of, speaking, why of, speak, speaking of bad breath. Um, he's, he's an alcoholic clearly. Well, it's synth synthenol. Right. Or no, wait, Quark sells actual alcohol. Yeah. Um, oh, right. t- two actors pretend to climb mountain in makeup. <laughs> That's that looks like, so what happens yeah. is um, Quark has run afoul of one of the, like the mafias of Star Trek. Yeah. And, they set up they set up a bomb to blow it up and they beam it off but that's part of the booby trap their shuttlecraft mm-hmm. lands on a like colorado mountain and they have to like climb up to get their relay transmitter high enough to the atmosphere so that they can get a signal out and hopefully get rescued so there's a lot of odo and quark climbing up a mountain and arguing and bickering yep that's and that's in, essentially in, the episode in, in makeup because they have to like wear their Frank is uh Harmon Sherman has to wear his like Frangy face, yeah. And then uh Renee Aubergenois has to wear his Odo face, and they have to yeah. and they have to like, and they have to like do a lot of walking around. So. I like that his hair gets messy when he yes. becomes disheveled, mm-hmm. disheveled. Um, who is the biggest failure out of these guys? I, I can't even remember what that's about. <laughs> oh, I think it. I think it's just Odo and Quark are like arguing with each other, and I think it's like who who among us is the biggest failure. I think, I think it's I, yeah, or or maybe it's Jake and Nog. So I, I, no, same, that, same. Seems, that seems more like Odo and 
Odo, or, yeah. And then I think uh, Odo's things like, uh, put my ashes in my bucket, shoot me to the wormhole. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that, actually. He's like, throw my ashes into the bucket. And shoot like, and, and what do you know? See, this is the, so one of my problems with Star Trek in general is these episodes have a false sense of urgency because you know they're going to yeah. be fine. You, yeah. you, you never think they're going to die. It's just like that Wesley and Picard episode where you're like, oh, Picard's going to die. And then they have a heart to heart because you think they're really, Picard, they're going to kill off the main character. I, I mean, I think that's what they should have done. They should have killed off uh, O'Brien and Bashir in an episode. <laughs> for, for shits? Yeah. Well, I mean, no one needs Bashir. O'Brien's fine. But uh, I feel like you would have really felt it then if they had both died. You know what I mean? No. Get that's it. That's about it for my notes. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? 510. Um, Cisco gets autism. Two out of four stars. <laughs> Rapture. Rapture. Because he's doing the... Uh, close encounters thing where he's organizing his food in a certain way. I also have space vest because now Starfleet has vests, mm-hmm. uh, uniforms. And then I also put Cisco's girlfriend sucks. Uh, cause I don't like her. Well, you know? she you, did her but, time, but she comes back, but then she really imposes herself on uh, but, their life. But, but just you wait, you don't have to see her again for, for like a while. I get like, That's good. I haven't seen her now in uh, eight episodes. I totally forgot she yeah. existed. Well, she was in jail for a while. Right. But, but since then you don't see her again. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cause I don't, well, I don't like how she approaches the, Cisco and Jake. That's like the problem with all the like side romantic characters. side characters they come and go like lead is the only one that seems to actually appear regularly but mm-hmm. like um kira's got her dude that you never see uh yeah and he really sucks he comes back in the next episode when she's uh well is that the one where she's given birth yes yeah right and- but, but but then he's gone again you, it, yeah. you there's some comments about it but you're like yeah he's not a character so like do they just have these side character pieces that just come and go as the story dictates and that's yep. what this was too you're like yeah so um the so rapture uh yeah. this has a this has a cold open yes it does um and i like oh yeah ben solves the mystery the way reddit does <laughs> like, like and so this is so goofball because there's like ah yeah. here's like this uh, was it diorama of this scene uh that's never been solved and i look at this and i went well there's a reflection in the waterfall of the thing on the other side I mean, I've seen this episode before, but it, it seems so easy to solve. But it's Cisco who has to be like, ah, but I see through it all. And then he gets electrocuted for his troubles. But now he's got profit powers. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> they're like, we need to save your brain. Your neural nets are uh, dying. And he's like, don't take away my gift. He's yeah, like, I, I, I need I, this. Yeah, so I mean, this is like to me like a, a soft yes because it does put the story forward. It does. Yep. Yeah, I um, gave it a two. Uh, there's a mention of Quark talking about pleasure mazes. Oh yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> pleasure talk in this uh, series of Star Trek, and I someone says sex in one of the recent episodes, and I was like, sex. I was like, ugh. Yeah. The way they phrase it, I was like, that's off-putting. <laughs> My next uh, note was Cisco phasering walls because he, so he's oh, like, yeah. so he's finding he's looking for an ancient city that's been lost forever. And the, the prophecy is that the the chosen one will find it. And he does. Mm-hmm. 
and he's like i'm gonna t- go de- teleport down and uh oh i think it's right here phasers a hole into these walls it's like there it is and it's like <laughs> this big this is big thing like holy crap he found it and i don't think they play it as well as they would probably now but they'd also like on a netflix series they would spend like five episodes on this one storyline and here yeah. it's like yeah it's done in one that's all it needs yep. and we're gonna move along which is like it's such a throwback watching 1995 tv oh yeah there's a there's there's good things to this right where it's like you said some I, I think sometimes the netflix stuff it pays out when you have the big investment into it and then sometimes you're just like get to the point it's so drawn out yeah um, so i guess like the reason why this is an interesting episode is because of uh the cisco loyalties yes i'm getting set up because if he is this chosen one like when he's like so suddenly now he's like walking amongst the people and everyone's looking toward him which they've completely dropped since uh yeah because it's 90s network tv mm-hmm. and uh wharf man of faith <laughs> wharf does a lot of stuff i mean it's and I've, I've said before i think he's a good uh uh addition to the show i think he he does help to mix it up a little bit but he's mm-hmm. only there when they need a wharf you know? they need, they need sometimes you need a wharf but yeah that's it for my notes on that one okay uh, 511 French extremist DS9, uh, two out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this is the darkness and the light, and it's not a bad episode, but uh, I'll, I'll hear what you have to say. Um, yeah, this is a meh for me. This, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the period of time that burnt me out when I was uh, <laughs> doing my rewatch. Yeah, because you're just like, uh, it gets better, it, it, it kind of it improves, but. Yeah, this was a bad stretch. What a what a time to pick up the show. Maybe that's why I'm like a little bit more energized. Yeah. But uh, so this is a cure episode, and this is where I noted there is no chemistry with these two Dax Wharf. Yeah, Dax Wharf sucks. Yep. Transporter corpse. Uh, oh, I, I I did like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where they try to transport the lady and it just shows up as a corpse and it's like, oh, they died in the transporter. You're like, cool. Uh, I suspect the writers won't be killing the pregnant woman. Yeah. So she's she's plot proof at this point. And uh beating dudes up pregnant like because she's like they're trying to stop her and she's just like flipping them around and Uh making her way and then uh oh and then the payoff is womb rating which is uh, of course reference to inside and the french extreme Mm -hmm. well i think the whole thing builds up to it this like saw-esque uh terrorist who's killing people and then it all builds up to this one scene he's like your baby or he's like you are guilty but your baby is innocent I will remove the baby. It's not even her. It's not even her baby. No, it's O'Brien and Keiko's. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was uh, when I got to that. I was like, I haven't even seen Inside, and I'm pretty sure that's what this movie that movie is about is what's mm-hmm. going on right here. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah, it's like I said. I I actually I'm feeling the the like there was a there there was a what a stretch of episodes here where I was kind of just like oof. Yeah, like uh, a few, kind of like the next episode. I feel like they're padding some time out for they, some reason. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, they they have uh, they know where they're going, yeah. but they can't get there yet. And so we're getting a lot of character episodes. It's probably because they got renewed for like two more seasons, and they're like, "Fuck, we only had like half a season left to tell the story," and they're mm-hmm. like, "Make time." 
I don't, I don't know if I feel like there's, I don't know. I'd have to go. Maybe there's like somebody who's written about this, like what, what happened with season five, because yeah. it's definitely by the end of this season from what I was reading. Yeah. And then like six and seven are all like one continuous big thing. Okay. But this, this seems like, yeah, it feels very drawn out. This season's got some stinkers in it. Um, this episode, this next episode is not a stinker, but uh, it's not great either. So five twelve, uh, dad. Oh, two out of four stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is the begotten. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and this one's uh, Odo becomes a dad because they love giving like those characters like uh, Data becomes a dad in a couple yep. episodes of TNG. So this one they're like, let's make Odo a dad. But and then so, they also and a stand-in dad. A stand-in, and then this is also their opportunity to retcon their uh, cliff uh, like postseason cliffhangers and things like that, where they're oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, should we keep doing this thing with Odo or should we? Uh, you know, should we should we go back? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I started out with, did Quark just sell Odo a baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what Quark has sold uh, and bought in children a few times. Yep. That's a few what, times. That's what Ferengis do. Yep. Uh, jar of piss. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, yep. Yeah. So the whole shtick of this episode is that uh, Quark has obtained a baby changeling yeah and his gift sold or given it to odo it's not really clear and uh odo's like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get it to talk and like communicate and of course because he, he was once a little baby goo as well and mm-hmm. so his like surrogate father shows up the bajoran guy who had to study him and they, it's all about like them like not liking or odo resenting him and trying to do things scientifically the way he would have been treated and them coming together working through troubles having an understanding having a breakthrough and then tragedy will strike Mm -hmm. so yes the fathers and sons on full display here in oh yes uh, this episode i feel like bad dudes of starfleet would be running like crazy to get that goo which is weird that that didn't come up you think that like the usual bad Starfleet people, like with data, they're like, oh, androids aren't people, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're weapons. And that, that didn't come up in this episode because that wasn't the point of it. But Starfleet's always seems so shifting. You're like, huh, they have an opportunity to study this. And uh, I think they'd be all over that goo. That is the Starfleet uh, MO, usually. You, you'd oh. think an admiral would come in and be like, it's our property. Uh, Kira's hunk? <laughs> Question. Yeah. That's that. That's oh. yeah. That guy he, sucks. He just he doesn't do anything. He's yeah. he's, he's just you're here in the show episode. Yeah. Um, I'm quote, of course, Kira is home birthing. Well, it's Bajoran birthing. It's all and, about being yeah. calm, Jared. Yeah. And then dead goo, sad face. Yes, dead goo. But then it, rebirth. Like, rebirth as it absorbs into Odo and yeah. he, he flies into the hawk, and you're like, Yeah, he's back. And then he lands in like a Freddy Krueger pose. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the elongated arm. Yeah. He's just ha oh. yeah. and you go, Oh do. Oh do. Yeah, he doesn't use his bucket anymore. Nope. He just is a mass on the floor, just a, a glob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he likes. Yeah, so it's this episode's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's just there. It's just there. Uh, what do we got next? Um, Cisco the terrorist, <laughs> and I, do, I I legitimately don't know how to rate this out. Of Me four neither. 
because Me like neither. I th- I find this a really complicated episode because the way it ends, it's like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of goes against everything. It does. Like, is Cisco the bad guy? Oh, so this, yeah. I'm glad you agree. And I'm not yeah. surprised because like I was like, I when I finished this episode, I went, what? And then I read like uh Rick Rick Berman talking about it. And he sounds like a fucking idiot when he's talking about this episode. Okay. Like, okay. So, Mike, so, what did he say? Well, I'll or, get to okay, it. So, yeah. so episode 13 for the uniform. Uh I didn't write, I didn't, I don't have a response to this yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, uh, so Cisco as Ahab. Uh yeah, yeah. So because he, he's after his white whale, yeah. He's after Ed, his white whale, Ed, Eddington is back. Mm-hmm. He's full marquee, and he's all like, "You can't get me." The whole episode. Jean mm-hmm. Jean Van Jean, you can't get me. So he's a bio terrorist. Yep. Because um, they basically the whole thing is they're he's on the run, and Cisco suddenly has a real bug up his butt about Eddington mm-hmm. uh like basically being a shitty Starfleet officer. He's got a lead, and he's like showing up. He's like doing his own like hunt for him like he's going to like undercover to track him down and eddington won't kill him he leaves him alive and you're like what's mm-hmm. up with this what's all this about it's like well because marquis don't kill we just create situations where people die that, yeah. that's that's kind of like they're like, like okay sure yeah well, um, that's that's like isn't that what Zack snyder was saying about uh batman he's like batman doesn't kill people his gun kills people and then you're yeah. like uh <laughs> what yeah but anyways yeah same idea yes so um yeah the whole episode is like it's about cisco's obsession with catching eddington uh starfleet takes him off the case um and they get like another like a jobber starfleet guy to do it and then there's another clue and they get led out astray and it was all set up and more mocking like got you again cisco and he's like have you ever read les miras miserables les miserables mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and what happens then oh so yeah my note was your goddamn maquis Cause this is like for my me jumping back into this, I'm like, oh right, this is a whole thing. You're like something that no one cares about really. It's yeah. like we don't need the Maki anymore. They seem less important now in the grander scheme of what's going on. And so what the whole thing is that they want to like repatriate some planets where yeah. there's like generational people who are being uh, pushed out because of this agreement between the Cardassians. Like I guess they're yeah. settlers though too uh yeah it's kind of confusing it's like yeah it's like the planet was founded and then there's other people and it's like but now they have to leave and it's it's a whole thing and there's people who don't want to go and they were never asked yeah. or it's just what it is and starfleet's like we don't agree with it but it's, it's we have to ask people to leave and so the marquee are kind of in the middle and they're but they hate the cardassians but they're doing terroristy things or more yeah. um re- rebelling uh, mm-hmm. guerrilla warfare but here eddington steps up an option it's like we're going to do a little bit of uh uh ah, you know accidental genocide if you happen to stick around because we're going to use this compound that only attacks cardassian blood and mm-hmm. will kill everybody via the atmosphere if you don't leave mm-hmm. and so they they get that off one time and they're just like oh and then eventually uh cisco who's like keeps being referred to as a villain the other guys treating himself as like a robin yeah. hood figure he's like well then i have to behave like the villain and if they want a villain i will give it, them it's like kind of like kirk, it's, it's like kirk it's like the, when people make fun of uh, the shatner yeah. accent cisco's accent's way worse than kirk's it's, it's 
peculiar. Yeah. So, but it's like, it's not as it's not as crazy as it was earlier on. But sometimes yeah. his delivery is uh, it's it's nuts the way he talks. Curious. So, <laughs> yeah. what does he do? Well, he's like, I'm going to use this thing that only targets non cardassians on a planet to draw out Eddington. And he does. He biological. Fucking- and he bombs an entire planet, making it in inhabitable or inhabitable for like what a hundred well, years or something for, like that. For only one particular group of people, yeah. who have who have time to get off the planet. Uh huh. And but still, and yeah. So, but that's like yeah. the context of it. And of course, Eddington's like, "You wouldn't dare!" Say, oh, but I did. And then it's like, "Okay, well, it's like I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep like going planet to planet because they have to leave anyway." Yep. And this is how we're going to make it happen. And he doesn't clear this of Starfleet. And then he's uh-huh. like, well, don't do it. Don't do it anymore. And it's like, fine. I'll, I'll. So he, and he like allows himself to be handed over to yep. Starfleet for prosecution. And they're like, and then there's like, you know, Dax is like, you never asked permission to do that. Did you? He's like, it must've slipped my mind. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, this is insane. They, they play it off as funny and like number one Dax it's like I said they're making her like comedic and she's never funny but then Cisco like because he's doing it and like Worf and Kira are like uh, you can't use a biological weapon uh, on a planet and he's like watch me and he'll do it and then you're just like wait whoa 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 okay so it's whoa. actually it was actually Ronald D. Moore okay uh, they... or, or sorry that's him talking about the one second oh where is it where is it is that the Battlestar Galactica guy? No, Ronald yeah, Ronald D. Moore. No, he's the guy who came up with the hollow communicator, which does make sense. Yeah, that, that, of, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's that's where this was introduced. Yeah. Where people like have hologram representations of themselves talking in the space rather than on a giant on screen. screen. Yeah. Uh view screens. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Let's see the deal with it, create those problems something about five okay no they're talking about where's the actual line about the justifying why this episode is what it is justifying the the terrorism oh here no it is here it is cisco's actions in the for the uniform generated a lot of discussion ronald d moore commented now we've stirred it up and let people really argue about this cisco took an action and took a step that probably picard wouldn't have probably probably that's that's what made it an interesting episode I could see Kirk taking this action. I disagree. It seemed to me like what Cisco did was basically level the playing field again. Eddington goes and poisons some worlds, put some stuff in the atmosphere that makes the Cardassians have to leave. He didn't destroy the ecosystem or the biosphere because he wanted the worlds for the Maquis. Cisco did the same thing, but did it to the Maquis, rendered some world some worlds uninhabitable to oh, human yeah. life. It was pretty drastic action. He's out on the frontier. He has some difficult decisions to make and it solved the problem. He pulled Eddington in off his ship and he got results. I respected him for doing it. It was a bold decision and it worked. I think sometimes the characters have to do the right thing, even if it's difficult and make a tough decision and not worry so much about keeping their hands clean and not be so obsessed about what the rules are sometimes. I think that Kirk was more than willing to bend a rule every once in a while to serve the greater good. I think that's what Cisco did. Uh, I disagree completely with ev- all of it. Uh, Kirk and Picard, they did some wa- like Kirk especially did some wacky shit. You know what he never did? 
He never like full on bombed a planet. Uh, this is some real storm the capital bullshit in this episode. <laughs> and like that explanation is like, yeah, it was a little crazy, but he did what he needed to do. And it's like, I don't think so. <laughs> this kind of goes against uh now I'm kind of seeing why these uh these bring back optimism and hope uh, Star Trek people. Like I like the the gloominess of DS9. But uh yeah, I, I think this I really I didn't know what to think of this when it ended. I was like, what? And the fact that there's like no ramifications. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like on TNG, he would have been put on like trial because there was episodes where it's like Data and Picard were put on trial for like minor decisions that they made that like uh, affected like a couple people. What, like what Cisco did was he made like an entire planet uninhabitable. And it's like, but these classes well, not, not, like, not, not uninhabitable, but to a certain people. Right. And yes, then it's just like, that, and that, then that, you're creating refugees. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just well, be but, like, but, they, but they already did that. Right. Yeah. I, I know. And like, that's the thing. It's like, just because it's going to happen. He's like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. Then and speed it up. It's like, does that make that right? I don't know. Well, that's, that's, that's the discussion that we stirred up. Uh, Ron, I, Ron Moore. I mean, you can you can create discussion for a lot of reasons. I could be like, I could yeah. go take a shit on someone's car, and they'd be like, "Why'd you do that?" And I'd be like, "See, we're talking about it." <laughs> I think Kirk. I think say I think Kirk would have done the same thing. And they go, "What?" <laughs> and you run away. Yeah, and then well, and then yeah, it's the same mindset. Kirk would be like, "We're talking about it now, baby," but Kirk would never like throw the shit into a person's mouth, which I think is what Cisco is doing. Yeah, I don't I I really when this episode ended, I was honestly just like, what is going on in this yeah. show right now? I was like, and that's where I was just like, what is season five? What is this? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was like, I'm so I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This episode is very strange, Jared. Yeah. I didn't even read it. I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know, man. Very bizarre. Uh so for the next, I only watched so I watched one more uh, and then oh, I, yeah, but we'll it, wait then, but then it's, it's a two one. parter. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll, we'll stop wait till there. next week. Hey, are they, did you watch any deep space nine? <laughs> I did. How much should we talk about though? Cause we talked about Mando for a while. Well, we might as well get up to where, where did you leave off on? Uh, I'm on a five twenty, So that's six episodes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's all right. Fuck it. I got to pull up my uh, thing here. I'll tell you my review of, uh, so, oh, the one last thing I forgot to mention in the Cisco the Terrorist episode 513 yes. is uh, I, I also put weird time to have a flying lesson episode because there's like a five-minute scene about how they like undock ships and stuff. And I was like, why is this in here? <laughs> I was like, it's very strange. Because they don't have manual power. Because I'm Cisco. Uh, anyways, uh, 514 Doppelganger Bashir, two out of four stars. Ooh. Wait. Oh no! Wait! 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 Is that it? Episode fourteen? No, that's episode sixteen. Wait, I'm way off on this. Dark Where was Doppelganger? That, that that that's in the two-parter because that's when it's revealed. Oh right, no, but uh, fourteen, fourteen's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fourteen, I put Doppelganger Bashir. I said two out of four, but then five. Or not two fourteen five fourteen five fifteen, I put Wharf joins Fight Club three out of four stars. Gotcha. Uh, Quark says sex, and then I also put it's weird that Jem Hadar have people teeth. Mm. But uh, uh, five fifteen I think is a, is a real good episode, and then five fourteen is good. Uh, but uh, it's all set like, up. 
I didn't like the um, as you know, I don't like those doppelganger stuff. So I, the Bashir stuff, I was kind of like, meh. That's such a minor part. <laughs> like, I know. It's like it's, it's barely there. I know. And I, I, but I, yeah, I, as as a two parter, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, more fight club stuff. Yeah, let me just see here. What are my notes here? Because it's, it's now it feels like it's been a while since I've seen fourteen. Because I've I have finished season five. Season five. I'm close. I'm you're, close. You're getting there. Um, there's a line. I will kill Garrick. I believe is what Worf says. If uh, Garrick fucks around, and Worf's just like, mm. oh, I will kill him. Um, yeah. There's characters just hanging out. Uh, there, I think there's a bit where is it when Garrick says that he refers to the. Bajor is a backwards superstitious religion. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, Garrick's um, always got the and lines. People are just ragging on Garrick. They're all like, oh, they're all like fucking just like, like, man, hasn't this guy like earned your trust or anything up to this point, folks? They're just like, oh, Garrick, Garrick. It's like, yeah. hmm. I and think then, he has. And then uh, a Ducat appears, and he's always like, ah, yep. he just shows up. He just comes wherever he wants to. He's like talking mm-hmm. to his uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. His ha- uh, yeah. And then. Yep. Then we get the duo team up swerve. Uh oh yes. Yep. Um Imposter Bashir is less annoying. Which he was... is because he's not like Bashir. Yeah. But actually I yeah. think at from this point on, Bashir becomes less annoying. Uh overall. Uh, I, after I... maybe the next episode. Yes. Yeah. He he seems to after like that. Yeah, he seems to like be a little bit more toned down, I think, mm-hmm. from this point forward. Um Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Yeah. Were they eating sandwiches? There's some references references to sandwiches. Oh, like someone says like Garrick is gonna make sandwiches for their trip. Perhaps. I think yeah. this was like later in the episode, but there's talking about, oh, I think it's like Bashir says, Are oh, you guys want, you want some sandwiches? <laughs> you guys want some sandwiches? Yeah. Space uh, sandwiches. Uh then there's yes, the the whole purpose of this episode is that Garrick has been tipped off about the whereabouts of a uh colleague, a Cardassian colleague of his that is deep in, yeah. d- deep in some space. Uh, and they gotta go check it out. And well, it like, was in the last season they took it was the Domin or not the Dominion, the um Kling what Whatever the whatever the like Cardassian like side group was that was trying to take on the Dominion, it was that group and it was like Garrick's old boss. Obsidian that, Order. Yeah, yeah, the Obsidian Order. And all the ships were presumed exploded, but right. Garrick was always like, I think he's still out there. Yeah. And that that's where he gets word of. And so he's gonna head out there with Worf, because it's like Montauk might be out there too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they they have a they both have vested interests. Yeah, and so there's and then of course when they get there, you, uh, they get captured immediately. Of course. Um, and then they get put into a labor camp where no one does any labor at all, <laughs> but except they, but for war. fight fight clubbing. Yeah, fight club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gladiatorial battle in the jail where you don't see any other inmates because it's television. Yes. Um, and then yeah, you get the reference to wormhole closure. It's it, it's starting to become more and more of an issue. That's right. Seems. And that episode is entitled In Purgatory Shadow. In episode 15, In Inferno's Light. It's a good episode. Yeah. 515. That, yeah. So I, 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 I'm yes on both of these because you'd have to yep. watch them if you're watching DS9. Yes. Um, my notes for Inferno's Light, work camp without work. Um, and then this is also, I guess at this point you get the thing where, oh, hey, the Cardassians, they're joining the Dominion. Yes, which is a good. Uh, I think it's a good uh, 
mix up at this point. Yes. And you're like, yeah, I guess. Like, that's cool. You get some uh, Gaul Ducata's big brother action on back on Cardassia, and he's on the big screen. And it's like, yeah, he's the he's the boss. And you're like, huh. I mean, part of it, you wonder, like, if the show came out now, the scale of it, I think, would be a lot clearer that he yeah. rules it. But this is, like, 1990 Star Trek, and you're just kind of like, it's like, oh, he, that happened. They just bring it off. You, you got to fill in the gaps a little bit, um, mm-hmm. which is just... Uh, typical i guess of like or kind of a of the time of network television shows like this yeah uh garrick losing it yes he does he's claustrophobic claustrophobic uh and and we get a we get some uh, the the breen we get get a breen guy that's just hanging out and i kept thinking and i kept thinking maybe that breen guy he's like somebody but no he's just a breen guy uh and then we she we just see fucking bashir gank a guy He's fucking yeah, full on yeah. stab someone in the neck, basically, and you're like, "God damn, that Starfleet training." That... <laughs> well, his time in that prison camp really changed him. That's right, and because yeah, um... it's what like a month or two that they say he's been in there. Some time, yeah, because he'd been replaced yeah. by his uh, doppelgoon and uh, his doppelgoon. Oh, so the ridiculousness of this plot. <laughs> Speaking of mm-hmm. like maybe plot. So the, the the Dominionite plot, I guess, is to like make it seem like they're going to come and invade and take mm-hmm. over the station and grab and get basically gain control of the wormhole. Um, yep. And so like they summon all the forces of like you know Romulans show up and a little 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 bit of Starfleet, some Klingons, yep. and they're going to have their big last stand. But it's a fake out because doppelganger Bashir's got a, a, a roundabout that he's going to fly into the sun with this like detonation device mm-hmm. and just blow it up and wipe yep. them all out with a solar flare. But you go, well, fuck, shouldn't that be always an, a chance to wipe yeah. out people? Like, sh- like once you've introduced that, you're like, that seems like a pretty dangerous thing. Like the, the, the ability to do that yeah. seems like real bad. Like, well, why, why, it's like, why wouldn't, because the Jem'Hadar already want to die, so it's like, why not just send one of them to every sun in the Alpha Quadrant <laughs> and wipe out all these fleets and then invade? Right. This is one of those yeah. things where you're like, these ideas are a little ill thought out. Kind of like, you know, yeah. Cisco genocidal <laughs> maniac. It's like, no, it's good. It oh. showed that he he was willing to do stuff, and it's like, huh? But if we if we pass it off after the end of the episode, it's like it didn't matter. <laughs> You didn't tell Starfleet about that, did you? <laughs> it slipped my mind. Indeed. Oh, those th- millions of people that I just uh, destroyed? No, I didn't tell them. Speaking yeah. of Bashir episodes. Okay, so Jared, 516, yikes. <laughs> uh, I, don't need, I, I didn't rate this one, but uh, I, am a, I don't know how to feel about this one. So it's they they flowers of Algeron to Bashir, <laughs> and I was, I was watching it and I was kind of like, huh, no, what? So I, I'm I don't I don't know I don't think it's a bad episode or anything like that. But I, when I was watching, I was just like, I was like, whoa, we're in for a wild ride. Well, okay, so there's a couple things here. Um, so this is Doctor Bashir, I assume, and yep. uh, this is an okay episode. Uh, yep. We get Babu. From Seinfeld. Yeah, and, and he's speaking like in the thickest English accent. I was really thrown off by that. I was like, so, whoa. So he's Israeli as well. But Man, this dude's got range. He's got range. Yeah. Yeah. Or he was born in Israel. I don't know what he's he's like worldly. He's he's yeah. he's he's whatever he needs to be. Kind of like Bashir. 
Yeah, I guess. He's yeah. whatever. He's he's just he can play anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we get a reference to Vulcan Love Slave Two. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We get a uh, we get a Noonian Khan uh, reference because it's all about Supermen and the outlawing of genetic manipulations, which would be a problem that would have been solved, uh, I guess, in this futuristic society by outlawing it because of yeah. problems of super people taking over. Well, they they do mention Khan, yeah, specifically, which, right? which yeah. is what I just said. What what did you call him? What's his first name? Noonian. Oh, okay, that so, threw me yeah. off. I was like, yeah. Noonian Khan, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it is, yeah, that's his name, Khan. So they kind of like we get like a speech about that, about like yeah. why it's a bad thing. Um, yep. And it's and just like, like in, in in start in, in the Federation, it is just nope, you don't do it, or you're going to do some hard time in New Zealand. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny too. It's like, yeah, you're going to do two years in New Zealand. Yeah, but it's like a mi- like, okay. minimum security work yeah. camp or something like that. Just do some labor in a mm-hmm. world without money. Um, oh, yeah, but we also get introduced to uh, the doctor, RJ. I do not like that guy. Robert Picardo? Yeah. Welcome to Seven Voy- Years Trek of Voyager. Voyager. Is that? But that like- that's a version. I mean, it's a version he, he, of him. Yeah, because he's more of a. I think he's a little bit more of a dick here as yeah. the, the actual man, uh, and then the programming. He's sassier, but he's not as dickish. Yeah, I would like the sassier version, but yeah, his his presence here, it's like he's unlikable on purpose, kind of, right? Right. Yeah. So and and a horn dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude was super horny. He's just invite. He's like, I'll open a bar for you. What about you? Do you want me to open a bar for you? Very, he's like, God damn, dude. Very doctorly of him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, that's it for that episode. Yeah, it's like kind of just there. It, it's it, okay. It adds, I, a, I it adds just, a wrinkle to the Bashir character. I was just more thrown off by, uh, like I said, the Flowers of Algeron plot for Bashir. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's not It's not a bad episode. Uh, 517. Why would Odo have nipples? Two out of four stars. <laughs> yes, I, I had to send a screenshot of this to RJ. Yeah, um, you you did. Why, indeed, would he need nipples? Jared, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody I don't does. Know. So this is an Odo episode. Yep. And um, it's kind of like a noir kind of story. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have is. like a the lead character with a femme fatale. Uh, the the dirty scum aliens we get in this like yeah, a Rosen, guys are definitely dirty Rosencrantz and Guildenstern they're plotting mm-hmm. out loud about what they're going to do <laughs> we'll get her down here no yeah. problem and then we'll have to kill her well it's too bad she's fairly attractive um, that's kind of like and this is the era where like Tarantino like dialogue starts popping up and even to this day in Star Wars. Uh, I my next note is Odo nipples frowny face. Yeah, because he there's no reason he would he he needs no. to have those. It's, it's purely cosmetic for her pleasure. I know, but he can't even get ears right. So it's like how how could we believe that he could get nipples? Yeah. Uh, Odo gets laid. Yes, he does. Yeah. First time, man. With, with a human. Human. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Kira's not happy about it, but uh, you know Dax is just a gossip. <laughs> And even Worf is like Dax, and and she's like, "What? I'm gonna talk about it." And mm. Worf's like, "Don't talk about this shit, Dax." Could being annoying. Uh, and yeah. then we get then we get uh, Avery Brooks's reading of a woman. That's nice. 
that's nice. That's nice. And you're like, man, Cisco. He talks so weird. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, so my final note on this is this it has a bittersweet ending. As, it uh, does. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, because she, she was the quarry all along, but she didn't even know it. Because you kept thinking like, oh, man, when's she going to fuck him over? When, when's the when's the other uh, shoe going to drop? And it turns out, nah, she's a good, she's she's on the right side of the law. Yeah. And and, now, she, and it can never be. She's just a sleeper cell. She yeah. just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Yeah, it's uh, not a bad episode. I was just mostly thrown off by yeah. nude Odo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unnecessary uh, nipples. Yeah, unnecessary. Uh, so then I have um, five eighteen. I think they wanted Malcolm McDowell and Marlon Brando, uh, and this is a high two out of four for me. Yeah, this th- there's a lot. This is like a long spat of uh, mm-hmm. two out of fours. The this stretch it does. I, I'm gonna say it. Season five is pants. Yeah, it's and there's not that. Like I said, like there's a lot of padding. This is what yeah. this is where I dro- it dropped off, but uh, by the end, but the last six are much better than the last. I don't know. There's been th- three episodes that have been good in the last fifteen. <laughs> that's yeah, not that's, of, that's not great. A lot of twos for me in this season. Yeah, it just seems like they're just they're just spinning. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is episode business as usual. Yep. Uh, Quark saying how titillating while stroking his <laughs> ear. Oh, titillating. Yeah, he said sex a couple episodes ago. It was gross. Um, one man and a baby. With uh, we, we, This is the one with, with uh, Miles. Miles and the, the baby. And he's trying yeah. to hand it off and go to work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Quark, arms dealer. Yep. Uh, this is one I really noticed for some reason while Dax is drinking uh, the... There's like the shuttle pod looking coffee mug. I feel yeah. like that's really bad design. It, and it's been it's been here for a couple seasons now, and it looks like uh, it looks like something that a shitty design people would have now. But like yeah. things that would be like like a disposable cup, like which, something you would just throw away. Which may, I mean, I get that it's like a sh- like the shuttle pod is like kind of like a yeah. reference to the history of space exploration, I guess, like from yeah. an Earth perspective. But as a coffee cup design, how do you clean it unless you have a replicator that just make something that looks like that and then people go this is great it's like a little teapot but it's like well you can't it's angular and you can't get in to clean it without a proper thing or it disintegrates yeah which i guess is what they're going for yeah but it looks i was just looking at that i'm like oh that's terrible design for what it does Mm -hmm. they also make they try to make you think that quark and dax are friends which i was like all all, all of a sudden because they gamble with one another it's like I said, man, Dax, they have no idea what to do with that character. They should, they bounce her around all the fucking time. And she's like, no, like, yeah, no, no real definition to it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, we have the Malcolm McDowell man saying, Quark, I love you. Uh, and then, but then we get Lawrence Tierney who shows up. Is that the guy I thought was Mark? They wanted Marlon Brando. Yeah. But Lawrence, no, he, hey, fuck. Okay. Speaking of, cause it's Lawrence Tierney. You might remember from Reservoir Dogs. I might. So I again, the Tarantino is. Floats. Let me see this Lawrence Tierney. Uh, uh, so Regent, like a... yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a hard man. He did. He see... died not long after this. Uh, this episode aired. Mm-hmm. And Five RJ, years. what what do we have here happening with Quark? Is he you jimboing a little bit? 
I, there's been a lot of yo jimboing lately, Travis. Mm-hmm. And there's also been a lot of quirk episodes. There's been a lot of quirk a, a, episodes. A bit much. A little excessive on the quirking. And I don't mind the quirk apps, but uh and like this one I thought was I thought this one was okay. It's just uh yeah, there's been a few in a row here and and there's another one coming up again pretty quick here. So it's like, man, a lot of quirks. Yeah, they're, they're, part of it is like some of these episodes are so similar to one another. Yeah. It's like well, a lot yeah, it's, of, it's like hey, do, like you, do you like do, this. do you like dying Cardassian patriarchs? Yeah. <laughs> like let's do two of those like within 5 episodes of one another. You're like, "Come on." Cuz that's brings that's us to 519. Yes. I put Kira and old guys. Uh and this is a high two for me as well, like cuz yeah. I did like it. Um but it, it's like you said, it's it's repetitive. It's like we've done this before. Yeah, like, we've had a, like a an old Cardassian guy die. Like yeah. ju- just like just <laughs> yeah. And and then you you double down on it this time. It's like Kira's going to do it twice. And it's like oh she was like a dad to me when I was fake or I was like pseudo kidnapped. <laughs> and yeah. that's like and this is the one where it's like this is like the bad dad who dies. It's just yeah, they they're going to that well a bit much and they're not doing anything. It's not like a oh a, a pleasant surprise in 26 episodes. It's like nah, here's two of them. The the one good thing about this episode though is the uh, Gal Dukat and Weyun uh, appearance, uh, oh, yeah. which is good. And then I did like at the end uh, the fake news uh, segment where uh, Gal Dukat's like, "Well, he's he res- uh, or what? It, what does he say? He's like, yeah, he changed his mind. That's what we're gonna tell people in Cardassia." Mm-hmm. And Cisco's like, "That's not what happened." And Gal Dukat's like, "It is what happened because I say it's what happened." <laughs> mm. And you go, hey, I've seen this in real life. Yeah. So this is ties of blood and water. It is yep. a eh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the Cardassian guy that like was her father, Lawrence Pressman. Yeah. It's weird. This episode uh, on IMDb, none of the episodes. Uh, some of them have the actors' names like in the descriptions, but his name is right here. Lawrence Pressmanger hmm. was in a film called American Pie. Wow. He played a coach. Cool. So there you um, go. I, I mean, what kind of drink is a black hole? You got to ask, man. You're not ready. <laughs> it's like absinthe times 10. I took it the other way. It's like as soon as you drink it, you absolutely shit your pants. I see. You know what I mean? You black hole. You black hole. Mm-hmm. Your hole blacks. It's not black O. <laughs> yeah. You're awake for it. You're awake, but you don't want to be. That's tell right. you. you don't want like you don't want to be in a black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, remember when Kira said she'd killed Gal Dukat? And okay, some of uh, that, was, and then but then like they do acknowledge that like that hostility still there because you're just like, oh, he's he's back. I'm like in my mind, I'm like they won't see each other again for like a while. Like maybe they, they don't run into one another for a while. But oh no, here. They're hanging out on the ship again, and she has to be cordial to him because he's like the president of a planet. And that's always the yeah. thing with Galron is he never really seems like the president of Klingonia. <laughs> like he's just like a guy. Yeah, get like for Galron. Yeah, like he's, he's always. He's Galron's always been weird. Like, but, but they don't handle it. Like it doesn't seem like this is a an old, like a statesman. But I mean, like I prefer not to be treated that way because I am a warrior. I also feel like he doesn't fit that role either because Garon seems too small. Yeah. 
like in ter- in relation to how they present other Klingons, it's like Aaron's a real little dude. And you never really s- he fights Worf once, but he's not like great at that either. Because it's like maybe he's really good at fighting, but he's not either. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, uh, one more. Okay, uh, five twenty, Moogie. Two out of four stars. Yep, <laughs> Ferengi uh, love songs. And like, and so this one, I didn't like outright dislike it or anything like that. I was, I was okay. Andrea watched ten minutes of it, and then she was like, she just looked at me and she said, "I don't want to watch this." <laughs> and I said, "That's fair. Yeah. I'm not. I won't make you watch this." Yeah, nothing happens. Uh, this is. Cor- well, I guess Cork gets his business license back. And uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, aka Wyun, is also the Ferengi guy from the with his big uh, medallion. Yeah. His kind of talk like this a yeah. little bit but it's still him uh so yeah, yeah. F- uh, my note here was Ferenginar looks so damn cheap empty rooms curtains everywhere <laughs> uh the clothing material in like these shows it's hideous it's so uh, ugly i love quark's outfits <laughs> but like every like all the costumes that all the but characters are wearing else, yeah. it looks like shit it's, it's patchwork stuff. Yeah, it's like very like oh, someone like maybe that's the idea. Like the designers like, well, Frankies are garish, so let's do it that yeah. way. But like for the most part, I think like all the clothing in like Star Trek DS Nine stuff is like ugly. The, the uniforms yeah. are so baggy. Like that the blue shoulder pad look. I, I don't. It doesn't work for most of uh, them. I also I don't really like. I don't love the gray up here with the the color underneath because mm-hmm. and they did that in First Contact too because they did that, well that that's now the look that's what all yeah. Starfleet looks like now is that from I that, wasn't yeah I I kind of like the old one better you know and my note was too much quark this is too much it's too much of a good thing it's a little too much quark yeah he he's better as the side piece. Or like, or like, get these moments, these little like blips of like Ferengi action. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this episode is just like, yeah, Quark goes home to see his mom, finds out his mom is uh, in a, is now in a relationship with uh, the Grand, Grand Nagus. Nagus. And uh, Grand Nagus is also like coming down with some Ferengi dementia. Or, yeah, or, or, or amnesia, um, Alzheimer's kind of thing. Yeah. He, he has, he's just not on it anymore. He doesn't know his numbers. He got, and as a Ferengi, that's very important. He's got to stroke his ears, Jared. That's right. And then, but so they just like, kind of like, well, we'll leave it at that. My mom's going to help secretly run things on this like hideously sexist planet. But maybe one day things will change. Uh, I, I doubt it. Some some have said that the uh, Ferengi are the most uh, relatable uh, races for humans of today. More what so, sense of uh, are, are compared to what the Starfleet Federation ideal is. The Ferengis yeah. are more realistic <laughs> for like how humans actually are. They are, but the Ferengis don't have war with each other anymore. So that's one of the upsides. Allegedly, I, I still think they're fairly. I mean, they, they, they seem like they're still scheming to kill each other. Yeah, I mean, hey, but, uh, Donald Trump didn't start a war for four whole years, and some people are yet. like, "They're well, we'll give him. A, we'll see what happens next time, right? Am I right?" Well, I mean, he he didn't die. He's still around. I'm <laughs> sure he's planning something. Uh, he's watching a lot of TV. Yeah, drinking Diet Coke. Diet Coke. I, mean, I heard he, he drinks maybe like have nine a, Diet Cokes a day. Or I'm gonna have a quarter pounder. But he also said he's never seen a skinny person drinking a Diet Coke before. That was one of his all-time tweets. <laughs> he's got he's got one for, he's got something for everything, as the something kids like to say. Uh, yeah, that's it for DS Nine, I guess for nice. for now. 
But here's the sad thing, Jarrett. I have two episodes of DS9. Oh. I know. I've, I've, had a, I've, I've had a long week. But, you know, I do think this next week I'll be able to finally finish off Season 5, which you've been done for, what, three weeks now? Uh, Almost. Yeah, about that. Yeah. But I did hit a wall with this season of DS9 because I feel like this season's been pants in a, in, a, in a way. But I do have two episodes for you. And then uh, I'll catch up. And then you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, Jared. Okay. So I think the last one we watched was 520, which yes. is the Moogie episode. Yeah. So we talked about that. Uh, 521. Klingons are nerds. And Dax, Lady Macbeth's two out of four stars, I think. This is 521, right? Yep. yep. Soldiers yep. of the Empire. So I, I think this is the Lady Macbeth episode for Dax, and I, I thought it was okay, but uh, I'm not a big Dax person, so. Well, this is—I mean—you're kind of bringing the lead. This is this is about uh, about uh, how Montauk gets his groove back. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a better review of yeah. this episode. Yeah. See, I was more. This, this, um... See, I thought you'd be more into this because this is all about like because uh, they basically talk about how the Klingons are space pirates. And and you get to see like life on a Klingon ship that we don't really ever get to see ever. I did like that part of it, but it's like I said, I think there's too much Dax in here for me. I don't like Dax. I find her abrasive yeah. and annoying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she kind of is um there. And her whole thing in, in this one is like, you know, Worf, you should be uh you should St- be the captain of this ship. Well, I was saying like there's a mutiny on this goddamn ship. Yeah. Like you need a strong arm, Worf. You got to get in in there. So the one thing that this episode left me thinking about, though, was what are Klingon scientists like? Did we see them in this one? No, but they've mentioned it. Okay, they, they, just in passing, they just mentioned, oh yeah, they developed this new technology. It's like, whoa! I started thinking, like, when did the warrior like? Because they're, they're so mm-hmm. focused on like, obviously, you can't just fight war with like dudes with like swords like there would be the people who are like developing like what who are the philosophers of klingon well i imagine the war the scientists are warrior scientists right and their goal is to beat other scientists in like invention and innovation where's that tv show is that discovery no it's like cyborg it's like cylon klingons or some shit I still can't believe what they did to them. Like I, like I don't, I haven't seen the show, so maybe there's an explanation. But that picture alone, I was like, what? <laughs> Why would they change it? Yeah. Why would they change it? So it's, you like this episode? It's, I, I it's, take it? Yeah, it's just like it's it's okay. It's not, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Like I said, just... I, I came into this like not with months of Star Trek baggage, and I'm watching this yeah. is all fairly still fresh-ish. And I think this episode was an uptick from the previous ten. A movie. <laughs> The yeah. last 10 episodes have been pretty, like, whatever. Yeah. And this one was like, it's okay. It's a, it's a, but yeah, Dax is, this is like her, she's like less annoying in this one compared to other ones. Yeah. I mean, we've had the, the resort island episode in this. So, yeah. And see, I think that's what, I think the, the biggest difference between our watching right now is I am like in the middle of probably one of the, the roughest Star Trek binges or not rough, but like, uh, grueling, I guess. Because I've done almost three series now within a calendar year, kind of, mm-hmm. or like a, a full year almost. Because when did I start the original series? Was that April? I guess. I think it was April. Yeah. So I should be done DS9 by then, hopefully, if I can pick up my watching again here. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's what it is. So like you're you're coming in fresh. You got a, got a new set of eyes on it. So maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what we need, Jared. Mm-hmm. Get get but us yeah, through this tough spot. Get us through this tough spot. Yeah, this season's been a little tough on me, and uh, lately Dax has been annoying me. Yeah, but, that's fair. Uh, the next one is five twenty two, uh, old O, and uh, <laughs> I think this is. I mean, I don't want to do this, but I think this is like a 2.5 out of 4. It's yeah. almost a 3. It's it's not a bad episode. It's a – I mean, it's it's still got the same problems. This is, so this yes. is a Children of Time. So this is yep. a – feels like padding out of season. But this is probably the first episode in forever, I would guess, that is like a classic Star Trek episode. Yes, 100%. That has like issues and uh, – Things to talk about. And like, yeah, it's taken out this, it has a concept and it runs with it. So, um, yeah, my first note was old school. Um, so the, the episode is that the, the principal characters of the show are all in the defiant and Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they've gone somewhere to go check something out and they're making their way back. And then they get some like, oh, Dax picks up a signal coming off of this planet that's under some weird energy field. And they're like, oh, we should take a look at it because who knows when we'll ever get a chance to look back at it. There, there could be something to this. We should study it for science. And they're like, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? What's the worst that could happen? Well, mm-hmm. they get sucked in and they they crash-ish on the planet. Crash-ish on the planet. Kira they is, get stranded Kira, on the planet. Kira, Kira's kind well, not quite stranded, but like they have some downtime on this planet. Yeah. Uh, Kira's kind of injured a little bit because she gets electrocuted by the energy field. And they find this community that lives mm-hmm. on the planet, and the, everybody on the planet knows who these the, the the crew are because apparently, what happens is is in like what three days from now they leave, and on their way out of the atmosphere, their ship hits another energy blast. They come crashing back down, and mm-hmm. they just wind up having to live the rest of their existence on the planet while repopulating it or populating it. And uh, they meet their, cause they get also thrown back in time. <laughs> That's an important element. Yes. And, and so basically they go back, whatever, hundreds of years in the past and they mm-hmm. went to, so they meet their own descendants of when they're stranded on the Island. So it's yeah. kind of a, a neat idea. Cause the whole time you're also yeah. thinking, well, we're, when, when are they going to pull the other one saying, Oh, this is fake, but it's like, no, this mm-hmm. is legit. Like this is actually what happened. And, they don't play it as like this would be like a entire image comics mini series or ongoing series. I feel and this, this would be a whole season almost. Yeah, and this is just yep. one episode mm-hmm. of this idea, and so it's like one of those weird things. You're watching Star Trek; it's like very condensed in its storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like you're watching it. So their idea though is like so the there's a, now a man who's the Dax, and. Uh, yep. And he's the scientist, and he's like, oh, I've been figuring out how to get you off of here because of what's happened before, and I have an idea that you'll be able to escape through the atmosphere, and then it'll, but it'll split off where there will be a ship that crashes and one mm-hmm. that goes out beyond, and it'll be perfect. Everyone here will stay alive, and uh, you you will continue on back to your ship. And you're like, huh, I guess you would never know one way or another if it worked, though. <laughs> yeah, the, there, there's a little bit of that stuff where it's like, well, if you do this, this will happen. It's kind of like, but would it? It's like, would it though? And would you guys? There's like a big toss up there in there too. It's like, are you guys gonna exist? Probably not. So does it? Yeah, and there's this like, thing too where 
the episode in the context of like this war that's fomenting this dominion war on the horizon you're like well Mm -hmm. worst comes to worst if cisco just stays on the this planet forever and uh everyone else Mm -hmm. does like oh well you can't go back and fight in this war and like well what's the worst that could happen it's like well the dominion could take over yeah like this this could or mean maybe that's the way it's supposed to be if you're a a bajoran who believes in this stuff but maybe if we go back the dominion will take over right so they don't really get into that part of it though it's more of like the issue of like what do they owe these people they don't know and it's Mm -hmm. like are their lives and their continued you know lives worth more than the existence of these 800 people who mm-hmm. live in the middle of nowhere, who have like an entire like little culture that's based around the teachings of Quark, teaching math. Uh, yeah. And, and then there's like the people who like decide to go uh, uh, live off the land and be like Klingon mm-hmm. warriors. And, yep. they, and they don't even have to be Klingon. No, because it's the way of the warrior. The little, little ginger boy wants to be a Klingon. Yeah. And I mean, I like Worf likes him too. He's like, he's like, you have the way of the mm-hmm. warrior. Um, that we also get introduced to polished Odo. Oh yes. Old O. Uh, he's here. His ears are off putting. He's because re- uh, he's, cause he's real. This is like the actor all yeah. g- gussied up. It's just really him. His hair is normal. <laughs> his hair is okay. And you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think old, uh, old O is a little selfish in this episode. Well, we'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. And but of course there comes the point where you start going. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I, I think this Neo Dax guy is uh, is is a bad man. I think I think he's full of shit. And then the episode goes. Oh yeah, I know he is, because mm-hmm. he's lying to because he realizes what will happen. He has to set this coordinate for this mm-hmm. to happen. Otherwise, it wipes out his own existence. So it's like, is he a bad man who's trying to like ensure his survival? His existence. Yes. Actually, not even his survival. His existence. His existence. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll just cease to exist otherwise. But see, all the Daxes are bad. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, um, Dax is bad. I think, I'm not sure if this is a quote from the episode. Uh, I, oh no, it is in fact. Where uh, <laughs> it's like when Worf goes to get the, uh, the the his little Klingon warriors, he says there's there is an enemy we must battle. We must go do it. And they show up to the field to the plant, like, and he says, "Time is the enemy." <laughs> time is the enemy. That, that's, very, all- that's very that's uh, very Roddenberry esque. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> it's it's like if they I I would have I'd like a montage of Worf showing up places with his little soldiers. He's like, "There's an enemy we need," and at one place he'd be like, "Hunger," and they'd be at like the soup kitchen, like serving out food to like homeless people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You could have a whole whole show based on that. Here you go, and so yeah, then you get some a whimsical planting montage. Ah uh, yes, yeah. And Cisco's working hard. Well, everyone starts going. Because like at that point, Miles O'Brien's like, "Fuck these people! Fuck these <laughs> these descendants of mine! I'm getting out of here." Well, because he's the only one who's like, "My family's not here; they're all back on the station." Yeah, he's he's got something yeah. to live for else, elsewhere. He's like, I don't, "I don't agree to this." And then of course, after he plants with them, he goes, "Oh, we can't, we can't do it." And so mm-hmm. they agree. Okay, this is the course we're going to we're going to do it up proper. The whole time, um, old Doe has been romancing um, Kira Stone. Up. And like saying, "Hey, baby, I've always loved you." He tells her the whole thing. He just says, "Yeah, I've loved you all this whole time." Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Oldo, he, uh, I put it reverse Kirks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, because unlike in City on the Edge of Tomorrow, where where Kirk has to make a sacrifice, 
because yes. he has to do it's not what he wants it's what's best for time itself mm-hmm. um o- odo reprograms uh the coordinates to, to create the accident that results in the eight thousand people existing yep. and uh yeah the, the ship leaves and they're wiped out uh love wipes out eight thousand people yes it does and it it's implied like i don't know about you but for me at least it was a little bit implied that oldo he was like i want these people to live he's like but it'd be cooler if you and i were dating mm-hmm. so i'm gonna kill these people so that we could maybe date well it's not just that it's not just because they're going to date it's because kira will not be dead because kira yeah, dot yeah that's kira the other because because kira yeah. dies of her injury and there's no mm-hmm. way to save her without her getting back to the station so right. that is actually what he's all about is saving the one he he makes the selfish decision uh, you could argue because at this point, mm-hmm. all the crew had agreed, and of course they can't figure out why because they don't know. We don't, and we don't know till the very, very end of the episode what's occurred. Uh-huh. They're saying, "Ah, oh, uh, new Dax must have changed it. He must have changed his mind. We, we'll never mm-hmm. know." Um, but of course, there's a conundrum as time travel always does. If that Odo didn't exist to save them, then then how does that ex- how, how does that happen? Uh, I but, see what you're saying. Yeah. And however, uh, so OG Odo, he's like been hanging out on the ship the entire time for some reason. I think there's like a whole thing about not meeting your double, but that ha- that happened yeah. off screen. And he's like, he informed yeah. me that he did it out of love for you. And just so you know, that he, the reason why 8,000 people no longer exist is because my future self thought very passionately and strongly about you good night and that's and then, the end of the episode <laughs> it's like what it's See, like... i think i think that's even worse because young odo that's even more selfish because he could have just he could have just said. sat on that yeah mm-hmm. because you can see immediately kira like horrified he her she's horrified she feels bad and she's like i would have died instead but then and then it's just like Boom, Rick Berman. Mm-hmm. And so, you... These are bold, bold storytelling beats that it's just like the Cisco thing from like a couple episodes ago where he's yeah. like, genocide or, 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 or tempted maybe. Release <laughs> the bomb. The, the bioterrorism. Release the chemical weapon yeah. on the people. Yeah, bio, and... bioterrorism. Good times. And so and now you're just like, wait, what? Like, that's, that's pretty heavy stuff that barely comes up later and is totally forgotten about in like a few episodes never to be brought up ever again well they sh- they shake it off in the episode itself hey remember when you committed terrorism <laughs> yeah i forgot to tell uh i forgot to tell the bosses about that one <laughs> you're such a cisco cisco so anyway yeah uh st- very <laughs> strange approach oh yeah uh to, to star trek dumb in this like oh it's like oh it's like a roddenberry uh ethical debate and then hey here's uh here's a big bag of festering shit have a good one a big bag of festering you, shit you go, sleep, well, sleep tight you sleep tight <laughs> Yeah, see, I like that one. I like, I like how you do that. But it's so like, yeah, it's but it's not not even, but you can't just like take the bag and throw it out the like out, out the window. You're stuck with it. It's like that stink's never going to leave you. Yeah, they're like, so can I like throw this out? And he's like, no, no. You hold on to that. That's you know, that's yours, baby. That's yours. 
Because a guy who doesn't exist anymore made it so. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you. See, I think. Because does Odo yeah. does, does Odo feel bad about that? He no, never, he doesn't. Well, he didn't meet. He didn't meet any of them for whatever reason. Because he was like on the ship. I didn't understand that. He that was, like did. Well, was it that he didn't leave because he would maybe run into old O? And and, and then and then. But he, that wasn't said. off screen. I think so. And and then he did. Because that's the only way he knew this information. Yeah, and like even that too, and it's just like, and see, that's why I think Aldo is a bit selfish as well. Because when they like, he like bonds with him, and then he's basically just like, "We are one" or something like that. And it's like, ah, so this fucker gets to keep living even after everyone else is dead, essentially, because he's like, okay. they've done their little like, uh, little saliva swap with their arms, and they're like, and they've gooped each other. You know, goop, goop. <laughs> You know, goop. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's this this episode's got a depth to it, Jared. Heft. Depth. Well, heft. Uh, so that was see. Even though we only had two episodes, we we talked for a while about that. Do I have some good things to look forward to coming up? Or you do? Yes, yes, you do. Okay, so um, I think I should be able to get one episode a day in at least okay. for the next week. Yeah, you better start getting into some season six. So I watch Star Trek instead. Nice. The only, the, the, the right choice. Yeah. I mean, I watched a movie too, but I, I don't think you're an Andy Samberg guy. So I'll nope. just, uh, <laughs> movie wasn't bad. I like Andy Samberg. So cool. Uh, hey, do you want to finish off season five? Yes. Finally? Let's do it. All right. Where did I leave off last time? 522 was old. Old O. Yes. Old the o. one that ends just just ends. <laughs> yeah, questionably. So season five has been a uh, a weird a weird one for me, right? Like yeah. it's there's been some dips. Mm-hmm. Uh so the rest of the season, I actually forgot to rate some of these, so I went back just now mm-hmm. and I tried to give them, so they might not be super accurate. But uh five twenty three, man, Nog aged. Two out of four stars. I'm trying to remember which one this is. Blaze this of Glory? Blaze of Glory, yeah. So this is the one that has Eddington again. Cisco and Eddington. Oh, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, go, they go to the, whatever, what is it called? The the Hellscape? Yeah, they go to the Hellscape to like, because there's possibly bioweapons there that are going to be unleashed. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's like, oh, you got to help us get those bioweapons, wink. Yeah. It's the Bill Burr Mandalorian episode where it's like, I'm going to bust you out of jail mm-hmm. just so that I, I need your help on this one. That's right. But you also see Nog in this. And I was like, holy shit. The actor who played Nog got real old. Like, you can tell he's an old man now under that makeup, which I've maybe that's just me. That, yeah, there's a in recent episodes. It's yep. even more so. Yep. Nog yeah, like, and Jake are like 38 year old men all of a sudden. And it's like, how did that happen? <laughs> season five was rough. Season five it, was it, rough. it was the Clinton years, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was blaze of glory. I gave it a two because I'm, I'm not huge on this Eddington Cisco like dynamic. Plus because Cisco, it made Cisco a war criminal, but also I was like, I don't think this Eddington guy is very like, appealing but that's just me some people might like him well i don't know what you thought and, and now it's over and done with anyway it's the yeah. end it's the end of like this is so this is the episode my notes for here it's like oh hey it's back to the main story finally after like what seven episodes in a row that have nothing to do with anything 
Yeah, there was a big stretch. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, hey, right. Uh, let's tie those things up with the knot as we move forward. So they tie up the Edgington stuff. They tie up the, Mar- the Maquis stuff. So that's like done. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's set aside. Um, Cisco Eddington go to Spawn's Hell slash Badlands. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. And mm-hmm. uh, in quotes, I wrote, Crazy Cisco. Mm-hmm. You yeah, want to be crazy? I'll be crazy. Because he's like, I'll let you take over the show. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, sure you will. No, it's your problem. And then Cisco's like, I'm going to make uh, a rock to Gino in the back. Mm-hmm. And see, this is this is the weird Cisco thing. Like even today, I was on Reddit for a little, and I saw a thing where it's like Cisco's the best captain. And I was like, not on my, not by my watch. <laughs> I was like, Cisco is wild. He's a war criminal, and he does things that are like borderline reckless and shouldn't pay off. And the only reason they do is by chance. You know what I mean? Right. That that's how I feel about it, at least. Uh, so this is a yes for me, just because at least yeah. it has something yeah. to do with. The, the, the main story the storyline so that's good that's a pot that's a plus and it's like whatever it wraps up yep. things yeah yeah no i agree with you do you have anything else on that one? that's it that's yeah. it my, my notes yeah. start getting a lot more scant i start watching these like later at night like on mondays and uh i'm just sitting there in the dark and i don't have my notepad on hand so you got to do my approach one line zippers mm-hmm. Woo! like this one die hard garrick uh and this is a high episode story. 24 episode 24 impact nor yeah so this is a high two it wasn't quite a three for me but it is an enjoyable episode and this is a as i said die hard garrick because every character eventually gets their die hard episode well this is also slasher in space yes it is yeah uh, garrick goes crazy <laughs> yeah he's hunting and uh Human. and my note here is he kind of just killed three starfleet officers while drugged up huh like that's it and, mm-hmm. and you're like nothing really well he was uh on cardassian drugs, drugs. that made him murder go, drugs that, that made him go crazy he was basically on crystal meth cardassian crystal meth where he mm-hmm. he didn't he, he didn't know what he was doing but he was really jacked up he's on crocodile crocodile oh, <laughs> that was a gross one so yeah, that's yeah. Some, that was some uh i think some not real things or bath salts bath salts, bath salts. there you go there's <laughs> there's an yeah. oldie there's an oldie there's also jankums which was a <laughs> uh another <laughs> troubling one uh but i did i did like see i did like seeing garrick sneak around kill killing oh, yeah. people oh, yeah I, I, that's good stuff yeah that's good stuff yeah d- d- <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think this is a yes as well just because yep uh it's yep. got a good atmosphere i think that this is like the first time they introduce empoknor the sister ship or the space the sister station to ds9 yeah this is the first time i'm hearing about yeah it. it's the first time it comes up it's like oh we need some parts and they're like well we're going to send a crew to go get some parts from the other station that's been abandoned mm-hmm. and while on the ship they find uh some like sleeper agent secure like guys that have yep. just been like put on there so when they wake up they will kill yeah I, and it, it's, it's it's like what why <laughs> Well, and it wasn't it like the drug was uh, to kill anyone that's not Cardassian. Yeah, it's like that's the that's what fuels them up. Mm-hmm. And there's Nog there just doing his thing. They couldn't just have like a poisonous gas. No, it needed to be slasher yeah, specific. Right. Whereas, like, we want you to kill people that mm-hmm. aren't aren't you. Yeah, and oh, so. and it also taps into like uh, O'Brien's like racism a little bit too. 
Oh yeah, which I always, uh, I'm always, I always like hearing O'Brien's war stories mm-hmm. and his rationale for things, like on TNG when he's talking to Cardassians and he's like, "I hate that you made me a, a horrifying racist that enjoys <laughs> killing Cardassians." Cardies. And it comes out of nowhere. You're like, "Whoa, yeah." Is O'Brien a war criminal too? And you're like, "Maybe, so, maybe they all are. Maybe they all are." Maybe there's no heroes in war, Jared. Maybe that's the message that DS9 is trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else? On that's it. Pocknor? That's it. Good. Good. Uh, five twenty-five. So it's just Jake and Nog again. Yep. Two out of four stars. What? Oh. I, I, I just thought this one was okay. Oh, this I wasn't episode's hot very. On the Willie this, this episode's very enjoyable. It's a, it's the uh, calm before the storm episode. I, in I, I, in the cards. I, I enjoyed the thing that was like, Jake's like, hey, I'm human. I don't have any money, which is like, that's what I've been saying all along. Well, I mean, it's been stated many times that humans have gone past money and currency now. We live in the perfect society, right? I Yeah, I, I wasn't too hot on this, but uh, well, that's just me. Well, I, I, I'm curious to think what, see what you think. Sounds well, like you like it. Yeah, so this is like, it's, it's such a odd episode and i, I think yes, that's that's what i think the charm of it is because you i kept thinking too i'm like is this how the war starts <laughs> like at some points but then you're like or it's like there's a guy who shows up you're like is this a time traveling collector yeah which, which is an interesting idea too but no it turns out he's just crazy he's a crazy man mm-hmm. um and there's also a really creepy scene involving teddy bear snatching where they go into a oh, a, yeah. woman, a woman's they break into a woman's room to take a teddy bear to give back to Bashir, <laughs> of course, because because it's like in the nebula of like uh, questionable behavior, Bashir cannot be that far off. Of course, he's not. And I feel like because they changed Bashir's like origin too, and now they're playing it up, right? Where they're like they're like, we know you're a super genius. Just tell us. And he's like, blah blah blah. It's like all the other things Bashir does like his womanizing you're just like hmm Bashir you're a weird guy Bashir so this episode uh Jake finds out that there is he wants to do something for his dad because dad's yep. all depressed and weird in on IMDB it says uh to cheer up war fatigued Captain Cisco yeah there you go war fatigued battle fatigue that's like some PTSD right there Little bit, little bit. Uh, anyway, so there's a an auction being held in Quarks, and mm-hmm. a Willie Mays baseball cards up for auction. And mm-hmm. Jake's like, "I'm gonna get that." And he's like, uh, "Hey, I don't, I don't have any money. Nog, give me your money." And they try to they try to win it. They can't. Uh, there's this weird guy who does win it, and they start following him around to mm-hmm. see if they can get it from him and he's like no but they they start falling into his uh weird world of this invention he's going to build about staying alive forever mm-hmm. um well th- at the same time there is also negotiations going on between the dominion and bajor um mm-hmm. where they're they're they, the Dominion want to sign a a peace treaty with Bajor. They're like, well, whatever happens, you know, in this conflict with the Federation, uh, you should uh, we'll we'll be all together on the same page. Mm-hmm. So that's like a that's a kind of like the serious thing that's underpinning the episode. And then, but the main plot is uh, Jake and Nog uh, going around collecting things unquestionably for this this 
fetch quest. If it, it's fetchy, but it's like, yeah. but, but one thing leads to another. It's a way of him getting around to all the characters. He's like, well, you're a. It's like Jake, you're this. He's the son of the captain of this station, so he he has all this access. And everyone's like, what do you need with this and this and this and this? And they're like, okay, sure. What's the worst that could happen? It's like they haven't watched the show for the last five years, or haven't like ever been with a different person before it's like i need some of these things and then you go why do you need this weapon that kills everyone it's like just saying Mm -hmm. just saying i need it that's all just saying we get some jeff coombs action which is always much appreciated uh as way yep yeah there's there's some good way coming up oh yeah there is uh that's about it i thought this was a, a one of the stronger episodes in the last like batch of things yeah i'm glad you like it it's like i said i was uh season five gave me serious fatigue on this thing but i do think there is some light coming out now that i've got out of season five and into season six Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm glad you like that episode i was just so so uh five wait are you you're done yeah that's it that's it okay 526 climactic anticlimactics three out of four stars because this episode is both uh entertaining and build up build up a lot but in classic ds9 fashion i feel like it kind of just ends and then and that's it because it's like a season ender and they do like there is a big thing that happens but Mm -hmm. then at the same time like then it does a little bit more and then they're like all right that's it see you later and it just stops Mm -hmm. and i was like but wait (laughs) What else happened? <laughs> this is an episode of Call to Arms. Uh-huh. Uh, my only note here is Lita's ridiculous breasts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Dabo girl breasts in uh, DS9 have always. It's like the episode Jake brings home one, and it was a very busty lady as well. <laughs> and it was just home. like. He brings I'm one like, home. He, he does. He brings one home. And then uh, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I thought Jake was like 13, but then Jake was like 28 the next episode. And I was like, oh, so he is dating uh, ladies with enormous breasts. I'm glad that you picked up on that as well. (laughs) It's hard to miss. Uh, So this episode, I I do think, has some good stuff. It does set up a a lot of things. And what I'm guessing is what the next two seasons is about, essentially. Mm hmm. This is the episode that marks the beginning of the Dominion War. The Dominion War. I've heard. I've heard. I do like uh, I like some of the space battle and stuff. I don't know if I... I mean, I do think it's a good shake-up for what the, where they leave it with the station. But uh, again, I do feel like it, it just shows that Cisco is... Uh, he's volatile, man. He's, uh, he's, he's unpredictable. Is that good? I don't know. He's a wild card. He is a wild card. He's like frying stations, leaving and stuff like that, doing whatever he feels like. I did really like that's the, like uh, that's Kirk though. I mean, Kirk blew up yeah, the Kirk Enterprise when the Klingons uh, boarded it. Yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pretty gutsy. Hey, there's some Klingons on the ship. Fucking blow it up. Well, I mean, everyone blows up their ship or like does it. I mean, at least he didn't Once blow, he didn't blow it up. He just uh, said, "Fuck you! I'm going to delay you as long as I can." That's completely legitimate move. Yeah, that's uh, not he, bad. He, he left things in a much better place than he could right. have based on yeah. his previous actions this season. Because that's true. Because he has it set up, and um, 
of course, there's a reason why he's going to have to, like, come back because uh, J- Jake has made this decision. Like, I'm going to be a war correspondent. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like out of nowhere. Like, he, he's an author for a while. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be a journalist. Yeah, and then you're like, all right, I mm-hmm. guess. And then, yeah, Odo sticks around. Yeah, Kira. And then now, now Bajor is like, has a non aggression tr- treaty signed because mm-hmm. he encouraged it because he's like, don't join with the Starfleet. I uh, I did like that, and then the other thing I did like, I like the idea of the self replicating minds. Yes, yeah, that's a that's a really cool idea, and all all really cur- courtesy of Rom. Well, I mean, and it's been building right where it's like Rom is a super genius. It's just Quark just shits on him all the time, so Rom's never really allowed to do anything. But mm-hmm. O'Brien saw, mm-hmm. Brian knows, so yeah, that that was cool. I liked that idea. Yeah, and then what else happens? Baseball Everyone just scrambles. Baseball's left behind, as the the bad guys take the take the station, and uh, the music changes to triumphant Cardassian Dominion music, and uh, yeah, which is always always encouraged, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you like that Gal Ducat? Well, you're gonna get some Gal Ducat. There's some Gal Ducat, especially in the next episode. Oh, so you did continue on with season six? I got I got one season six for you. Okay, good. So, uh, 601, and I forgot to rate this, uh, but I do think it's a good episode. Uh, 601, what's up with Ducat's hair? Oh, it's, Slash. it's getting shaggy. Yeah, he's got a lot of cabbage up top here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's getting super shaggy, you know? Yeah, it was, it's, it, it, was, it's, it wasn't nice and neat, but it was nice and tied back. It seemed like you know, short, and now it's getting yeah. all like. A little like mullity. It's a little mullity, and <laughs> it's just like it really stands out. It's like when did he get like a He's bob? A, it's, a, it's a skullet. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. I noticed. Uh, I noticed. And then I also said we really needed Wei Yun. I want. I need Wei Yun to be a main character in this show because in six oh one, a time to stand, mm-hmm. Wei Yun really shines. Oh yeah, hey, you're you're getting lots of Wei Yun. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm liking uh, this first episode with him. I really liked. He, I mean, I just think he's he's a good actor in general. But uh, I liked the character in here. He's got good play with uh, Odo mm-hmm. and uh, Garrett. I I mean, uh, Gal Dukat is trying to you know sex up Kira because he's got a thing for Bajorans. And uh, you know, Wei Yun's just there. He's like, I don't really give a shit. He's like, I'm here to do my job. And I was like, I like you, Wei Yun. You're a good mm-hmm. dude. So this is a yes, a time to yeah. a time to stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a time jump. Uh, we're kind of like things are just like well, it's been you know six months or whatever, and I think it's I think that's the implication. It's been like six months, maybe only three yeah. months since they left the station, and uh, yeah. the war's not going well. And uh, you know they'll do a thing where it's like oh Bashir's like collars down, and he's like oh, <laughs> he's he's so he's seen so much shit. Like, yeah, allegedly yeah and you're like and there's like oh man this war it's really it's rough <laughs> all those that's what all, they want you to all think. those battles we're in look i'm like i got some dust on my uniform i haven't cleaned it it's hard here up in space space man, wars. life is hard in space Let me uh tell you. the dax wharf 
already back together. <laughs> like, like, so, because, like, the last episode, yeah. the Call to Arms, there's this idea, oh, because they, they're going to get married, RJ. They're going to get married. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be a beautiful wedding. And they're like, oh, but now the war is coming. We'll, after the war is done, we'll get, we'll, we're not going to see each other for a really long time. And in this episode, oh, they're back together again. And it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> the most un, unattractive, like, relationship where you're like, oh, these two, they the oil and water. That's not, but they keep forcing it. I know. And like, that's the thing. They're forcing it, but it's like, I, no one's buying it. Yeah. No one's uh, believing this. Here I refer to as the Bashir jogging look. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause his shirt's about halfway unbuttoned. Yeah. His hair's a little bit disheveled and he's very, uh, he's very like, whatever. Yeah. He's like, what is He's like, none of it matters now. We have no chance. Mm-hmm. Um, this is well, my next note here was fake news, Jake. He does. He he pushes a few buttons well, there. He's w- w- towing w- the line. Wayun says this is not an occupation. You keep referring to us as occupiers, uh, and then I believe uh, the payoff is keep an open mind. <laughs> it's good, Wayun. Yeah. Vintage Wayun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did like that too, and especially because like with the Jake stuff, where uh, this this war journalist uh persona that he is now that he's always wanted to be i was like where did this come from but young, i guess hey, i mean there, young, there's a there's a use for it young men affect uh personas all the time true. they suddenly decide uh i'm gonna be a filmmaker dad and then the maybe a screenwriter and then, then a couple of weeks later after that fails uh i'm just gonna do this twitch channel <laughs> i'm gonna do i'm gonna do speed runs and then after that, it's like, you know, I've always really wanted to open up a food truck. <laughs> and then you go, huh? my, my pet's always been my passion. I want to sell pulled pork and donuts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe pulled pork on donuts. That's something. <laughs> Slow down there, Kojak. I don't want to give any ideas away for free, but. No. Uh, yeah, we, you we, know. yeah, we give away letterbox for TV. I mean, I feel like. That's basically what we do already, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's all you've watched so far, huh? Yeah. But, hey, I mean, I'm, that's better than last week when I watched, what, like one episode? Two. So two I'm, cl- I'm climbing. You're climbing. climbing. Well, good, because I'm only, like, at episode... Uh, I started... No, I watched 12. No, I watched 13. I'm on episode 13 of season six. You're on six thirteen. Okay. Yep, I'm halfway. I could, pro- I could definitely get up to... 606 this week maybe more potentially okay. all right potentially yep. whatever i'm getting there 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 mm-hmm. i'm getting there i'm getting there do you are do you want more alexander Ad, i don't know if we, we don't know if we talked about that enough before i i as soon as wharf got brought in i said where is alexander because i want him well with jake and nog well rj your wish may be coming true sooner than you think. Oh, baby, bring bring him on! I want him to be uh, screaming and uh, whistling at people. You are going to re- you're going to regret this. Oh, oh. I, I can't wait until the Dax Alexander episode that I give one out of four stars because I'm sure there will be one. Uh, Alexander, I'm your mother now. I'm no, Dax. No, there's no. Don't worry about that one. Oh, okay. That that that's not coming down. Not that we know of yet. It's true, but I'm, I'm pretty positive uh, it's not going to happen, which Let's is see. good. I'm not going to complain. But do you want to hear about Star Trek? Yeah, I do. 
I want right. not only do I want to hear about it, I want to talk. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right, so let's go to 602. Uh, and I put, um, excuse me, three out of four stars. Rocks and Shoals? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I only have, like, really one line. I tore my pants. <laughs> you get some pant tearing. Yeah. Hell yeah, you do. It's, it's lost you, in space. It is lost in space. For, uh, but for then, one episode. There's also uh, people just uh, hanging themselves in the promenade out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. That was where my, um, what? Because I was watching it, and then it happened, and I was like, uh, wait a minute. I was like, what is going on? It's kind of like the uh, the monks setting himself on fire in protest. It's it's kind of like that, 100%. Yeah. What is this episode about? Jim Hadar's Well, crack. it's like, yeah, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the ships crashed, and they're kind of uh, stranded. And there's another, there's a Jim Hadar ship that's also crashed. And right. they're, they're, they kind of come to meet. There's the other um, Wayun race. Yeah, the other Vorta. Vorta guy, who, who, yeah. who's a different Vorta altogether. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just about, I don't know, war. It's a little, it's a short little war story. Yeah. I remember now, because Cisco, because it's basically like the Jem Hadar, they're like, we do what we have to. And he's like, yeah, but you you can't. He's like, you shouldn't. Cause I'm just telling you now, like we know what you're going to do. And he's like, we still do what we have to. It's like, we're soldiers. It's what we do. And they go over that, run over, they go over that, they charge over that hill. Yeah. And he, he, he tells him too. He says, don't do it. We're here. We'll kill you. But does it anyways. Yep. Damn. War's tough, man. War's tough. It's hell. Some might say. Some do say that. Some might say, 6.03, ew, two out of four stars. And my ew is, uh, this episode starts with uh, Worf full-on making out with Dax, and I went, ew. <laughs> Michael Gross. Dorn demanded it. Is that the, is that how that came to be? I have no idea. So, someone demanded it. They're like, we really need to see Worf making out. Sons and daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Rocks and Shoals is a yes for me. Sons oh, yeah. and daughters is... Eh. Yep, for certain reasons. Well, who, who do we got, RJ? Uh, I I would say we have the introduction of fake Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, because he is very clearly not Alexander, and they're trying to play him off as he is Alexander. But this kid, he doesn't got the magic. He doesn't have the magic, and like uh, all the character stuff is going against Alexander, which is like the point of the episode too. They're like, you're not like this, Alexander. And it's like, so then why make him like this? It's very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, so the whole gimmick here is, uh, yeah, Worf still hanging out on Mm -hmm. uh, the Klingon ship, and Alexander wants to join the Klingon fleet because he's just, like, kind of doing nothing, but he wants to prove himself to his dad and also inevitably wants to, if if I die, then my dad will be proud of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the whole thing is. Some father and son, whatever. And I mean, last week, I would, just last week, you, you told me, careful what you wish for, because I was clamoring for some Alexander. But I wanted Alexander, Nog, and Jake. But now it's all war-torn Alexander, Nog, yeah. and Jake. And I'm like, yeah. they're just not kids anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, so Alexander's a real wiener in this, I found. But what are you going to do? Yeah. 
hardly any screeching, which is uh, <laughs> a real uh, a real disappointment. No snarling. No snarling, nothing like that. So uh, a a real real disappointment. Okay, let me make sure I got the right episodes here. Because I, for some reason, I was like, wait a minute, did I get the well, wrong... Episodes 4, 5, and 6 are kind yeah. of like all one storyline, despite episode 4 totally ends on like a cliffhanger, but it's not like a to-be-continued or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, Rom's arrested. <laughs> and, yeah, then, okay. and then they're like, oh, fate, and then it wraps up. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, that seems like a important thing, because Star Trek doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's just like moving on, and you're like, wait a minute, where's Rom? <laughs> uh, so okay, yeah, I'm under. I for a second I was confused, but six uh six point oh four Bane, three out of four stars. Bane is on uh, DS nine in this episode, and he's breaking people's backs. Someone someone gets their back broken on someone else's knee oh. during the the fight, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, right. Bane's on a part of uh, the Dominion now. Okay, yeah. So this is episode behind the lines. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. This is a yes. Um, and my yep. note here is Odo chooses space hose before space bros. He does, and I'll just play my card here early. But six oh five for me is Simp Odo is back. Three out of four stars. Yeah. So these two, epi- I know all three go together, but the yeah, it's a uh, Odo's a simp. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There's some talk. So yeah, uh, I mean, my notes like on these next few episodes are very brief because I was just like watching them back to back and yeah, just uh, enjoying them. I guess I didn't take super thorough notes like I had previously, but yeah, this is kind of the turning point. They speed up the whole what the Dominion War is, at least as far as the mm-hmm. occupation of the station goes. Which yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. We'll get there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. But the Cardassians... Oh, yeah, so the, the Darmoth uh, Dukat's second-in-command, mm-hmm. he's, like, getting drunk and loaded at Quark's bar, and yep. he's, like, he's got a, he, he's talking a lot, and so this is kind of, like, the resistance stuff. And on the flip side, um, Starfleet is gearing up to do more missions, but Cisco gets shelved. Because he's more important. This makes sense, though. It's like, oh, hey, you're a good officer. You would be better served sitting back in an office job like you would in a real military rather than on mm-hmm. the on the front lines and, like, being always, like, endangered <laughs> of being blown up uh, as, like, man, being a uh, – all you see is, like, Enterprise ships now flying around. Like, oh, it's the Cortez. It's the blink. And they're just getting blown up. And you're just yeah. like, Fuck. It's like it doesn't matter anymore, and it's not even dramatic. It's just like ships just go up in flames, space flames, and they're all the same ship now too. They're all enterprises. Yeah, I mean, A thousand em- enterprises. Yeah, it's pretty uh, monotonous. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, yeah, they just seem like I'm not sure why they settled on that, but I guess hey, it's the best ship. It's it's even though they yeah. they blow up all the same, but uh, maybe they got uh-huh. the best. They've got the best shot at it, and it becomes the standard. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure. They, they, Maybe I mean, it's just the mold they had for the for the minifig. Yeah, yeah. You can make. Yeah, keep. Uh, yeah, for plastic injection. Yeah, they said we can pump out like 19 cl- cl- of these. Clean up the mold lines. Yeah, real fast. Yeah, put some LED lights in there. Smelly D lights? Did you say? Smeg? What? Oh, I thought you said smelly D lights. Yeah, that's what I said, RJ. Like sunny D, but smelly. Sunny D. 
Yeah, but smelly. Yeah. Is what I thought you had said. So the resistance starts uh-huh. to mount. Um uh, Cardassians are gonna take down the the minefield and mm-hmm. they band together. Odo's supposed to help, but mm-hmm. Odo Odo's uh changeling space chick lady, she shows up and yep. they, they have a lot they have a bunch of alone time and uh they they do a lot of merging, which is like PG alien sex. Uh yeah, they're merging. But yeah, then, then a lot, they like hands ha- ha- hands together, and then they go and they turn to yeah. oozes. But they also do straight on, like straight on, Jared. Straight on, like human stuff. Because remember, she's like, so that's how solids do it, and Odo's like, oh yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have do you have nipples as well? She she goes, why would we have those? That doesn't make any sense. He yeah. says, oh yeah, they should have airbrushed those out of me. <laughs> yeah, in they, post they, they've got computers; they can take care of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Rom Rom's like a is a genius, as they keep yes, alluding to, and he kind of figures out a plot or an idea, and it's all, all supposed to come together. But Odo, he's too busy getting sexed up, and uh, Rom gets caught because the security does not get turned off on the. The breaker, mm-hmm. and he gets snatched up by, you know, Jemadar Cardassians, and it kind of just ends right there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, huh, how odd. Is there anything else in this episode? No, I don't think so. Uh, that's about it, because then they're all setting up for six six. Yeah. So these two, six oh four, six oh five, they're just. They're just setting the ground. See, yeah, see, these are all like building yeah, and yeah. building. So then, yeah, episode five, favor the bold, which is when mm-hmm. like the they find out that the minefield's going to be coming down. They get word out via Morn. That, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Morn's Christmas gifts mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with like uh, the secret code in the ribbons, and mm-hmm. then Starfleet knows like it's game day. We we gotta we gotta get over there. We gotta make sure that that minefield stays up. Otherwise, we're we're hooped, and so everyone conver- everyone's converging. Worf um, gets sent on a side quest off camera mm-hmm. to go get Gowron to to send off some panel. ships. Yeah, off panel because they yeah. they're like, yeah, we don't need we don't want to see no Gowron. Well, they're like the actor who plays Gowron can't be here, and it's like it's okay. We'll just write that out. <laughs> it's like no, I'll be available next week. No, it's fine. It's tight tight it's like, scheduling. Nobody needs Gowron anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so like the 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 seduction of Odo here continues, mm-hmm. and Kira's pissed. Kira's pissed, man, and it leads to uh, some stuff down the road. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I don't, but uh, I I know. Okay. Now uh, what what, wow. what what do you recall of this episode, RJ? Well, so it's kind of I'm I'm with you. Whereas like uh, four and five. Uh, like four is where they capture Rom, and five is where they're going to execute Rom, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all I have. Other than Bane shows up, and then Odo is a simp again, but it's mostly just like I said. I think they're just they're just setting the ground for that episode six because they're building up to something, right? Yeah, they're just building and building. Jared. And so yeah, and then so then you get to episode six, uh, uh-huh. sacrifice of angels, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my note on this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a dual wielding quark, five out of four stars. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> oh fuck, it's so good. I, I was gonna say, is this gonna be the one that breaks the scale? 
Oh yeah, this one broke the scale. Uh, so hero, I, I did hero it. of the Alpha Quadrant, RJ. Oh. Or Quirk. Quirk. It's so satisfying to see mm-hmm. him coming in dual wielding and just blasting dudes, and like he, that like Armin Shimmer is it Shimmerman? Shimmerman, or, yeah, yeah. That dude is so good. Like under all of those prosthetics, you can tell like Quark's like he's like hesitant. He's like I don't really do this kind of stuff, but then he's like he's like bam, I blasted you, and he's like goddamn Quark man, this guy's got layers and he's layers. And, and he's start and he's like really like horrified by it as well. He sells yep. it so well because he's like I didn't want to so actually because well. he's never really done anything like that. He's never killed probably. I don't think like no, he just, yeah he just sells stuff. He's never actually yeah. killed anyone so. Uh, yeah. And uh, this has probably the darkest ending to a Star oh, Trek yeah. episode I have ever seen. And that's it's pretty dark, man. But, yeah, this this episode is terrific. Oh, terrific. like I think like, yeah. Like, so it's been like forever since I'd seen this episode because I had mm-hmm. seen this one when it aired. And I don't, I don't remember the details of when I saw it. But I remember being like, ah, oh, there's some like cool stuff there. And I was like, I'll do caught because there's yeah. episodes that are coming. And like Gal Dukat is like kind of fairly important character on the on the entire show, but the way that they play it out over time is so well done. And this episode, like Gal Dukat, fails so spectacularly. Like it's oh, yes. and it's so good because it's like it feels like so dramatic and it's like absolutely unlike Star Trek. It feels like mm-hmm. a it's like its own show. And this is like I don't know probably for a lot of people. Mm, I don't know if it gets much better than this. I don't know. I, this is where I start, this is where it starts getting vague for me, and I don't know if it will ever top this. But clearly, at five out of four stars, I don't know if Star Trek will top this. But I mean, it hasn't happened yet, and uh, more or less, like I, uh, I think so. That I, I, I hit a rough patch with DS Nine last mm-hmm. season. Yes, end of season five, where it's like I think on the whole, I think TNG is for me at least more entertaining. Uh, like it was easier to watch uh, where like DS nine. And I think Oliver said this. he's like, I think he said something similar where he likes TNG more, but DS nine's clearly a better show. Like there's more into it. And it's like, I agree with that too, but uh, there's the highs and the lows in DS nine. Uh, you really feel, I think, and like TNG had that as well. But like this thing, uh, I didn't realize this was like a big episode because I wasn't looking into these before. Wow. So I was just watching and the two episodes before I was like, fuck shit's getting pretty pretty tense <laughs> and then I, and then i watched this and i was like god damn i was like it's getting real tense in here and it seems like like you said like uh just based on because all i see is the imdb homepage. it's like this looks like one of the top rated episodes so it's like well it's got I a get good, that it's got a good title too <laughs> sacrifice of angels hell mm-hmm. yeah man which was the angel well so you have like yeah you have the the one of like the best things on this show at this point is Ducat and Weyun, uh, oh, and yeah. like their so their their pissing contest because like and it's mm-hmm. like Ducat's cockiness and like they're all trying to impress the the founders and like jockey for position in the Dominion because they're like we've already won and like fucking Ducat walking around with the baseball, <laughs> like all that stuff like that. Oh, so good. I yeah mm-hmm. he he's just such a uh, great great character. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah you get like kind of the tying things back together with uh, Cisco, who's just going to be like, well, 
off into the wormhole <laughs> and like mm-hmm. we're, we're like whatever is going to happen is going to happen and then you get this like kind of the it ties back into like where ds9's always been about is this like yep. back to the beginning and this like explanation <laughs> and then it's like though it's like it's like literally you know day de- ex machina where it's yes, like it where like oh like the gods intervene but but star trek like we know mm-hmm. that there are entities that yep can just make things disappear. Like we saw Q do it all the time. We don't Q. think anything of it. That's how the yep. like him. I'm gonna flip the make the uh, st- Enterprise just fly through space impossibly all across, and then run into a Borg thing. And it's just like oh, and then this is sort of like oh, but we'll see what happens uh, because this is like overplaying their hand. Perhaps these beings who just make this entire fleet of Jim Harrier ships just disappear, <laughs> and then it's like mm-hmm. oh, and our and our relay stations they've disappeared and it's like huh and everything is gone and Goldicott says no no just wait the reinforcements well they'll be here in a second they'll be here in a second Jared I also like because like I think that I think you could criticize it like as just being like a an easy out I guess for the impending doom of the Dominion coming where it's just like well they kind of washed away but like you said like all the stuff with the Q and there's been like even original series had oh. entities that could just do anything. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes sense. Like it kind of works with this. And I like how they, uh, they, <laughs> it's like kind of funny. They're like the Cisco. They're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. it, it is, it is the Cisco. And they're just, they just kind of like him. They're like, they're like, yeah, we'll do some stuff, whatever. But it's, it's like, like price you'll have to pay <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that, which, yeah. Now the, uh, yeah. Like I said, the episode is just like, for what this show is doing, it's like, okay, good. It's mm-hmm. uh, season five dragged its ass all over the carpet, yes. and there's it's so padded out. But mm-hmm. then you get past that, and now we're into the, the Dominion War stuff. Which and, is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this episode's awesome. And it's like I said, it, it has one of the, the grisliest endings, I think. So, like... Yeah, Ducat's so daughter... <laughs> Well, even just with him, just like and losing mumbling, his, like losing his oh. mind. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I was watching, I was like, "God damn!" I was like, "This is some dark shit." All right, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, you don't see that. That doesn't come up in track too much. Other, uh, and if that happened to somebody, you would never see them again. Yeah, yeah. Which it's like I'm pretty sure they'll bring back a, uh, um, Gold Ducat. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but dual wielding quark is uh, the. Uh, that's the top of the top of the top baby no it's top like yeah top. i mean it's like got like all the elements of like a good war story of uh, sacrifice and people doing uh the right thing for their own uh mm-hmm. their, their side or whatever and yeah little, little band of uh resistance on the ship and stuff like that mm-hmm. good times it's good, it's good stuff yeah. very good and then there's 607 jared <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Which I put xenophobic or species phobic question mark, and this is this is kind of a low two out of four for me because there's some good elements to this, but then there's also the overall story of this episode, which I was like, mm. yeah. But the, yeah. the someone someone talks about them being xenophobic in this, and I was like, well, no. I was like, they're literally different species. Like they're not even kind of the same. So I was like, is that the same thing or is it different? Yeah, no. It, xenophobic would be alien like xenomorphs yeah. <laughs> it's like other morphs it's just like yeah 
it's it's relevant. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that that works. Like, I think it mean, literally means like alien or something like that, isn't it? Well, it's fear of outsiders. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it I mean, which an alien would be an outsider yeah. by that. Day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just meant because like what threw me off more, I was like, I was like, well, they're different species. It's like, is that even gonna work? That'd be like an like an elephant and an alligator. It's like I don't know if those pieces match up together. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, there uh, is. So, yeah, so Zeno literally means strange form or Zeno means strange or like yeah. Okay, from from, so from that, the from the Greek. Yeah, Zenos yeah. is strange. But re- yeah. yeah, okay. That uh, it's the othering part of it. You're yeah. yeah. A- othering, alien. Yeah. Yeah. As but opposed regardless, to this is of course dealing with aliens, Klingons yes. and Trill. And, then, and Trill. And Quarks. And Quarks. So Jared, you are cordially invited. <laughs> so yeah, Archie, that's also the title oh is it what what a treat so tell me about Worf's wedding uh so my note on this is fine this is fine yeah. um a come down episode this yeah. is the equivalent of an, an x-men comic where you get, you get to see them after they've like had a big event happen they play baseball or like they go, the or, epilogue yeah or they go shopping and it's, it's all there to like, well, we don't really want to rush into the next phase yet. Let's just forget there's a whole war going on, that this thing's still happening. But, we're, but oh, Alexander's leaving. And we, we, we have to get married now. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit more Alexander for you. Yeah, and uh, I like him better in, in this offering than in the last episode. Even though I still I want to make it clear that this is fake Alexander. This is not the real Alexander. We get Dax thirsting for some, like... Hawaiian man. Yeah, like she's like, yeah. Dax. Dax. Like, every, just Dax, you know? Just no. Dax. And like I think that's why like I don't know, I found the first two seasons I I found Dax was fine, but then lately I'm like everything Dax does, I'm like, "Oh, you're so annoying. Stop making out with Worf. Get out of here." So, I will, you know what though? <laughs> this episode had the highest Nielsen rating of the entire season because you know what? People love weddings. Hey, you know that's why wrestling does it all the time. When they when they aired this episode, it would have been great if you like if you were a small business owner or something, and you could have somehow tied that in a tie in, a tie in. You know, like if I owned a Domino's, I would have had like wedding pizza, is what I'm saying. Right, but that's just me. But at least they got married here. Yeah, at least they yeah, at least they actually got married. It wasn't a fake out. We have a bachelor party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which uh, I actually so like that. That was the that was part of yeah. the stuff that I did like in this episode. I was like, I like this bachelor party, where uh, you know they're all geared up. They're like, woo, let's go. Well, yeah. And they're like, so yeah, what's a Klingon bachelor uh, party like? The, it's like was, we fast for seven days. Because uh, Bashir the Predator is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course he's into it. Miles is a married man. He's into it, and then they find out, oh, you don't eat, and you, yeah. and it's really hot. <laughs> and then, we fast in a sweat lodge for five days, and yeah. then they go. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You know what's even grosser about Bashir being the uh, the predator that he is? Now that you know that he has that heightened intellect, it's just like <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. Predatory Bashir, gross, gross. gross. But I I did like the uh, I did like Warp's bachelor party. That was that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was mostly just the Dax uh, pissing contest with the the Klingon mother, where I was just like, Meh. yeah. Yeah, the yeah, whatever is Martok's, is it his Martok's wife? Yeah, Martok's wife, Sorella. Yeah, it's very yeah. very like contrived stuff. 
Yeah. Because it will mark. Yeah. And I like the, the I like wedding's the off. Wedding's <laughs> off. I, but but I then like they get the married. Re- Don't worry. I do folks. like the relation with Martok, though, like adopting Worf. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one's not great. And then there's 608, Jared. Mm-hmm. 6.08. Settle down, Kira. One out of four stars for me. So this Which, is. Re- and I have a reason for that. Okay. So this is. This episode's not good. It's yeah. but it's not bad, but this is regarded as one of is like the worst episode of DS9. I disagree. Right, that's what I mean. Like I didn't yeah, I was totally. just watching this and I was kind of like cuz like I don't have like because I had this like 8-year gap between mm-hmm. like the last time I saw Vedic Burrell um yeah. that it, none of this mattered to me. I was kind of like, "Oh, I I kind of remember that because in the previously on DS9 they, they show you again and I went, oh, him. And then I'm like, oh, he just showed up again. And everybody knows. And everybody's like, what? And then it's like, oh, he escaped He escaped from the mirror universe. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then, it, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, go on, RJ. Why Why is this a one out of four? No, I, so I I was listening. I was just trying to find if um if I can find what one of the worst or like worst episodes are. Because this is definitely not the worst episode of DS9. Not at all. I don't like it because I feel like they really water out the mirror universe in this one where it's like when they were using it before in DS9, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like I, I liked it when they first showed it. I was like, Ooh, I like this. Um, but I feel like they're, even though there's only one, maybe a season, I was like, I feel like they're getting to that point where it's like, I think you're using it too much now. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they waste mirror, uni- uh, mirror universe Kira, who is a great character. Uh, and I liked all the way she was in here. But the biggest reason I don't like it is just because of like Vedic Burrell. I was like, this guy sucked. I was like, he was in some <laughs> of the worst episodes yeah. in like the previous seasons. And it's like, and they're like, we're bringing him back. And then it's, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't want to see this fucking guy anymore. I was glad that he died. And then, uh, <laughs> and then th- this one like has the, the problem I've had consistently through star trek where like in tng with like um fucking uh with like bev and uh and like troy and stuff like where they always just get like won over like swooned by men like instantly just instantly and like it it took like 20 minutes of episode time it's yeah like 20 minutes and like i know in this one too they're like well it was her former lover it's like not really though this is a totally different guy it's like and i know that there's like I, I get it, I, I do, but I, I'm, I'm just sick of these Star Trek ladies, Jared, getting like swooned by these men, and then like taken for a ride, and it's like they're stronger than that, man. They're stronger than that, man. But yeah, I, I, I just didn't like it mostly because of this guy, because like I was happy when he left the show. I was yeah. like, this guy's annoying. I, I don't like him. I think that's why people dislike this episode because they yeah. hate, people hate uh, Vedic Burrell so much. Mm-hmm. And like other oh, yeah. than that, so here's so yeah. Okay. So on like Wikipedia, uh, comic book resources included this episode in a list of Star Trek episodes that 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 are quote so bad they must be seen. No, disagree. No, not not at all. Uh, they note this no. is one of the Star of Star Trek's worst Mirror Universe episodes. Well, sure, I don't know. Yeah, there's, that's, there's not very many. That's fine. And it could be that. Um, yeah, again, Sci-Fi ranked this as the worst Mirror Universe episode. But did praise some of the character interactions. And uh, Screen Rant ranked this episode one of the ten worst episodes of DS9. 
They note that at this time it had a rating of 5.9 out of 10 based on user rankings on the site IMDb. Well, it hasn't changed much. Yeah. It's at 5.8 right now. But it has lower interactions than any of the other episodes yeah. do. Well, um, I think also when people are craving that Dominion War action, this is mm-hmm. uh, does not deliver on that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they they hit that peak and then you get Worf's wedding and then this, and then you're like, but yeah, this is surely not the worst episode of DS nine. There have been a, there have been a lot more like, and that's what I was, I could look after, but like there's definitely other episodes. It's like, no, no, there's, there's way worse ones. And, uh, not even just like DS nine. Like this is, this is better than when Bev Crusher dates the, uh, the candle ghost. Like the man from Lethbridge himself. That's right. Yeah, like this is better than that episode, I I think, like hands down. But yeah, I just don't like Vedic Burrell. He's gross. Mm. It's like it's like they're trying to make him very cool. And like he's like one up in Worf. And I'm like, this guy's not that cool. Oh, yeah. I don't don't because he's a thief. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and he's because Worf's like no one could ever steal a blade from a Klingon. He's like like this as he cuts the cheese. But it, yeah, and then, like that blade is like three feet long. It's like you can't just like grab that from someone. It's like I'm with Worf on this one. He's it's not. Just, he's just that damn good. I just, I just don't buy it, Jarrett. I don't buy it. But anyways, it's this episode is fine. I don't like it, but it's definitely not the worst. And then, do you have anything else to say? That's it. I, I just was like, I'm surprised. The, I'm like, when I looked, I'm like, what? People think this is like one of the worst episodes. I was like, it was just whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, and then I got one more for you, Jared. Okay. 609. Uh, Bashir uses autistic slave labor. Uh, and this is a high two out of four. For oh, me. see, I thought, it, I, I don't know. I think this is actually a pretty cool episode. I like, yeah, I love the idea. I love the idea yep. of it more than anything. Yep. Uh, so this is a yes for me. Statistical probability. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first note is this is going to suck. <laughs> um, oh, back on story track. Because now we're finally back nice. to, oh, hey, there's a Dominion War still being going on. And there's, mm-hmm. like, negotiations. And we're like, oh, hey, this is the aftermath of, like, the taking back the station. And the Dominion's mm-hmm. kind of regrouping. Um, Ducat's guy's now in charge. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going to be a negotiation. Uh, and then this is improving. Mm-hmm. And I like this plucky gang of uh, of of whatever you want to call them, the enhanced. And, but because uh, uh, to me, like if it, it felt like a, like this could be its own TV series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Follow around these. We have old guy. We have an- anxious guy. And then we have a uh, sex lady. Nympho. Are, yeah. Yeah. Nymph- yeah nymph- mute. Nymphomania. Well, you have mute, mute. I don't know if you mm-hmm. mentioned her. Yeah. Cause you have, the, Oh yeah. The mute girl. Yeah. That really yeah. loves the, the psychopath. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, mute and, girl. And, 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 and they're like, and they, can you imagine reporting to Bashir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, it's not a bad idea. And that's what I mean. When, when I say hi to, it's uh, it's got some good ideas. But also, I, <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, I was like, is Bashir just... I was like, what, what? What's the what's the end goal of this episode? Where they're like, we're using these guys as the brain trust. We're gonna make statistical uh, like analyses of things. I was like, what's going on here? What are you guys doing? It's funny stuff. Funny stuff, but I I do I do like uh because Bashir this all season six he's just, like the whole time and it's been recurring where he's just like 
He's like, we're fucked. He's like, we can't win this. He's like, I'm going to tell everyone I know that we can't. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone at the bar. I'm going to tell everyone at the bar. And, like, he tells Cisco, And, like, even when uh, the Dominion had uh, DS9, Bashir was just like, there's no point even trying. He's like, we can't win. Yeah. So, I mean, the, so this episode is – so there's, like, a handful of, you know, enhanced humans – that were like, you know, botched experiments. And this is kind mm-hmm. of like the, the spacey kind of stuff where some people are fine and then others aren't. Or But eventually something goes wrong with them or we perceive it as something's wrong with them and they act in a particular way and they get erat- erratic in their behavior. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a dangerous road. And this is sort of like an example of like these people have now because of their high intelligences um and, mm-hmm. and abilities because like yeah the one guy it's shown like he's like also like a super athlete oh like, yeah yep. uh, which is like Bashir does not have that and uh no. but but yeah. the, the idea is that like they're at their wits end dealing with this 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 group and they're well maybe if like we bring them to the ds9 we can see if like a doctor of starfleet who is also enhanced mm-hmm. um could maybe uh, bring a new perspective or assist with this. Sure, because yeah. all doctors do everything the same. There's no expertise mm-hmm. involved. They just read something and they go. But maybe he would. He maybe he would mm-hmm. be able to read something and um, discern everything he needs to know about it to a point. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they brings the group and they're uh, oh, a crazy little team. Um, Ragtag team of yeah. uh, misfits. Yeah, of misfits. But uh-huh. what happens is they are kind of getting to know one another and then there's like a television broadcast uh in star trek verse uh mm-hmm. with with the new cardassian leader and they can like immediately read and figure out every, all these tales and I like, like that that's that's awesome like that's i thought good. that stuff was really interesting I'm like huh like mm-hmm. you would think that like in a sci science fiction show this would be a thing like you would have intel like they always oh, have yeah. like oh uh you know star starfleet intelligence they're they're just they're acting like just meatheads like they're not mm-hmm. there's no actual intelligence they're like wouldn't there be like imp- like impasse like wouldn't uh, deanna troy be useful in this sort of regard her mm-hmm. feeling her way through this like you think betazoids would be like on every ship would have him like in this regard like they do this but these guys do it to a ninth degree because they're they're they completely pin everything down they know exactly what's going on very quickly and they're like huh hey these guys might be valuable in the war effort and so they're mm-hmm. they have them like uh around so they're doing rec- secret recordings of meetings and then they can mm-hmm. discern exactly what they really intend in this negotiation and it's like oh this is a really fascinating idea like where yeah, are you going to go with is. it and it takes it down this interesting road i think where uh left to their own devices they come up with the fact that on paper starfleet can't win the federation mm-hmm. has lost the war this is what's going to happen over the over time they present mm-hmm. their uh findings to bashir and bashir's like yeah this is it captain uh yeah like we might so like we better we can save we, we can save a lot of lives if we just uh forfeit <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh go for peace and join the dominion and they're like what <laughs> that's impossible give up <laughs> not me no. right and then of course um in the episode uh they, they point out the fact that the maybe you don't always listen to technocrats because just as what happens is shown uh you can't predict everything that can happen in a war and there's mm-hmm. always things that can change that you never expected mm-hmm. and go go forth into the world onward yeah onward into this war bring down millions more lives 
Why not? <laughs> Despite the evidence. Because you never know. So you're saying yeah. there's a chance. So you're saying In the words of Lloyd Christmas. Uh-huh. That's got, I thought I thought that too. Um, yeah, no, I like you're right. It is a it is a cool like idea. I, I really liked the uh, the debrief scene where they're like just taking apart the videos and they're like, that's what this guy's doing right now. And it's like, let me tell you that that part was really cool. And uh, yeah, they probably do need a beta zoid in all interrogations. But I think Star Trek writers forgot that that race existed. <sighs> or that that like that species of aliens existed, so they just forgot about them. <sighs> Although they had Loxana in like three four episodes. Yeah, but the, but she's like not even like used that way. She's... No, she's not used in that way. She's used totally different. But yeah, is it like uh, are Betazoids too much of a Mary Sue, or it's just like it would be too easy to see? But I guess Deanna Troy didn't get it uh, right all the time. I, I do believe uh, at some point. I, I know. I think Betazoid comes up or Beta Z, whatever they, whatever it's called. Beta Z. Yeah. I do believe it comes into play, um, maybe like secondhand in as the war progresses. Oh, like in DS9? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like, so, so yeah, they, even if it's just brought up. Yeah. Well, there's like always these comments that like, you know, Vulcan is mm-hmm. like, it could be in danger. And you're like, oh, yeah, like there's all these planets. But I yeah. mean, it's one of the, the problems, with the scope of network television and what they were thinking of at that time. Like, I'm sure that, you know, Raul Moore had big ideas. And it's like, no, you got to bring it down. We got to do a Kira episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got to do something about Miles' baby. <laughs> Let's bring back Kira's boyfriend who was dead. Let's do it. Let's do an episode where it's like multiple old Cardassian men dying like multiple times in one season. Let's multiple. Do, let's do that. And then there's a serial killer. <laughs> do you think that was how Rick Berman pitched the show? They're like, how is your Star Trek show going to be different? He's like, I'm going to have a lot of old men die. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be Constantly. All, it, it'll be in mind of Roddenberry's vision. That's kind of what Roddenberry had in mind, no? Yeah. Well, I mean, he lived it. He, he, he wound up becoming an old man who died himself. <laughs> That's well, he case it, checkmate. That's why I call him the maestro. Checkmate. So, like the people who shit on DS Nine for not being in Star Trek's original image, are they just making that up, or is that something that Roddenberry act like because he was dead like season one of DS Nine or or before DS Nine, right? Before DS Nine, yeah. Season, like, five of TNG or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, so, like, what's what's the beef people have? Like, I know that it's that DS9's darker. It's not hope and optimism and stuff like that. But it's, like, is that it? Because that's not, that's not much to stand on. I don't know. They're fans. Hmm. The, the fans are always right nowadays. Allegedly. Give them what they want. We're not going to do that for people who listen to this show, though. Fuck no. We're going to keep doing what we want. That's right. exactly. the way to go. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, your next four episodes are going to be good. The next four? I did see that the uh, the title of the next episode was The Magnificent Ferengi, and I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever that is, I'm on board. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun episode because it's, it's Ferengi. I thought you were no fun Duncan. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I always got some room for Ferengi. I just don't want mm. too much Ferengi. You like a little fun, just not too much fun. Exactly. I'm on. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm not, on board. Not less fun. Less fun, Duncan. Yeah. 
Oh, I like some, but not too much. We're about no Homer's Club. We're about one. <laughs> Homer's. Homer's. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. Well, I'm. Uh, that's good to hear. I guess. Um, what was I gonna say? I. I mean. I sh- I, I'm not going to be able to catch up to you, I don't think, but I am making ground. You did, yeah. You, you, you closed a big gap there. Yeah, I'm making some ground. Making some ground. Not bad, not bad. Now I can crack on ahead. Yeah, well, where are you in uh, King of the Hill? <laughs> well, those are super easy to get through. I've got four episodes left of season five. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, King, King of the Hill is an easy watch. Yeah, they're like 20 minutes each, and they're... Uh... A pleasure, a pleasure to watch. And DS Nine, if if I know what I'm into, it's like this is this is good. It's but it's also very easy to watch. I should I will DS Nine is pretty easy to watch. Yeah. But here's the here's the big thing. When we finish DS Nine, <laughs> you gonna take on that Voyager with me or what? No, <laughs> I'm not going to. No, no. No. Right, well, we'll see when we get there. We'll see. No. I'm just putting it out there. We'll 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 reassess in a month or two. I, man. We'll reassess. Yeah, well, I don't know how far, I don't know. I don't think you're going to get very far into Voyager myself. There's, like, a lot of shitty characters on that show. Oh, I can already tell that I'm, I absolutely am going to hate at least three of them. The uh, doctor from DS9, who I didn't like. Uh, The Trill guy, who (laughs) is maybe, it seems like the most hated character in all of Star Trek. The Trill guy. Like the guy, like, you know how the Trill have the, uh, like the leopard print stuff? Yeah. What's his name? Like Fleet Sick or something like that? The Trill guy. Or is that not Trill? Like, are you thinking, isn't... are you thinking of Chakotay? No, because isn't Dax Trill? Dax is Trill, right? Yeah. Because she's got the little cheetah print stuff. There's no, I don't think there is a, there's no Trill. Or, 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 oh no, you're thinking of Neelix. Yeah. Is that guy not Trill? No. Look at Neelix. Look at Neelix. I mean, that, he, that is he's not got a, the, like, that's not a, like he, the he's not like, he's not like a person just with like freckles. He's like an alien. Yeah, I know. But I thought like, because of the pattern, I thought it was look, the same. Okay. Thing. Look, look up a picture. He's the cook. You're talking about Neelix. I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> that is, that is definitely not <laughs> yes. a trill. He has an enormous fucking head. <sighs> hey, RJ, yeah. what you been creeping mm-hmm. on this week? <laughs> I mean, does anyone think we have anything other than uh, DS9? I don't know. Actually, I, I got to pull up the IMDb here so I can uh, follow along. Where did we finish off last time, Jay? Jay Duncan? Uh, we've watched the one about the the the, 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 the Superman that episode, oh, which would be episode 9. episode? <laughs> no, RJ, not the autism episode. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but that's what's implied. Gen- genetically enhanced. Yeah, that's super, super people. Okay, um, so that was. Uh, yeah, but but I just want to say that I uh, I forgot to mention this last week, but I haven't been able to finish it. But I, after like what two weeks ago, uh, Jackson mentioned watching uh, Adam Curtis's Power of Nightmares. What mm-hmm. I did not realize was that very week Adam Curtis's new documentary series. Uh, it's like six parts, I think, called "Can't Get You Out of My Head." It mm-hmm. got released on iTunes, and I think it's on YouTube now. And I watched the first episode of that, and uh, man, oh man, you got to pay attention and watch that stuff. You got to take notes. So much, so 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 dense, RJ. 
Is that anything like the Kylie Minogue song? That is exactly what it's probably referencing, RJ. It is? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So are you pro or? I watched, I've only watched the first part, but yeah, okay. I, I mean, they're like essays in, in a good way, mm-hmm. not like the bullshit Jean-Luc Godard way. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Is there any that I would like? Of Adam Curtis's documentaries? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should definitely watch Century of the Self. And that's the one about uh, feederism, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, wait. So, you watched that? Was that all you watched, though? I watched... Yeah, that's all. The... Well, I'm King of the Hill. I mean, I'm up to... Where are you there? Good question. Where am I Because last at? week you were at season three already. Oh, no. I was through season five i was halfway through season five yeah last week i had four i had four episodes to go in episode or season five what are you are you doing this like two seasons a week almost uh well i am now in season seven Mm -hmm. and i've watched all of disc one any more okay so you're you really motored any more highlights or uh well i did get to the uh what is it uh operation infinite Infinite walrus Walrus. yeah i did see that episode i had seen it before but i forgot about it it's like oh yeah it adds to the (laughs) kind of of bill i think but it doesn't though either at all it doesn't but the the potential of it like the absurdity of it oh god the uh the man like there's like the photo of a walrus man (laughs) do you think that's where uh tusk the idea for tusk came from (laughs) doubtful was operation infinite walrus doubtful yeah yeah i agree probably not hey probably not and you know sometimes ideas just are in the air it's the collective unconscious you know oh that's the monoculture sometimes people uh they, they just want a walrus man and they have to, and it manifests creatively every yeah. generation. I agree. I mean, I've been a walrus man for a lot of time, and no one's ever like, no one's ever given me any credit for it. No. Do you know what I mean? Well, you have to do something to merit getting credit, RJ. I exist. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things exist. Yeah, but are they as good as this, my man? But yeah, folks, Adam Curtis. That's where it's at. Okay, check okay, it out. Okay. But coo, coo, coo. that's not Deep Space Nine. There's no, o- there's no Odos. There's no Wharfs. Speaking of episode six ten, so cute. Three out of four stars. So cute. Magnificent Ferengi. Ah, oh, this episode is so cute, Jared. It's it's a it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I, I gave it a three because uh, I like the interplay with uh, all the Ferengi. Uh, I, I thought this episode was really good. What would you think? Yeah, it's good. this is a, as far as like comedy DS9 Star Trek stuff goes, I think this is actually pretty good. Uh, that an, that animated corpse, man. That, it's like some ghoulish, like, I'm like, huh. It's like Starfleet necromancy. <laughs> like, it's, uh, mm-hmm. that's new. That's a new one, but it's like pretty good that they figured that out. And with uh, special guest star Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop? Yeah. Was Iggy Pop the Vorta in this episode? Yeah. He, he was Holy the... fuck, I didn't realize that. Yeah, with that weird that voice of his. I mean, I, I knew he was talking weird. I'm looking at the picture right now. Now that you say it, 
Yeah, I, I see that. That's I was thrown off by the weird black afro that they give the Vorta. Well, all or the Cardassians. Yeah, Iggy Pop. Man, I'm pretty bummed out that I didn't realize that. Oh man, I, I, so, we... I was so bummed out to see that uh, that Kanye West and the Cardassians are getting divorced. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's part of the celebrity that we need to pay attention to. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that should occupy our life. Hey, did you know that China Girl was about Iggy Pop? Did you know that? Wow. Jared, hmm. It's about Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was David Bowie's China Girl. Big. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole episode is just the the Dominion have got Quark and Rom's mom mm-hmm. because she belongs to the, well, she's she belongs to the Grand Nagus. And they, mm-hmm. they, they're going to get her back. Yep. Uh, they, they, set is... up, they, they set up a trade mm-hmm. um, using the Vorta that was captured or a, yeah, uh, was a prisoner of war from the second episode mm-hmm. of the season that Cisco saves. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a it's it's a little I don't know slice of life, <laughs> slice of life. Yeah, exactly. It's just like everyday life, you know. It, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Magnificent Seven, a Criterion well, film, Jarrett. Well, in a sense, in a sense, we, we've covered it on the show, and yeah, there's like some nice little quotations in there, like the framing with the, the you know, your um, oh, what's his name? Not James Garner, uh, Coburn, Coburn knife guy. Coburn? We get him. Yeah. We get like little moments like that. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a few moments like that. Who's your favorite of the Ferengi? Um, I do really like. Jeff Combs's Ferengi, the uh, and he's like the he, he, auditor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. I, I mean, I think like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine has been a pretty great showcase of Jeff Combs's uh, acting mm-hmm. chops. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, well, as especially soon as Jeffrey. Have Combs you? I saw the check with you. You got to episode yeah. thirteen, right? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Far Beyond oh, yeah. the Stars? Okay, good. Yeah, I, I got there. Okay. But yeah, this season, like, as soon as Jeffrey Combs became a, like... Regular. A more regular, it really upped the show. Like, I think, at least. Like, for me, it did. Because hmm. I, I was getting fatigued, and then when Jeffrey Combs came in, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I was like, this is good stuff. I like this. Yeah. Good stuff. I did like Nog in this episode. Oh yeah, I like, like I like that they're making Nog like a, a, a strict military guy, like and he has been for a while, but mm. it's fun. It's good but, stuff. While also aging. Oh yeah, that dude aged like. Yeah, I, I don't know like how much that stuff's like medical condition stuff because he, yeah, cause he, he had he's a, a little injury. he's he's got something. Yeah. Progeria, do you think? No, not progeria. That would be that's pretty st- severe, RJ. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just that's why that's why you gotta ask questions. If you don't know, you gotta ask. You gotta ask. That's right. Yeah. Well, that might fly uh, in your world, RJ. But this is the internet. Oh well, nobody fucking listens to this podcast. We're okay. That's our saving grace. Uh, so yeah. Well, well, well hopefully Mike Trout doesn't listen. He might beat me up. He might be. He might drink Actually, my diet coke. He. Oh my god. He's got that big straw. He might get you. He might get me. All right. He might get you. Uh, so yeah, that episode is good, and then we have six eleven, a bone regenerator, three out of four stars. <laughs> that's the, I like this episode. That, that's, that's a bone regenerator. Yeah. So so this is Waltz, 
which I think is a play on the previous episode from earlier in the series, season one, duet. I, th- I yes. f- like, and it kind of has the same idea of like digging uh-huh. into like the Cardassian mindset during the occupation uh, and moral relativism. And the whole episode is Cisco is uh, <laughs> he decides to join a escorting of the seemingly mentally recovering Gaul Ducat. Yes. And the ship just goes down off camera and it's crashed. Gal Ducat has saved Cisco from the wreckage. And we soon find out that Gal Ducat is seeing people and having some in, in, inner monologues. Internal monologues that have been off panel for a while yeah. until they are now on panel. Yes, they are happening right there while Cisco is injured. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for help. On, on mm-hmm. like a on a storm planet, mm-hmm. and and there's this whole thing where like you know the you know defiant or whatever they're looking, and they keep oh they beam somebody up oh oh it's just like two jobbers you've never heard of not Cisco, and they're like we're going to have to give up. I I do like I do like uh, Bashir's like I wouldn't leave Captain Cisco, and Worf is like well you're free to leave the bridge then. Mm-hmm. Where there's that little Worf's like, we're gonna do this, and Cisco's like, I don't, or uh, Bashir's like, I don't know if we should do that. And he's like, you're free to leave. It's like I don't give a fuck. And I was like, God uh, damn, that's that's well, that Art. strong Worf that I need. Oh, uh, but that that kind of uh, goes back. They go back on that a little bit. I, I know, I know they do, but I like oh. that moment. Yes. I like the, oh, but I like it, but you're because yeah. Did you get to that episode? Uh, which one? It's episode sixteen. Oh, uh, I'm I'm watching it right now with a. I don't, I don't want to spoil my hot review of that, but I, I'm I'm watching it right now. Okay. So I, I, I have seen that there's a little bit going on there. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so this episode is just the, the back and forth of Cisco and Dakot. Mm-hmm. As, uh, that's the other member of the cast that I think has like, elevates the show is uh, Gal Dukat. Oh, yeah. 100%. Good actor, that guy. I don't know what planet they got him from, but he's doing great work. Dude, he's from Cardassia. Wow. Are you dumb? Well, I mean... Maybe he's Cardassian. He could have been born on a station somewhere. Oh, that's ab- above another Mil- planet. A military RJ. Brat? Yeah, exactly. A military brat. I mean, yeah. they're all they're all mil. I mean, they're all mi- military reptile spoonheads or whatever the fuck they are. That's true. You know what I kind of wish about you know, the Cardassians? You know what I, 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 like, wish? I wish they got like a change of clothes. What? What do you wish? I wish that someone did a minifig of them because I think it'd be kind of cool to paint that skin. I want to figure it out. But they don't make it. They haven't made any. I'm gonna have to three D sculpt that too. Here's a question though: Have you ever seen a Cardassian with their shirt off? Because what does their that, chest look like? Well, probably ridgy. Like you know, because they have that like the in their neck to their collarbone, they have that like real extended like thing that pops out. Do you think that that's like anywhere else? Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Show show more aliens with their shirts off. I think there's a. I think if you took it off while they were filming, also would be his like this pale body. <laughs> And you get some of those like Odo nipples. Oh yeah, Odo shouldn't have nipples. There's no, there, it makes no sense that he does. None at they all. They should have airbrushed that out. I think at least. But yes, good episode. Just me. Waltz. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, and, and, I like and it, it and it ends on a cool little cliffhanger. It does. Of Cisco, it, like, like there's no, there's no more fucking around. <laughs> it's Cisco's like, next time I see that dude, I'm gonna drop that son of a bitch. Because yeah, he's like, he, he's a homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. Maniac, yeah, Cisco's crazy. Well, 
and Dukat's a little yeah. unhinged as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cisco is a genocidal maniac. Uh, but yeah, I liked it because I was like, I like seeing Dukat. He's just like, I just want people to like me. And then the full turn where he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I should have <laughs> killed every one of you sons of bitches. <laughs> and you're like, man, vintage Dukat. Yeah. Love it. Uh, okay, what do we got next? Yeah, so I, I just really like that line. He's like, there was a bone regenerator, but I didn't know how to use it. And I was like, oh, yeah, good stuff. You know what else is good stuff, Jared? Who mourns so for mourn? You you were right. There's a good string here of episodes here. Yep. 613, mourn, fox, F-U-X, three <laughs> out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Another good episode. Yep. Strong. Strong. Yeah, this is like the one thing, though. This is the weird thing on this show. There's too mm-hmm. many, like, quirk episodes in proximity to one another. Yeah, I feel like they're because the this is like being... this is literally like within three episodes. This is two quirk episodes. Yeah, yeah, I feel like um, and one thing too, like especially with streaming now, Andrea has been watching shows and like she'll notice that like episodes are out of order, and she'll be like, oh, like she'll watch an episode and then she'll watch another episode and something hasn't happened yet, and she's like, why did this happen? I was like, well, I know in airing TV, like sometimes when. I think when ratings were bad, they would like move ahead episodes they knew that were good to like kind of spur like interest again. And I was like, I think that's what it is for like those shows at least. And I wonder if like I wonder I don't think DS9 did because it is so there's the big story that builds to everything. So it's like I feel like they were pretty on top of the ordering of their episodes, but yeah. this uh this one does it does come too soon. Like you could have spaced them out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Oh, but good episode. It's all about Morn. Yeah, Morn. Morn is dead. Yeah, and Morn is R.I.P. Yeah, Morn is dead. It's like everyone's talking about Morn at the beginning of it, and everyone's walking into the bar, and there's like, "Hey, it's Morn." Oh no, that's a CGI projection of Morn because everyone's happier if they see Morn, and everyone just like walks past and says, "Hi, Morn," and no one even notices. And then of course, uh, what Dax and Cisco come in, and they mm-hmm. and they're like, "Uh, hey, Morn's dead." And it's like, oh, and then then we find out that all your wealth, all his wealth has been left to you, Quark. And then these guys, all these people start showing up for the money, including a woman claiming to be his wife who starts like sexing up Quark, rubbing his earlobes. Oh, my God. Which, again, is just like jerking a man off like in public. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck is this all about? I and, also uh, like the implication where she's like, I would or like that all the ladies like Morn. They're like, we're all trying to get Morn, mm-hmm. but he's not interested in all of us. And you're like, yeah. Wait, well, Jax thought about or uh, Jax. Jax. I mean, you could call it Jadzia Dax. You could just call her Jax. Jax. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. Did you watch that trailer? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh,. I, I was laughing at how serious it seemed to be taking itself, but at the same time, the trailer seemed to be not thinking it was that serious, but I don't know. I, I, liked, I appreciated the, the violence that I saw, but it didn't look particularly well shot or anything like that. In fact, it looks bad, like really like badly shot. <laughs> A perfect on-demand movie, am I right? Yep, but they would have... Well, I mean, that's, that's going to be another HBO Max thing. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Um, so anyway, oh, then there's like these two alien dudes that show up, like brothers. Uh-huh. I, I enjoyed their interplay. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to give us $1,000. Oh, yeah. I thought that oh, was good. Yeah. And then there's the guy pretending to be a space cop. Yeah, did you know immediately that that guy wasn't a cop? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, 
it's kind of like when you watch this show, you know people aren't going to die. You know who the bad guys are. You know that there's something amiss. You, yeah. It's just, it is. It's Star plot Trek. Proof. Yeah. Yeah. Plot, uh, plot yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. But hey, happy ending. Morn's not dead. What a twist. <laughs> I also liked uh, that more Morn has this like, digestive system that can like hold latinum and i also i i think it was the right call that they still don't get Morn to say anything they build up how much Morn won't shut up about stuff and it's like i, I like this this is this was a good call there's thought about i think this. there's an ex there's a, a, a drawback though of keeping the uh, latinum in his second stomach is that's what's caused his hair to all fall out right yeah well i mean uh wealth and um Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for, Jared. Sometimes you want something and you get it, and then uh, you have consequences that maybe you're not prepared for. And that's life. Nope. It's life. Yep. And all the worthless gold they wind up with. Good times. Mm, worthless. No. Just worthless gold. Yeah. That's, so. that's why uh, you got to get into that uh, doggy coin, RJ. I'm telling you. Is it doggy or dog? <laughs> I think it's doggy, but I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say dog. Dog. Just and I you, think and you, and you might be right. Well, it's, but doggy. It's got a dog. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, I thought it was dog. It probably is. You're you're probably right, but I, I see D O G E. But I see, so I see, but I see dog e coin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who fucking knows it with any of this I, shit? I have to ask your friend Elon. He's a he's with the people. My buddy Elon, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a good he's a good person. I can't I can't wait to join his slave camp on Mars. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're, we've probably already been registered. Probably for segments of slave well, camp. Yeah, we're being like well, we we're being kind of like partitioned out by like our various uh, billionaire trillionaire rulers. Oh yeah, yeah. Who do you side with more, Tesla or Amazon? Like, who who would you rather Bezos, be a slave for? Bezos, Bezos or Musk? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, mm. if you're lucky, you would be with Bill Gates because he seems like the kindest of the billionaires. Like he, he would actually like be like, "Um, oh, you guys worked hard today. I'll give you an extra cigarette." <laughs> That's right. You know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so did you do you have an, a, a like a favorite billionaire that you'd want to slave for? Fuck. No. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, all all any any of these people. Okay, let's go back to the action, Jared. Yeah. 613. Mm -hmm. Trek drops a hard N. Four out of four stars. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad, RJ, I was really afraid that you were going to be like three out of four or something like that. No, no. This is... Because I was going to be like, oh, I I was going to be so mad. So I'm glad. I'm glad. This could actually... This could be the second five out of four stars episode, I think. It it has the potential for that. My note is top shelf. Oh, yes. Yes. This is like... I think it is like... Because when we were talking last week about uh, the Sacrifice of Angels episode, I was like, this is... Yeah, it's like, as far as like Trek action and what DS9's about, this is like... Mm -hmm like the best probably or like mm-hmm. up there but i also knew you were hadn't watched far beyond the stars yet which is yep. episode 13 which i had just seen and i was just like the whole time watching that because i had seen that when it aired and watching it now i think it's just like mm-hmm. it's so i don't know i think it's awesome and i the thing that's like so interesting is the how weird it is or not weird but how just inherently interesting it is seeing all the actors Without as, as as themselves, 
without yeah. their makeup on. And they're just like, oh. I agree. Yeah, like, what, like seeing Armin Shimmerman, who, like, I know who he looks like because he was the mayor uh, on Buffy the Vampire. Or not the mayor. He was the principal on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. So I know who I knew what he looked like all along. But, like, fuck, Michael Dorn. Like, I, 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 I don't Michael know. Michael Dorn was surprising to me. Uh, especially because of his voice too, like you can hear Worf a little bit, a little bit. But well, well, yeah, did, Michael Dorn. Did you recognize him when he was on the ship? When he was like in base? When he was in his actual baseball uniform? Mm, I don't know. Because think... it's one of the first like when he's when uh, Cisco is yeah. hallucinating. He's like, "Hey, how's it going, Ben?" And he's like, "Who is that?" And like, I didn't think that was Michael Dorn. I was just like, "Oh." Right. It's, Not till later. Yeah. Well, yeah, then later I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't uh, click with me until that later part. But I think the one that stood out most for me was Gal Dukat. Because oh, that yeah. guy, that actor, he was doing an accent one. But uh, I think the actor, too, I was like, that is, he's way older than I thought he was. Like, yeah. he looks like an old man. Mm-hmm. And Gal Dukat's like, not really an old man, but uh, that was the one that surprised me the most. But uh, yeah, it was that was the thing that I, I really liked about it too. I was just like, I just want to see these people. I just want to see who they are. Nog threw me off. Oh, uh, I, I knew Nog pretty I fast. Knew, I knew him immediately, but yeah. I was just like, whoa. I was like, it's Nog. Uh, and then uh, my only other note for this was, oh, Jake, no, because <laughs> uh, Jake is uh, Jake's like demeanor personality in this. Like he's jive, man. He's yeah, like this, man. He... And I was like, yeah, oh, Jake. Yeah. It was, it was, it was it Cedric is his guy's name? He... Siroc, uh... Sir... yeah. Oh, no, yeah. His real Siroc. name is yeah. Siroc. Siroc. Yeah. He is yeah. definitely um, his weaknesses as an actor, but at least for like for what they're trying to go with to try to get him into the show. In, or into the story, yeah. like oh, he's a friend of Ben's, and he's like a street wise, like street hood guy who yeah. Ben knows. It doesn't quite work. It doesn't. But, quite but work. They even give him like a bad like cornrows wig and bad mustache, and yeah. do, doing the dialogue for that. It's like yeah, he didn't quite. He didn't succeed. He's definitely the the weakest of the actor performances. Yeah. But yeah, there's like, but then yeah. You see who are, like, really good actors in this episode, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple. And I actually think, like, this is the best demonstration of uh, Cisco, uh, and, like, how I think that that guy should have, like... I mean, he was a Star Trek guy, but, like, 1950s Cisco is what I want to see more of. I was Avery. like, I like this hey, guy, this character. Directed in this episode, directed by Avery Brooks. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. No. Yeah, see, like, I'd like to see Avery Brooks in more roles like that. I was like, I really like him doing this kind of thing. He was good. Odo, like, fit his role. I did like, I like Quark as the, uh, like, like the, what would you even call him? Social justice warrior? Communist. He was a... Communist. Yeah, yeah, he was was, was like the, you know, 1950s closeted communist in Mm. America. You don't, Mm. you don't talk about it too loudly. Yeah, it's like we all know. His, he's got his sympathies. He's got his sympathies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those uh, those dudes are cool. But yeah, this is this is a very good episode. Very good. And you get a uh, Miles O'Brien as uh, Isaac Asimov. Is that who you? Kinda. Like it's not. Oh. Ex- he's not exactly him. But it's I was like, gonna say they didn't. There, like, there's all the jokes about. There are also the all the comments about um, robots. But robots, yeah. Yeah. And then the the whole I like the thing about uh, I think yeah Kira. She is the the woman has to write under the male sounding pseudonym. 
uh yeah oh it's like yeah it's like a an androgynous D- yeah D- like dc fontana dc font what is who is or, DC? Uh, what what's the, dc fontana one of the writers of the original star trek series oh it was a lady yeah i didn't know that yeah i mean i don't know much jerry i know but i'm up front about it yeah uh right? yeah yeah RG. Yeah. So yeah, this is yeah. this this episode it, it's it's pretty well a one-off. Unlike most Star Trek episodes that deal mm-hmm. with allegory, this one just goes right for it. Mm-hmm. Uh someone I think on um like an AV Club review for this from ages ago, someone in the comments said, "Oh, like on YouTube there's a like a television TV spot ad that is on there and there's like Cisco faces his greatest threat ever." racism <laughs> like that's how it was promoted it's like really hitting that yeah. which is what it is doing um yeah. yep. and apparently uh on the wikipedia or something like that for this episode it mentions that that's the scene where um the the, the ben character breaks down mm-hmm. uh apparently uh that was pretty legit i guess uh avery brooks like really went to that place and they like that like took up a long period of time on set yep. for him to come out of it mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's that method acting. <laughs> Cisco baby. That's Cisco baby. Cisco. Pla- pl- playing out that systemic racism before our eyes for the Star Trek mm-hmm. product. And I mean, I think it like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure lots of people have talked about this episode, but it oh, uh, and, and, it and Odo. With, and Odo, yeah. yeah, it fits with like what the show is about, but it also, I mean, other than it being like real and timely, fits with what the show is about. And what I like most about it is like. I like the idea of these like 50 sci-fi writers. Like, I just think that's a cool idea too. Like that they're like that Star Trek came from these guys. Cause it ultimately did. Right. Like I like that. That's kind of cool. And yeah, Odo is a, the hard crack editor who maybe has a heart of, mm, no, he doesn't have a heart. He doesn't. Cause he doesn't really push he tr- for anything. He doesn't think. Yeah. He's, yeah he's a man of this time, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can just see it like, cause he was working with Robert Altman, it, you know, mm. 15 20 years earlier and so you can really see his acting is uh again he's one of those like higher tier actors not just star trek actors mm-hmm. yeah like like us like us we're we're trekkies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so good episode jerk yeah very good episode very good episode episode 14 614 did i for some reason, I I said Protestants? Question mark. Three out of four stars. One little uh, ship. But this is also the Fantastic Voyage, uh, and this is the only real weird thing I I had here. I was like, why would they need to explain <laughs> stuff to Bashir? Like, and I think this episode, I like this episode, but it highlights a, a new problem for me where there's been all this attention put to how Bashir is like super intellect. Yeah. But then his character doesn't work anymore because there's like in this one, they're like explaining science to him. And it's like, no, isn't he smarter than all of you? Well, he's supposed to I mean he would pick it up really fast. But if he doesn't know yeah. about engineering, he wouldn't know anything about engineering. Yeah. I like he's not a quantum physicist. So, mm-hmm. the, 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 so that's why Star Trek engineer would come in handy. But I guess he would okay. retain and understand the concepts quickly. But so he doesn't have to be specialized, but he was still, I mean, a highly intelligent person would still like need things explained to them unless, especially if they're all, I mean, if you think about all the information you could possibly learn about medical science, 
that hmm. that you still would have to learn it. So I mean, it's a weird thing because once you introduce it, it's like, well, what are the guidelines and principles of like that intelligence? Like, how does it actually play out? And it's going to it varies episode to episode or whatever. It's always a problem in movies when they have enhanced abilities. You know, RJ, do you know that we only use ten percent of our brain? It's, oh, it's, see, this is, is the thing. accurate. This is a screenwriting 101 and mm-hmm. uh, the cliches. And when you're writing things like it, it, you have to hand wave it. And you're right. Like it's it's going to be inconsistent. I mean, I haven't noticed it too much. Like that episode was just like such a goofy episode in some ways. Mm-hmm. This is all about it's like a look. The shuttlecraft shrunk. It's really tiny, and everyone in the ship's really Which is tiny. Fun. And they, I, and, I like it. But and then we have to. But I mean, I personally think the more annoying thing is like watching the like have the entire idea that the like Jem'Hadar have taken over the ship and just want to kill everyone immediately. But they oh, always, yeah. then they find some reason like, well, because there's the there's now the Gamma Jem'Hadar and the Alpha yeah. Jem'Hadar, and the new ones look down upon the older generation. They see themselves as superior, and it's only by pure chance that this was a circumstance that this is why they didn't just get blasted off their feet. And that's even said in the episode. And you're like, huh? Well, that worked out great. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't write yourself into a corner that you couldn't get yourself out of, but sometimes that is by having characters behave. Odd, and that's the thing with Jem Hadar. When you like, when you compare like mm-hmm. how they were, and this is the same thing that happened with the Borg back in Star Trek. You present them as this like ultimate threat, but if you want to bring them back, you you can't do that again. Now you have to say, mm-hmm. oh, we we figured things out, and here's some other versions of it. Jem Hadar, they're presented as this like un unassailable. You cannot without reproach. Like, they are, you can't crack. You can't negotiate. You're going to have to kill them. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, well, there's a lot of doubt within the Jim Hadar as well. It's like, is that called depth or character development? Or is it just like, well, now that we have to still deal with the Jim Hadar and we, they're like stock kind of villains, let's make them more complex, even though it contradicts mm-hmm. things that we set up before. What they're supposed to well, be. Because they did that whole episode where they found like a baby Jim Hadar and it grows yeah. up immediately. And it's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it against their nature. Because they tried. Odo yeah. tried. And, but now you're like, well, sometimes they doubt themselves and question the leadership and it goes against those things. And Or yeah. they think, man, that Worf's a really great warrior. <laughs> like, I won't kill him because he yeah. proved himself to be really great. And then they just get zapped themselves. You're like, what? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that's like, again, network television stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. We're, and it's like, I mean, like, I know that there's a writer's room and they kept track of stuff, but it's like once in a while, they'll probably let stuff slip. Just like just human error, man. You know, no. but but anyways, fun episode. I thought I, I like the little ship flying around. Yeah. Yeah. I was on board with it. I think uh, as always, I was a little annoyed with Dax, but uh, <sighs> I thought as on in general, I was like, I like this episode. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to uh, add yeah. to that? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, for my um, ratings, I guess, for these, uh, Magnificent Ferengi, yes. Waltz, yes. Who mourns for mourn? Okay. It's like, mm-hmm. not a, if you didn't watch this episode, nothing would change if you were yeah, watching you'd it. Yeah, you But it's worth, it, but it'd be worth watching. Uh, mm-hmm. Far Beyond the Stars, obviously, yes. And mm-hmm. One Little Ship, okay. It's fun. But, yeah. again. It's not no, essential. No. Not essential. Uh, Six fifteen, Jarrett. Chester O'Brien. Two out of four stars. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Honor among thieves. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's but fine. You, 
it's it's yeah. definitely non-essential absolutely unessential but it does have space cat uh yeah we got we got space cat in here which is pretty cool i, I did actually i thought the relationship with that guy and his cat was really nice i was like i like this i want more of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. I, I heard discovery has a cat as a main character oh now or maybe not a main character but he's a character on the show okay cat. okay yeah cool. yeah this episode is a real sure <laughs> Like it, it's fine. It's, I, it's fine. I, it's, I, just, I, it, there's it's not it, much else. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a different thing where you get to see what low life Star Trek world looks like mm-hmm. with like d- dingy bars and the crime syndicates. I, I enjoy listening. But was it the Obsidian Order? No. Yes. Uh. Yeah. 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 Or no. Wait. Obsidian Order is the. That's the Cardassian assassins, or like. Super special oh, forces. Yeah, that were going after the Dominion. It was. It's some. It wasn't. Yeah, it's some branch Obs- of the something Dominion. or something or something order. Oh, fuck, no, that's what I just said. The Vorta, there was a Vorta there, so it's some branch of the Dominion. I'm, I'm gonna look up organized crime. Star in, Trek. Yeah, because of course I am. Uh, there's a, well, of course, there's also a piece of the action from the original series. Ooh. Oh, the Orion Syndicate. That's what I was trying to think of. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, See, they're Obsidian Order, Orion Syndicate. You could understand my same. mistake here. You know, all the same thing. But yeah, it's like a branch of the Dominion, kind of. What's that? The uh, Orion Syndicate. No, no, they're just like the. That's like the crime boss stuff. That's just like they're the mafia mm. of space. Yeah, but they work with the Vorta. They work with anybody. Oh, that's their deal. Yeah. They're just like what, the, 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 whatever I, you got. That's right. Mm. Make making. Making taxes with your hand. You're me. The taxes. No. You gotta watch for the taxes, Jarrett. And that's all you got? Is that you're almost uh, up to date? Yeah. And then because you're halfway through the next episode? Yeah. And I've seen most of it, but uh I'll just wait, I guess, to Yeah, that that episode uh, I think I watched half of it and then I didn't watch the other half for a week. That sounds and, about right. And because it was just like whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. But RJ, coming up for you in the next few episodes is uh, another all-time banger. Really? No. Really? I don't even know what's coming up. I don't look at that kind of stuff. So. No, there's another mm. one. Yeah. So DS9. Oh, yes, DS9. Where do we finish off? The Tomb Raider episode. Okay, 5, uh, 16. Uh, Tomb Raider Wharf. Uh, and I think... I didn't even rate this, but I'm, I remember it being a low two for me. Mm-hmm. Not quite a one, maybe a one. I don't know. Tomb Raider Wharf was uh, not a good, not as good as advertised. Yeah, uh, yeah. Change of heart. My comment here is pants. As in, this episode is pants. It is, yeah, it is trash. What's well, a Dax episode? Wharf like, and Dax. Yeah. They have to like go on a mission together, and they kind of argue, and then she's seriously injured, and and then Worf has to like le- abandon her to complete the mission, and he goes off, and he just decides I can't do it, so he goes back, he saves his wife, and the 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 contact they were trying to make, mm-hmm. uh, he's killed by Dominion forces, and Cisco admonishes Worf. But then it says, if it had been, I was married once, and if it was my wife, not the woman I'm currently seeing, but my wife, I would have done the same thing. But you'll never have a command post. 
Yeah, I kind of thought that it was kind of a really shitty ending because I was like, well, I was like, I feel like I feel like in other episodes, similar things get brushed off. Like, you know, when Cisco committed like uh, attempted genocide uh, and that get, got brushed off and nobody cared. But um, but when war, but, 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 but Cisco got results with his actions, I guess, I guess. Is that that's Worf, all? That's Worf, all that matters, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he got what he. I mean, it worked. Cisco played it well. Mm-hmm. Um, just different, different uh, scale. I also feel like it was a little out of character for Worf. I feel like he should have just did it, and then this would have been a cool episode for Dax to just die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, man, could you imagine if this was Scoops Week? And uh, sweeps week. Scoop. And, uh, I, I prefer scoops week. You know, scoops week, <laughs> like where the it's cat like, litter. Well, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna take it the other way, where it's episodes so good, you're gonna need two scoops of ice cream. Wow. Yeah, because you won't want to get up. Yeah, this episode is not great. No, not great, Jared. No, not great. But then we have uh, six seventeen uh, DS nine sex slaves <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Uh, and this is a this is a high two for me. I think I thought this mo- episode has lots of potential, lots of mm-hmm. good things, but there's also there's some like the side plot in this thing is kind of bizarre for me. Like the sex slave stuff, I was like, what's going on? But it's not a bad episode. I like the in- companions, boy. Companions. Yeah, I like the uh, the the guy who runs the branch of Rogue Investigate uh, Internal Affairs or whatever. That's this episode, right? Inquisition? No. no. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Yeah, this, oh, okay. The Sex Slaves episode is the one before. That's the, the one, one about, before. about the time travel and Kira's mom. Oh, right. Yeah, no, this is not a good episode, I don't think. Uh, so, yeah, the Sex Slave stuff was weird. Uh, Kira's okay, but I was also, like, kind of... Like, it does kind of fit with Gold Ducat's character, where he, he just wants everyone to, like, tell him he was right. Where he's just like, you know, Kira was banging your mom, but it was for a good reason. I really took care of her. And so it fits in with Gal Ducat's character, but this is a two. This, this episode is, uh, yeah, the entitled Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night, which certainly sounds like it's from actual fine literature, which it is. It is from uh, a passage in Prometheus Unbound by Percy God. Bish Shelley. Um yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this is an episode about how Kira is like gets a midnight call from Gal Dukat, who's like, "Hey, I used to bang your mom." Yeah. And, and she's like, "No, you didn't." She's like, yes, I did. And then she goes and investigates. She travels back in time using like just stuff that Bajorans can do apparently whenever they want. The orbs. Yeah. That just became a thing last season. Yeah. Or maybe they were before. But... I think they've been around for a while, but we're, we're definitely seeing more of it. And, uh, yeah, so she goes back to the uh, occupation days at, mm-hmm. when, she, when, when she's, like, a little girl. But now she's, like, there but playing. That uh, can interact with the memory somehow? Yeah, like, she's there as whatever she is. and Not, not as a ghost. And she winds like, up being fr- – she becomes yeah. friends with her mom. And she finds out her mom was a, a collaborator. Mm-hmm. And uh, – was in fact banging Gal Dukat uh, for the yep. benefit of her family, mm-hmm. and this is, uh, of course, Kira has a pretty strong creed about this. It's like, nah, this 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 isn't right. She thinks about mm-hmm. blowing up her own mom, even. 
Yeah, she does. And like, I, I feel like the way it ends, she, she almost says too, she's like, I really wish I had done it. Yep. And then you go, God damn, is Kira also called a Gal Dukat? She's cold, man. Dal Gukat? That's it, the alternative. <sighs> yeah, so this uh, this is a little bit of a weird one. Open access orbs. That's what they should have called them. I see. Where anyone could have got at them. Yeah. yeah. This episode is weird. But 618, Bashir the Terrorist, that's a three out of four star episode. Uh, in- I Inquisition. Yes. So, see, that's why I was confused for a second. I was like, oh, I, I liked all the Inquisition stuff, but I didn't like the sex slaves. I was, my well, episodes the, are confused. Um, sadly, this episode didn't feature one of your favorite things in DS9. Like, it's a full on torture. If there was full torture, it would have been a there, four. There is jokes about it, though. There is. Uh, and it was like, oh, there's is... no lights. And they're like, oh, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do the lights. Uh, but this, we do get militant Starfleet. And, uh, I'm just like, hmm. It's like, it is strange. Like, I hate when people talk about going back to peace and optimism. But uh, this is where I guess those people are like, DS9 really strayed, man, because it's war. And it's not, not everything is hopeful. Yeah. Se- Section 32, uh-huh. um, it was, I guess, gets introduced more specifically here. Or like, you know, this is the secret police of the, fe- mm-hmm. the Federation who are trying to weed out... Uh, Again, I, I, again, collaborators gets gets brought up, or like Manchurian mm-hmm. candidates, um, uh, sleeper agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was an actually like, well, which is I nice. That was a nice or a cool thing to do, and it's a playback too on like the whole Bashir uh, being like captured and put into a camp a year ago, and everyone just went back to normal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? And then I guess the whole thing is like, it's um, I mean, you can kind of figure out what's going on early on in the episode i felt like because there's like all these like little tells but maybe maybe because i've seen it before well for me i think it was like it was just very clear that it was something with bashir but i don't i didn't see like exactly how they were playing it out at the end but then when you do see it you're like oh yeah that makes sense yeah you know something is why 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 he's so why he's so tired when he wakes up he's like oh man it can't be that Mm -hmm. time yeah well sleep deprivation it's a tool man Mm mm-hmm it's a tool. Yeah, this episode is pretty good, though. I, I did like it. It has kind of a non-ending, too. It just kind of goes off. And you're just like, oh, that's the end. And that's the story. You're like, wow. It's very cut. There's a ton of things that just just end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just done. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's it. Right. Which is strange in yeah. this TV it, show. Yeah, yeah, it feels very truncated at times. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A, a little bit. bit. A little bit, a little bit. What else we got here? So this, yeah, actually, I thought this this episode was like okay because I guess I saw that, and then the episode mm-hmm. before that was also like, nah, it is just sort of there. I mean, yeah. if, at this point, you're it feels again kind of like they're exploring some themes, but just for the sake of we have to deliver twenty six episodes a season, mm-hmm. so. See, that's how I thought about it too, and like, see that. The back end of DS9 too, like the highs are real high, but the lows are pretty low. So like, I think that's the one thing about DS9. It's like, there's not as many consistently like, yeah, that was good. That was good. Or like, I I don't want to use the word average, but like consistently average things. It was, it was either real good or it was like, yuck, yuck. But Jared, let's talk about another episode. <laughs> so let's talk about 619. 
uh, Cisco, the thespian war criminal. <laughs> I, and uh, this is one that I, I, I'm choosing not to put a rating to because I this is uh, the second war criminal Cisco episode that I'm confused at how I'm supposed to feel about this one. Because I feel like you're supposed to side with him at the end. And I was like, I don't know if I do. I was like, I don't know if I like thespian war criminal. Cisco. Well, I feel like the moral ambiguity is intentional here. Yes. Whereas in the previous, like what what Cisco just did, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. And it's and everybody knows. It's like yeah. it's plain view that he did that. And Starfleet will know about it and nothing's gonna come of this. This is about a dirty little secret about and it about is. about the uh the uh ends justifying the means. Yeah. Right? Dude, like that well, I guess it's like they, they got the Romulans into the war, right? They that's, did? that's the that's the goal. And the, the goal? And, and the interplay uh with Garrick. Yeah, that that's all very good stuff. And like I love yeah. the the flashback structure actually worked well and you get like the the one thing that I always enjoy a lot with DS9 is the scumminess, like the criminal underbelly of the oh, Star yeah. Trek universe is there. You get like weird aliens who you'll never see again and like you get their setup and how characters kind of play off one another and then there's like, "Oh, how to let me out?" Garrick asked. And he's like, "What?" Like he's terrified. You're like, what? It's like what the tailor. <laughs> You're like, well, because by this point we know Garrick is. Uh, he's so helpful. He's so tailor. he's so helpful. Yeah, he, well, he's just trying to get everyone in a nice uh, set of threads, my man. No. Nice set of threads. I do. I do like the the Cisco and Garrick stuff is really good, and I do like Garrick like just defending himself too. When Cisco gets all mad, he's like, he's like, listen, fella, you came to me. You, what you know, you, the reason you came to me is because you know that I would be able to do what needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, which I, I liked quite a bit. No. And uh, I do like the, um, like, uh, the stuff that they do, like getting the Romulans in. It is, it is good. It is good. It's like I said, I'm just, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, I, I am I mean, morally I, ambiguous. Yeah. Well, I mean. Was it good or was it bad? Well, I but, but I think this is, I mean, I think this is a top-notch stuff i think this is like okay what what differentiate or part of the like canon of like great episodes of ds9 because it's not it doesn't mm. feel like star trek either yep. like because this is uh you know picard or Riker in a similar situation they wouldn't go along with it but they were never yeah. put into the situation either right like they uh... The wartime uh, captains, right? Like their their thing is like, oh, there's Klingon Romulan wars, and we just have to like mm-hmm. be diplomatic, peacekeepers, right? And then like do stuff, like, and it's always yep. like that was like the the wish wish uh, wishful thinking. Whereas the uh, I feel like DS Nine is positioned into the uh, the real politique, <laughs> where um, yeah, where it's like, oh, we need to do something, and this is how the world is like, this is how wars and history are is there are actors who are conspiring to achieve their goals. And mm-hmm. our character, our hero uh, of our story is part of that rather than like, it's like the nefarious Romulan. Cause this seems like a, a Romulan plot, right? Like, or this seems like a, something that well, the, the bad guy. That's what Garrick states says. do. He's... Right. And it's like, no one would ever expect that. Starfleet mm-hmm. orchestrated this. There would be mm-hmm. con- there would be like if you were having negotiations, like how do we know that Starfleet's not behind this? And then blah 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 blah. But like in this world, people would mm-hmm. never even don't even think about that. 
uh, but, uh, but more yeah. and more they do. And so we get to watch that whole interplay happen and because it becomes a thing where it's like, now it's up to Cisco to make the decision whether or not he calls it out and says, this is what actually mm. happened, but he's achieved his goal. And now he has to be part of the lie to achieve uh, what ostensibly would be a good end, which would be mm-hmm. a, a move toward the conclusion to this war to protect the life and liberty of everyone in the Federation to prevent it from falling under the Dominion rule. And all he has to do is give up a little bit of his consciousness <laughs> and uh, just, his conscience is just like, is oh. he okay with it? He, he apparently is. Uh-huh. And that's it. Okay. And I, so I think it's, uh, I think it's like pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. I, it's like, I think it's a good episode too. I just, uh, I still don't know what to think about Cisco. So, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Those are all good points. No. Those are all good points. I, I just think it's a, I think it's just so much better than yeah. that other thing, which is, like, weird because some people say, oh, yeah, that's, like, it kind of sets up this episode. I'm like, no, not really. That that episode never had to have happened, and this could just be, like, its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it should be, like, a bigger deal. Um, I don't know if it this ever really gets brought up again. Or played into yeah. in maybe toward the end of the series it might, but mm-hmm. th- th- you know there's there's shit coming down uh, Cisco's way and stuff like that. So see, and like I I do kind of like I kind of see what they're talking about where like that one might set this up. I agree with you too. It's like it that episode doesn't need to exist, but yeah. it does. Well, they, that, they, that's that yeah. was my thing. Where I was like Cisco falls into this role a lot, and it's like I know they try to like. Uh, rationalize it where they're like we just kept seeing the dead lists come up every Friday and I'm like mm-hmm. hmm curious no curious interesting yep interesting but say what did you describe it as politico dominico Re- real politique <laughs> real politicio yeah. uh, I don't know it, it, it just seems like um, something ahead of its time for uh, television oh yeah yeah, well, I mean, that's what people always said yeah. about DS9, no? I yeah, guess. See, uh, just so you know, RJ, the definition of real politique. A system of politics or principles based on practical rather than moral or ideological considerations. Oh. Well, who would know that? Some kind of nerd? <laughs> well, I, I, I like the accompanying image with this. Is, uh, it's like a drawing of uh, Nixon and Kissinger. Is one of the illustrations that pop up. Suck ass Kissinger, as Nixon would call him, or what does he call him? Brown ass or something? Brown nose? Shit ass. Shit ass. ass. There you go. Shit ass Kissinger. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, good episode. I'm sure it's. uh, It looks like it's clearly one of the the top of the series. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's a big one. Romulans, my man. And then you weird looking Romulans, oh man. Weird with uh, DS six twenty. And this one I call DS9's Moriarty Simp, one out of four stars. Yeah, this episode sucks. This episode is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I saw, like, and the, but there's, like, the, I think one of the series creators thinks it's one of his best. Like, he wrote it and thinks it's his best. He's like, I don't, I don't really understand what people have a problem with. It's like, no, this episode's terrible. It's so, I, I did not need to see the, uh, the episode of, like, Kira and Odo coming together in this way. I, I, I didn't need that. With, like, yeah, Vic Fontaine, who is, like, an, a recurring character now, um, who just pops up whenever. But it's like, oh, I my God. I hate this, him. This stuff is so, super dorky. Yeah, I hate it. Well, and, like, 
the Bashir Bond episode, that one is great. Yes. This like uh this like um Frank Sinatra ass. There's some and, and speaking like, of uh incel fanfic i mean there's like the oh, whole yeah. thing's like don't take no for an answer it's like bashira really had to work on that girl he got shut down six mm-hmm. times but then he talked to vic fontaine and then he went back and now they're on a date which is like ensign of course it's always like the doctor hitting on ensigns oh yeah well they're fresh and uh they don't know any better malleable, right? he's, malleable. and he's so genetically superior see that's the thing too because bashir like he can you like they talk about his genetic superiority all the time, and then it shows him like begging women and like schemes to get women, and you're like, hmm, weird. Yeah, so this episode sucks. Yeah, this is this is a, a hard uh, blah. <laughs> I, I just, no, never. Oh, the only importance of it is at the end. It's like, oh, they kiss, and mm-hmm. that's and that's it. You're like, okay, now they're together. Who cares? Don't watch this episode. Yep. It's it's this is way bet worse than that like vedic episode from uh last week we were talking about. oh yeah see that's what i mean the highs are high and the lows baby are they low oh, but there's there's plenty of stink on next generation oh yeah yeah there is i'm just uh i'm definitely more critical now because <laughs> i am a seasoned jordy falls trend. down a hole <laughs> <laughs> that was good it happened like two episodes in a row i think yeah uh yeah, so that one was that one was off. And then I got one more for you, Jared. Oh man. Just one. 621. Uh and then here's my here's my snappy review. Okay. Uh there is no Kira, only Zool. Ah. You get that, Jared? I do. And then I also wrote Cisco is a spaz kid. <laughs> and then my last note was fuck off. <laughs> Cuz uh, there was something in the end. I was like, what is going on? Was, was it but, psychic battles? Yeah, it was psychic battles, and actually, it was the tachyon stuff. That's what I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Or because, uh, because like, okay, so like, there's the whole talk about like how on the deck, and they're they're like, "Well, if we can we can do this," or maybe it wasn't tachyons, but it's something like that, or like crap, like chronions or something. They're like, "We can release these, and that'll that'll neutralize the profits up there, and uh, they'll get rid of here." And like Dax is bringing it up, and Dax is like, "We have to save Kira." But even everyone is just like, "No." And even Ono's like, "No, nah, she wouldn't want that either, man." It's like you're the only one who wants that, you jealous, jealous lady, or like selfish, selfish lady. Uh, and then like they're psychic battling, and I was like fine with that. Actually, I was like, mm-hmm. "Whatever, that's fine." Uh, but then with uh, Cobra Kai, when she goes down there, I was like, "How the fuck would she know how to use that shit?" And uh, and then she does it, and it made me really upset. I was Cobra like, "This would have been," or what's her name, the Kai? Oh, Vedic. Oh, when she just goes and hits this button on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah and then she does it, and I was just like, "What cause, the fuck?" Because there's the button that says "Do not touch," and she just took the piece of paper off and went boop. <laughs> so I I got really frustrated at the end there with that one, just because like Dax just brings and like I know that's how they needed to resolve the episode but I was like oh I was like another reason I don't like Dax and then uh they like resolve it with boop and I was like ah oh, get the fuck out of here. I was like get out of here <laughs> I don't know what did you think of the reckoning um so this is like more of the like main story stuff so uh Ben Ben gets the call hey we found some rocks down here with writing on it you should ch- come check it out Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot, it seems, with Bajor, and he's the emissary. And um, he goes down. They're like, "Hey, 
this thing says emissary welcome and they're like well mm-hmm. we better go teleport this up to the ship and take and examine it because i do that because he's done that at least twice now in the series mm-hmm. like in recently in the last two seasons i guess and uh the, he has a thumb through. Uh, Vedic Ratchet gets wind of this and gets mad like she always does. I want it returned immediately, even though you're the, the emissary. I don't actually give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, we have scholars who know this. Why are you doing this? Fair points. But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this weird thing about the Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets zapped again, <laughs> knocked to the ground, as happens with all the... Like, this is now two times. Um, and, of course, there's, like, this ambiguity about what these stones mean. And there's always vague prophecies and interpretation. Again, like, it's very... Like, I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a fit, he, he casts the rock aside, breaks it in half, and energy floats out. Yep. And energy, energy, uh, wormhole well, aliens. Yeah. Well, Zool goes out from one side and then, uh, what is, uh, what's the uh, Gozer comes out of the other one. Yeah. So Zool and Gozer go into, yeah. and then they need to find new homes. And then sure. uh, eventually, uh, there's some, there's a pretty good GIF action with Kira and, uh, at the, uh, the temple that's on the station where she's getting zapped. And then it is Ghostbusters-y, where she's now possessed by one mm-hmm. of the, by one of the spirits. And then it's like, where's the other one gone? And it's in Jake. And Jake's like, and they start. I ha- am all, all Zoo or no? He's not Zoo. What does he do? Well, then they start having like psychic battles with like yep. light, light tubes vying. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is all getting anime now. <laughs> it does, and I'm like. I was like, mm, I know that this is where they were building up with this Brothet stuff. I was like, it's kind of silly. But, like, I didn't mind that as much. Like, it's like I said, the thing I, I, I actually didn't like about this was however they neutralized them. I was like, ugh. I was like, that's stupid. That's well, dumb. Well, welcome to Star Trek. I was like, that's silly. That's a dumb thing to do. Just because I was like, let him do it. Kill Jake. <laughs> yes. Like, you know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna he represents all evil. Why's that? Die. Why why does Jake represent all evil? Yeah. Because he was Gozer or whatever. That's like the I think that's the line he actually says. He's like, I I am all evil or something like that. And you go, Oh shit, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's DS9 for you, baby. I also I, I was just looking on the IMDB and in the Pale Moonlight is the is the top rated episode of DS9. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and then uh, there's a couple under it, but um, a few a, a couple that you were before you started rewatching. So, like Long Fingered Tony Todd as Old Jake. That's like right. number three highest or something like that. But so in the Pale Moonlight. So that's it. That's, that's the that's, that's it. Week. Well, you'll be done season six next week, soonish. Yeah, and then uh, there's one more season, isn't there? One season after that, and that's, yeah, and that's DS nine. DS nine, and then we uh, take a voyage somewhere no. new. <laughs> you 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 can go do that. Well, you, yeah, you, you can start your Voyager podcast with uh, Aaron Lang, and I will have my podcast about Phil Donahue. Um, so I, I got some Star Treks for you. Not as many as you would hope. I mean, and actually looking at it, it's I'm actually a little surprised. I only have four episodes I can yeah, talk about. That's not very good. That's, that's horrible. It's not very good. You're falling. You're going to fall one shy of finishing season six and putting it to bed. Do you want to stop and I can go watch it and then we'll come <laughs> no, back? No, I don't. 
Uh, do you? Would you still like to talk about these episodes? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about before we get into this, Jared? Not at all. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, all right. Where did we leave off? Last episode we watched was six twenty one with Zool, Kira Zool, uh, and my the one that I I kind of just finished off. It's just saying like fuck off this episode. It annoyed me so much. The uh, the the weirdness in that one little thing with the the tachyons or whatever. I was like, okay. Anyways, six twenty two. Uh, and alternate titles: montage track or Jake sucks. And I'm gonna give this a big fat one out of four stars, Jer, for six twenty two. <laughs> I did not like this episode. <laughs> I think, but it's not it's not outright bad. I just didn't like it. That's all. This is kids in space. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but we've and we've had kids in space in both series before. But I actually didn't mind TNGs when they get kidized. I didn't mind that one. This is a different kind of kids. Yeah, I was uh, I was deep into some kit bashing when I was watching this. And for for, okay. for, for people who want to know what that is, that's when you're taking your your plastic minis and you're mm-hmm. cutting them up and making new minis out of it. That's what I was doing while this episode Ooh, played. Shit. So I was uh, pretty zoned out on this. All I remember was the kids because <laughs> there's like a sister ship to the Defiant. Uh, the Valiant. The, the Valiant. And mm-hmm. that was like out there, you know, fucking shit up, doing some secret missions. It got rocked. The captain died. And so did the next few people get killed. In, Basically like, every command. senior officer. All, all the adults were yeah. killed leaving like young young starfleet officers in charge like and it's like oh this is like the young arrogant kirk like character with the, like ch- like very young looking actors yeah red squad red squad cuz they're like the elite they're the best mm-hmm. of starfleet and uh i think the implication is that the the captain's like a bit of a drug addict at this point it it's impl- it's implied that, but it's also implied like a little bit. It's like, wait a minute, they're like, we're on a secret mission that we intend to to yeah. fulfill, and it's like, are you? It's like, or it's like maybe you should guys should check in. You're like 15, mm-hmm. but they're like, we're Red Squad, baby. Yeah, uh, I think whatever you want to say about this episode, I think it all. It always gets summarized at the end with like the, the fucking line. I, I had to rewind because it was like so funny. Was well, like, um, so what happens is the, the, these kids. So uh, Jake and Nog mm-hmm. are they're going on like a trip, and yeah. they get attacked by a, a Dominion ship. The defi- uh, the Valiant comes out of nowhere, saves them, teleports mm-hmm. them out, and they're like, well. You're going to join us for this thing because we're almost done. We're almost going to accomplish this task. And then you can go back home and it'll be fine. Well, uh, it's it's a fa- it's a big fucking failure. The, the, the kid, oh, really? The, the, the kids blow it. And yeah. uh, all, all it's like, what, three of them survive? J- Jake Nog and one girl. Yeah. Uh, and they get rescued. And... There's this like kind of thing at the end where the girl's like, "Oh, Captain, blah blah blah." He was he was so brave, and you know he really had like the best intentions for the ship. And I think like is it Jake who's like, he got everyone killed. 
He was a mm-hmm. terrible leader. <laughs> and then and then she goes, that's not how I'll remember it. Yeah. And you're like, good God. <laughs> it's like, how relevant, though, in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly, because she's like, he was the best. And, we, and she's like, I'd still die for him. And Jake's like, how can you say that? He killed everyone on your ship. None of them had to die. They could have all just went home. Yeah. And she's like, that's not how I'm going to remember it. She's like, that's not how I saw things. So, uh, and then even Nog is persuaded by it, and you're just like, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, I did not like this episode. It's like I said, it's not an outright bad episode. I was just like, mm. I was like, I don't want this right now. Well, if that makes sense. Well, this is the uh, yeah, this this next, this is a stretch of episodes. That's for sure. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> oh yeah. This is some like uh, <laughs> some padding. I will say. Do you have anything else to say about no, that, Valiant? That's about it. I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't give this. This doesn't get a one out of four, but uh, it is definitely yeah. kind of just there. It's, it's yeah, not. It's I, not. This an, is a low two. This, I'd, I'd say. I, I feel like this you. is this isn't a lot of people's favorite episodes. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. But Jared, let me tell you about something. Profit in lace. Let me tell you about six point two three, or as I like to say, what the fuck is going on? Unrated. <laughs> I, I didn't even this this episode threw me for so many spins watching it. Like I think like ten minutes in, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then like twenty minutes, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, boy. what what is going on? And then it and then it did it again, and I was just like, I was like, what the fuck is going on in this episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of liked this one just yeah. because of Quark. Yeah, but. But this episode is wild, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell me about it? So my first, my I only have two notes for this one. Workplace sexual harassment, because this opens up with Quark just full on, just creeping on his staff, on another Dabo girl, and being like, ah, yeah, you know, you can get ahead, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like, oh, yeah. classic Quark. Yeah, this episode could also be called Quark the Feminist. And or then, like Quark and, discovers feminism, you know. Yeah, and then uh, then my next line was, "Who boy?" <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so this is some '90s so, stuff. So, so uh, Gre- uh, the, the Grand Magnet Magus and uh, and Quark's mom, they're kind of on the run, a little bit. Uh, there seems to be something going down on Ferenginar. This is we always have to have like a ongoing tale of what's happening on Ferenginar in DS Nine. And they're like, what's going on? Has, has it been attacked by the Dominion? It's like some, something's amiss. And then uh, Grand Magnus shows up, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've been deposed. And uh, That's just a great Wallace shot, 100%. <laughs> as as uh, Grand Magnus, Magus? I don't see the Grand Magus? No, Mag- Nagus. I keep saying Magus. Magus, yeah. Nagus. Yeah, Nagus. It's, think of it like he's a Nag. Yeah. That's how I remember. Yeah, with... Yeah. Um, some uh, early onset like Alzheimer's. Well, maybe not early. He is like really fucking just old in general. Yeah, he's all yeah. senior moments. Except from uh, when Moogie is around because she helps him. She, yeah, she keeps him straight, and and she's also pushing her agenda, which is essentially just like uh, you know women's rights on Ferenginar, so they don't have yeah. to just like stay inside of their uh, houses their, naked their all the time. Hall. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to stay in the holes naked. They they can go out, wear yeah. some clothes. That's right, which is very uh, Make disruptive. Profit. So, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Combs is uh, Grunt. Grunt. I I think it's Grunt. 
Brunt. Oh, Brunt. 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 Yeah, Brunt. 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 Something uh, like that. So Brunt, who is the... He's like the IRS or auditor. Uh, yeah, he is. He yeah. is. He's like the all of Ferenginar's IRS. Yeah, yeah he, kind of. Well, he's now positioned to become the Nagus, which is what he wanted the last time he showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of been in and out of like favor. And now he's back. And now he might wind up being the Nagus. And unless uh, they can get some of the major Ferengi players on board with this plan to like get, like let women have or Ferengi women have rights right. um, on Ferenginar and in the society. And in doing so, his mom has a heart attack, basically, uh, while having an argument with Quark, who's like telling her off and saying this is a you're you're a terrible representation of our species and mm-hmm. she's in our attack so she's taken out and so uh the right party uh the 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 pepsi generator of the ferengi people who makes ferengi slime the pepsi generator oh yeah. yeah what's it called again too it's like it's called like slime isn't it <laughs> something like that it's got a it's got a gross S- name that's <laughs> like sprunt yeah, it's like Sprunt Mold Slime or something, and yeah. you're like, ew. And so that's what everyone drinks. Uh, Reminds me of like a Slurm, slurm from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Mm, delicious Slurm. Slurm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, sorry, keep so the, the owner of that's coming, and like if he could be convinced and see the, the prowess of women when it comes to making decisions, then this idea will be won over. But now his mother's had a heart attack, and she won't be present, and so it's all going to go horribly wrong. Unless mm-hmm. Quark gets an impromptu sex change. <laughs> I like how it's like they actually do it though, like genetically oh, change. But that's we're not well physically at least, or yeah, like yeah. they physic. But like he, uh, like there was something like his. But, they, uh, but they're also like, or there's some, there's definitely some hormones. And, yeah, uh, because he's acting different. And right? they, and like, they just, they just do this. Apparently, uh, it's, Bashir just whips this up. He just, he just, they just do it effortlessly inside of a day. And so now <laughs> you get to see Armin Shimmerman dressed as a female quirk. Yes. Instead of Mrs. Doubt firing it, where he yeah. just wore like female clothing, it's like no, no, we actually have to do a full full like hormone replacement on quark just so that it's all like clean and proper which i feel yeah, like is well, more work than was well, because needed, there but, becomes you know. a yeah, because it becomes a big moment where brunt knows what's up he knows there's, yes. like, some, there's some tomfoolery up, up, at foot and one of the things is like you have to prove you're a woman <sighs> right and then he just takes off his shirt and it's like oh <laughs> Oh, you go breast. Interesting. There you go. That solves that. But it's like, wait a minute. In this world, if you, uh-huh. if if it's like that easy to get like this sort of operation done, and then undone, wouldn't yeah. this be of a greater concern in like Star Trek world, like in the universe itself? Yes, and I've mentioned this before. Like in that one season opener where they all become Klingons, they actually become Klingons in that episode. This happened. This comes up all the time. Like that one time they kidnapped uh, Kira and made her Cardassian. Yep. Uh, it's like the same thing because I've thought that the whole time. I was like, because like when they became Klingons, I was like, you can just become Klingon like through surgery. I was like, I feel like that doesn't like make sense, but okay. Well, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, wouldn't that be changing things on this real level as far as like? interplanetary relations where oh yeah yeah there's there's a lot more 
that you could take out of that, at, like through the implication. Well, because like maybe we, we should all just become uh, changelings. I mean, if it was me, I think the obvious thing is everyone should just be Vulcan. But uh, well, that's basically isn't that the end of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? Is that everyone becomes Vulcan? We, we, no, we all become changelings. Uh, oh, the, the, well, this, 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 whatever it is, it's not the singularity, but the instrumentation project or whatever it is. I mean, I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm just going to say congratulations. Congratulations, Shinji. Congratulations. congratulations. Did you watch the Omega 64 Neon Genesis? No. Yeah, you might like it. I, I don't. I don't watch that. I don't watch it. So you, I have not you seen. You might it. like it. You might like it. So, anyways, did you? Uh, yes or no? Would you date <sighs> female quark? No. <laughs> oh, okay. God, God, no. Like, not even on a first date, like, to no. a McDonald's or something just to see? No. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't split the check with you. He would definitely make you pay because uh, the Ferengi are all about saving profits, right? Like, yeah. So, yes or no for you on uh, profit and lace? Uh, yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a tough nut to crack. It's pretty. It's, 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 it's definitely not essential. It's pretty. I'd say it's a kind of a terrible episode. But oh, yes. so I mean that's about all I'll, I'll comment on. Yeah, this is it, this is this is a bad one. Pretty misguided, but it's definitely I'm, problematic to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. To say the very least. But I mean, it's like like I said, I I got some enjoyment out of it just for the sheer huh kind of factor. But anyways, you want me to move on? Please do. <laughs> Okay, so you might get some uh, flashbacks to some TNG ratings here. Uh, 624, Keiko harasses a cat, Molly falls in a hole. Uh, this is a 2 out of 4 for me. Really? But this, is a, this is a complicated 2 out of 4. Okay. Like, I'd say on the high 2s, it's not enough of a 3 where I was like, oh yeah, that's really good. This, But I will say this about this episode. This episode made me feel... It made me feel... And I was like, man, this is like a complex issue going on in this thing. I, I liked all the play with uh, Molly and stuff like that. Number one, I thought Bashir's logic made no sense from the start. <laughs> and the way this episode ends, I was like, yes, wasn't that the logical solution? Because he's like, well, then she'll cease to exist. And it's like, yes, this person who just lived a horrible like upbringing would cease to exist. But then they would have never existed anyways. It's not like you're killing her. Anyways, I thought Bashir's logic was weird. And then I also thought it was like something scary where it's like, do you remember that book, The Velt from uh, Ray Bradbury or yeah. the short story? Yes. I thought that they were velting uh, Molly. But also, Keiko and O'Brien are kind of negligent parents. So I, I didn't feel when uh, when I saw Molly running off in the background, I was like, hey, one of you should watch your kids. One of you should watch your kids. Anyways, it's yeah, high two for me. So, so episode 24, Times Orphan. My first note, RJ, is Molly falls down time hole. See, that's more accurate. Because she literally, like, little Molly, because we haven't seen, like, Molly probably on the show in... For a long time. A long time. I don't even know if it's, like, the same, like, actress that's played Molly. Because, I mean, I feel like Molly's been the same age for a, forever. But for a while. But, but I guess when this was airing, it was, like, a you know, few-year window. So she falls down a time hole in a cave. That's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, yeah. There's like a, there's just like a time rift, yeah, like on Bajor. 
Is it Bajor they're on or a moon of Bajor? Uh, it's it's related to Bajor somewhere because then they get the Bajoran pro or like council or whatever to come examine the ruins or something yeah. like that. And they really play it off. It's like she got teleported 300 years ago and everyone's like, mm, yeah, that, that does happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they are, oh, shit. This is one of the problems with space travels. You never know when those time holes are going to sneak up. We've lost right. lots of people. And, they're uh, like, oh, shit, not again. Oh, but, well, but, okay, but, let's roll. But using Star Trek science, they're able to lock onto her tachyons. We'll just say that's like what my go-to is. Something tachyons. involving tachyons. And we found them, and we're going to... Uh, reactivate the time hole because now we found like there's actually a time door uh yeah it's like a doorway kind of thing and so we're going to walk on to her and bring her back and they bring back like you know 18 year old uh molly who's now like a feral a feral child it's as if like i think it's like 10 years has passed or something like that probably more than that yeah maybe a little more because she's lost the ability to speak yeah She's uh, so, yeah she's yeah she's basically on a planet that was you know uninhabited uninhabited you know a thousand years earlier and she was just like living in primal land and there's no the right, savage land the savage land well it's just like a place with yeah, like there's we, no dinosaurs we, we don't even know if there's animals because we have, we, don't, we don't see what's on that planet because they're uh, off 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 panel because that costs money to do uh it's definitely off panel the way I kind of read it the I thought it was like kind of implied that there was nothing other than like plant life because like in her drawings, the trees are like her family. So I was like, it seems like there's no other animal life. Like it's just plants. There, but... there's, there was no predators and she was just eating. Yeah. <laughs> but that's complicated too, because like if there's nothing there to produce carbon for the plants, to, like carbon dioxide for the plants to take in, it's like, how are they alive? <sighs> tachyons. Oh, right. Tachyons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's always my explanation. So, oh, of course. Um, so they're they're gonna make a go of it. They're like, well, we could put her back in, and we could try to get another one, and like another Which, Molly. Uh, and they're like, well, we couldn't do that. You're like, mm-hmm. well, who gives a shit? Throw her back and throw throw this throw this one back and get 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 our get our Molly. Get our Molly. Well, and see, that's what I thought because I was like Bashir. I was like, your idea doesn't make any sense because he's like, well, then this Molly would cease to exist, and it's like I think that's kind of the point because it's like this lady clearly just lived a horrible like it was well maybe not horrible it was like it was light it was an existence it was an existence but it's like was it a good one i don't know i don't know and it's like and he's like well if you get the real molly then this one won't exist anymore it's like i think that's the idea what if what if rj um in like three episodes starfleet uh, loses the dominion war and molly winds up getting enslaved and becomes a cardassian companion girl I mean, some of them were treated right. They had those hypersonic showers. Remember, it said really make sure you spend a lot of time in there. Cardassians like their women clean, mm-hmm. just like most is like. Oh, <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like that. So anyway, they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to rehabilitate her and get her back, back to the ship ship shape form, and. uh they bring her to the station and she's like doing the ooh, ooh, bed. Oh, I want to go home. I want to go back home on my, my forest planet. And mm-hmm. so they go to the holodeck simulation and there's a lot of like, Oh, well, she could do this, but she's having issues. 
and she's having some rage outs because some Klingons really want to like get their like fight on in the holodeck, mm. and so they get Do kicked. something. They get kicked out, and Molly has a freak out. She attacks Quark and some randos, and she stabs like, a dude. They're going to have to send her away. They're going to have to inst- put her into an institute. She's dangerous. Um, I like the rationale there too. It's like we're going to send her to a planet of doctors, in, in which we're told there is no other possible solution. And you go, hmm. That, that's that's what whoever said it. It's just like they say it out loud, and you go, what? This is ridiculous. Like this is so contrived. And then mm-hmm. um, then we get a. Um... Oh yeah, because like my other note was these are very supportive parents. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're just like, yeah. oh, it's fine. You want to hide, hang out, and play in the cargo bay? <laughs> it's fine. You can do whatever you want. And it's like we're gonna we're gonna do whatever we need, but you're going to like live in an, an asylum forever because that's so much better than you not existing because of time travel. But mm-hmm. then they go, we can't let this happen. So they uh, basically endanger everything in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and endangers, you know, his uh, O'Brien's uh, position in Starfleet by mm-hmm. b- breaking Molly out, and like they're just going to send her back into the time hole so she can live out the rest of her life where she belongs. And they manage to do this, and conveniently, they send mm-hmm. her through the time hole. But when she goes up the time hole, she winds up mere only days since Molly herself had arrived initially on the other side of that time hole and older Molly is able to send young Molly back through the time hole mm-hmm. and everything works out great except for savage Molly. A little bit for savage Molly, but then, uh, well, she, I ceases, mean, you know, she ceases to exist completely. Yeah. She dissolves, which, it, and that's kind of like what I was saying earlier. I was like, I feel like that should have been the plan the whole time because it's like, why, why wouldn't you do that? It, it writes all the wrongs, kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is a this is a strange one. Like, um, I, I did really like the O'Brien and Keiko trying to work with Feral Molly. I thought that was mm-hmm. good stuff. I really liked that. But then it's like I said at the same time. Uh, they were negligent parents to begin with. Um, Keiko also, uh, like, bullies that cat in the opening scene, which I was like, that's weird. It's kind of like when Jordy kicks that dog. Well, is that in, is, uh, is, is, is that the, the, the crime space cat? It is, yeah. See? Yeah, it's like Chester or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like, it's sitting it, on a blanket, and she pulls the blanket out from under the cat's feet. And I was like, man, what a bitch. I was like, why would you, why, why wouldn't you just move the cat? I was like, that seems like a shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Molly falls in a hole. Molly fell down. Oh, this is so funny too. Hole. As she falls, like, cause, like she's falling feet first, and she's like, "Daddy, help!" And then she falls into the hole. When you were watching that, did you know that was coming? No. Uh, well, I knew something had to happen because I, when I was kind of skimming through the episodes, I was like, "Oh God!" Like I don't remember this episode, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was like. Oh, is she going to fall into something? I'm like, oh fuck! Of course she did. And like, now we have to get her back. Imagine like that's the cold opening. Like you're uh, watching TV back in like 1997 or whatever, 
And you're like, ooh, it's DS9 time. And you're like, oh, fuck. Miles and Kiko. Oh, they're kids. Oh, the little girl fell down a time hole. Well, I better stick out through these commercials and find out what happens next. I really want to make sure little Molly's okay. And you go, wait, wait, wait. Let's oh let's just see what was that i said wait wait let's just see if this amounts to anything yeah i like just keep watching isn't that's like all trek will this amount to anything will this amount to anything oh cisco just committed a war crime i wonder if this is going to come back ever and then it doesn't not really not yet at least not yet so that's a weird one Mm -hmm. and then i have one more for you jerry yep uh i have the boys simp for a ghost um <laughs> and this is this is probably a two for me as well out of four it's not a bad episode it was definitely watchable but at the same time i was kind of like i was like i feel like we're past this kind of stuff at this point but i was also like hey you know how this lady's dying from carbon dioxide poisoning i was like maybe you should not talk to her 24 7 so she's using more oxygen <laughs> than is needed maybe that's just me. But anyways, the boys, uh, the boys simp a ghost in this one. All of the boys. Mm-hmm. All of them boys. Who do you think? Uh, some of it is a little weird, too. Like, uh, I was for like for the longest time. Did you think that she was very clearly bad? The person they were talking to? No. I did, because it seemed like the advice she was giving them, like, especially Cisco, where Cisco's like, I just can't trust my girlfriend anymore. And the lady's like, well, why would you trust her? She's clearly bad. And then I was like, whoa, what? Anyways, what did you think of Space Ghost from Coast to Coast? I thought it was good. Yep. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Tell me more about uh, um, the I sound mean, of her voice. Well, this is an episode that when I was looking up, you know, best of episodes. I think this one pops up on those lists. Really? I, I mean, I, I think I, I have no it's idea. Okay. What, I, I don't think I, it's I, great. I, I, I don't know what the IMDb uh, rating is. Seven point six. Is that good? Eh, I don't know. The next episode's an eight point four. The Keiko Time Orphan episode was six point three. Mm-hmm. Valiant was a seven point one, and this is a seven point six. So it's only point five better than the kid, kid Trek. But neither of us cared about Valiant though either. No, well, and that's what I mean. Like these IMDb ratings are are meaningless. Because get this, Jared. Remember his way, the uh, Odo uh, meets Frank Sinatra. That's a seven point six. So as that's well. the same as this. Same as this. Yeah, yeah this is a hundred percent better than that episode. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. That episode was bad. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like yeah, they kind of set up this situation. Like, it's like going to be a no win for everybody Mm -hmm. but then they kind of give themselves an out because they're like we couldn't have done anything anyway (laughs) it's like yeah i i guess so yeah i think the ending is kind of um flat well i mean it's a it's kind of a non-ending right right i mean it kind of i mean i get it but at the same time i didn't i don't think it worked as well as they thought it was going to work I think they really thought it was gonna be like a like a we gotcha like a real zoom on kid uh, people like at the end it's like look what we did I, we I really do, tricked you. I think when you're doing like an episode though where you might want to like save some money. Oh yeah, uh, like you just like yeah, hey it's... we need the bridge. We have a bunch of scenes with like one actor talking to nobody, 
And then we have some act. We have the people come and go as needed, and then we do a little bit of the uh, the Hell Planet footage, which I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Hell Planet at this point. Uh, I've been I've been uh, I've been made aware. Yeah, from so, time to time. Yeah, so they do some Hell Planet, and they go. It's all rainy. Put turn on the rain machine, and then they're like, "Hey, there's a corpse here." <laughs> well, hey, settle down. Hey, over there, hey, hey, yeah, that was a that was a pencil. For my notes. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, like, okay. I thought it was uh, well done. But, yeah, it's not, like, top tier. And, like, as far as, like, the main story, which, again, I always feel like as for as much as the Dominion War gets talked about in reference mm-hmm. to it, it is not as much of a focal point of the series as, think. as people probably who talk about it so fondly think it is or like they maybe it's been years since they've watched it and they're like oh yeah this and this and this I'm like well if you edited it down to like the major plot beats it's definitely probably more like that but if you're watching the series there's a I mean, imagine watching this week to week um and you have like season breaks in between like you have the summers off and then uh christmas breaks where there's no new episodes for like eight weeks and then it comes back like watching it that way i guess also, in the 90s, the, the digestion of television was so different, and you have to get through 26 episodes a season. Well, I mean, how how do you fill time for 26 episodes, Jarrett? You do. Uh, you, you get Armin Shimmerman to uh, really stretch his wings. It's like, hey, you, you, you seen that Mrs. Doubtfire? Do you think that should be our next step? Mrs. Quirkfire. Mrs. Quirkfire? Yeah, they... um. I don't actually. I think this episode too is like it's a, it's a very T uh, T O S original series like esque kind of thing. I yeah. thought. Yep. Yeah. So it fits into that sense, and uh, I don't mind the idea. Well, so was like the pre- so was the previous episode too, the the time yes. hole one. If if there yep. was anybody on that ship that would have a child, but I mean there would not be a child really. I don't think on the original series Enterprise. No, next didn't ne- exist until next Alexander. gen. The, Right, until the children were invented. Or there was, like, the planet of children. Oh, yeah. Well, there was, yeah, that which is the, I think, the lowest rated yeah. episode of the original uh, series. Is that that the, episode stinks. Is that, well, there's, is there two? The hippie children? Well, then there was, is it? Mir- oh, no, there is two. There's the hippie Mir- episode. There's where Mir- they're, like, young. Yeah, and then there's, like. The, but and, then there's and, actual kids. And then there's, like, the children shall inherit the earth or whatever. And it's, like, all, like, the planet of, oh, fuck those episodes. Yeah, Star Trek. Like Star that. Trek is not without its flaws. That's. We, I think we all can acknowledge this. We're all aware of that. Yeah, we're all aware, and that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did. I did finish it, but uh, some pretty good shows. <laughs> so, anyways, you ever heard of Star Trek? I have. So I finished season six, baby. You did it. And I had two. I have two, basically two, two titles here. Okay. In the first ten minutes, I I wrote down my review. In the first ten minutes, it was quit trying to make Dax happen. And then my second <laughs> review was finally <laughs> four out of four. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would I would I would come to eat my words. In a matter oh of dear! And I went, oh, oh my god! Is, oh dear! Is, is, is the solution worse than oh, the, the problem? Oh dear! Is... 
is the cure. Well, I mean, it's like, wait a minute. This isn't like, we didn't need the solution at all. There is no solution. Just move on. Just move on. And secondly, everything that happened was Cisco's fault. Everything. And then I put God question mark in there because I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was just conversations of God. Uh, this is probably not a four star episode, probably a three star episode. Yeah. But uh, um, I was just I was very. They 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 made that character bad. And like, I think the actress is fine. She like she she does a good job. It's just like I found the character so all over yeah. the place, like as, as Jazz Dia or Jadzia. 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 Yeah. I thought she was all over the place and like she had like Peggy syndrome in those first couple syndromes Ooh. where it's like you're only using her in these ways to like do these things. But uh, yeah, that last episode of season six, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did feel good about how things happened. But then, uh, as I said, I think I, I got to eat my words a little bit later. Oh, but, uh, so the one thing that uh, this this episode kicks off. For the, mm-hmm. And continues on through season seven so far is we get to see what is now the Dominion War Room, and oh, we yeah. see, and that's all we goddamn see is the it's like a closet. <laughs> they they uh, must have ran out of money. Oh, season seven! I feel like they are like they have a small budget. I, I, it's it's diminished greatly from yeah. uh, from like a couple seasons ago. Which is, you know, the realities of television production. Like they, they, they start yeah. cutting corners where they can, um, and that that's just that's the nature of network television. They're you they're close and shop. You make do with what you got yeah. because yeah, this is where you get like um, oh, I always forget the other Cardassian's name. Shit, I don't know his name. Either, oh no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Everywhere Hold now. on, because uh, I made a note about his alcoholism. Shit. Because he's always because that's one of his like yeah because all he drinks is a uh, canar oh and, uh, uh, D- his name's Damar Damar oh, Damar drinks canar interesting yeah, there you go yeah yeah because Weyun's always just like I we- think you drink it's, too much bud yeah we- yeah Weyun and Damar just hanging out in uh, the closet together watching Klingon symbols fly <laughs> with uh, and like Federation yeah. symbols there's like, like br- this brown black room and they yeah. just and like some some guys show up once in a while. Uh, you know, like this this week, for instance, Gold Ducat shows up. He returns, and he's and he's got a plan. God for him, because he fucking hates Cisco so much. He fucking just hates him. And we've mm-hmm. been we've been hearing about these Paul Raths, Paul Wraiths, and it's like, hey, I've got an idea. We need to go into the the war chest and check out the, like basically this museum of like captured, unrepatriated artifacts from Bajor. I'm going to just crack it open. I'm going to get blasted by some light. And now I'm filled with this spirit. And now I'm, I'm going to Zool it. I'm going to go uh, fly a, a shuttle out and just beam aboard DS9 while there's a big offense going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Ships are going to blow up left and right, as you've come to expect uh, during this like Dominion War. We see like little bits and pieces of and then uh he fucking kills dax she's mm-hmm. she's dead i i feel like they should have done it earlier to be honest well they should have they could i mean so this was one of the things At that I, I i did read in the production was they thought like because like there's the whole episode where wharf goes back to save her and it's like yeah why didn't they just kill her then yep and and because they killed her like what seven episodes later, but I guess they it makes more sense Save to t- it t- tie it into like making it so like now now the DS Nine people really hate Ducat. Yeah, I mean yeah. I know why they saved it for an ending, but it's like because of the Dax character, which happens immediately in season seven. It's like they should have ki- killed her off earlier. 
Um, but like, yeah, I see why they saved it. But like, I was so like my first ten minutes where I was like, stop trying to make Dax happen. It's all about like Quark and Bashir being in love with her. And I was just like, is like, why is this like in the in the episodes again? We we've we've gotten past this. Why is this coming back? Like, who who gives a shit? Because she's getting genetically engineered to have Klingon babies. It's like who who fucking cares? Yeah. I don't. Did did you feel it coming though? Did you know this was coming? Or did... I thought something was up, like by the attention they were giving her. Yeah. And I was just like, "What's going on here?" Long, long, yeah, oh yeah. I was because I I knew that it happened here yeah. at some point. Like I never, I don't know if I had ever seen the episode itself when it aired, but I definitely knew that she was done. Um, mm-hmm. And but, I was like, that, yeah. So I was like, "We're gonna have a baby." <laughs> You're like, "Oh dear." <laughs> yeah, they they really front load. Uh, it's like, look how great it is to be Dax, and then it's just like dead. Yeah, ganked. And now, and then the wormhole gets closed, and mm-hmm. Cisco's going to be sad. Cisco's pretty sad. He's got to go back oh, to Cisco's because he goes clams. He goes, oh. <laughs> it's his fault though, because like. After all this stuff, like he knows the prophets are real, like the wormhole well, aliens. Well, but he had a, he got Starfleeted, right? They're like, hey, he, did. he got he because it came to the point where, I mean, it's one but, thing for so this is the way to also think about this shit is it was meant to happen in the term, yeah. like this was it never, I know. like inevitably these conflicts have to happen even in their own thing even though the 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 wormhole aliens. <laughs> Uh, yeah. they, they want this not to happen, but it has to mm-hmm. inevitably happen and it happened. And so maybe that was yeah. part of the game of like, well, now that it's happened, this is what we need to do to make it unhappen. Or like, yeah. we have to create the conflict because you are the emissary and something's gotta, there's gotta be some struggle. Yeah. We can't be just be like, yeah, you have to go because you, you have to go. So your friend dies. You have to fight us on this to a degree. So you feel guilty about this. That'll make you fight harder to reconnect. Like there's like that kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, 4D chess, oh, as, as Twitter, is that what it is? as the Redditors like to talk about. Mm, so this is 4D chess. It's breaking <laughs> through four dimensions. No. Yeah, Spock playing 4D chess with uh, Charlie. Oh God, yeah. Remember that? Remember the? Remember the? Remember him? Yeah. I do. I saw a thing today that said that Leonard Nimoy invented the Vulcan nerve pinch because he he didn't want to do fight scenes anymore. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean it is brilliant. It makes sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, that was season six. Yep. Yep. A- anything else? That's it. Yeah. Uh, moving along to the the next chapter. The, the end the of fi- the road the, for the, us. The, the final season. Final season. Uh, so seven point oh one. Uh, I put stop trying to make this guy happen. Two out of four stars. And then I also put. Why are any? Why are they giving the Hollow Suite any attention in terms of damage? Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? Quit trying to make like Rick Fontaine or whatever it is a thing. Vic, Vic oh, Fontaine. Oh, RJ, I gotta tell you, there's a a lot of Vic Fontaine oh. coming. There's an entire episode <laughs> coming. It's, he sucks. No, okay. There is like one episode that comes up that has the best use of Vic Fontaine there will ever be. And it's, it's, okay. it's, it's like hilarious. <laughs> it's like, what? This doesn't even make sense. And then it, it's, it's the payoff of it's very funny. The episode's like, okay, okay there's, but, but yeah, whatever. Like I'm over it. Like it's not as, uh, now that I've like, I've, I've suffered through enough of this. It's, there's worse things than Star Trek. There is. I just, I find this guy annoying. And then I thought it was strange where he's, he's talking to Quark, 
in Bashiri, and he's like, well, Worf's coming in and wrecking up the place. Oh. And it's just like... My joint. <laughs> yeah, and Worf's just like, you're not even real. He's like, you don't, you don't exist. Yeah. So... So this episode is called Image in the Sand, and it uh-huh. picks up with Cisco uh, shucking oysters in the back mm-hmm. of his dad's back in Earth, and he's all weird and longing, looking on the playing the piano aimlessly. He gets mm-hmm. visited by uh, the prophets again. He has a vision. And yep. He sees a face in the sand. We get some revelations, I guess, over the next two episodes that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the Bajoran wormhole alien prophets have had their eye on Cisco for a long time. That's the, uh, that's the implication, yeah. I guess, between the next two episodes. They kind of blur. Yeah, um, yeah then, and then the next episode gets into it a lot more. And I think is the better of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, there's, here's my note about the Dominion Closet. Uh, I would say this episode is fine. But, like, that's, I mean, the next few episodes, I think, are all fine. Like it's yeah. a, it's a really soft start to this season. Yeah. And it's kind of like, huh? I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, there's a quote though. I think this is from Quark because uh, like there's obviously the ramifications of Dax being killed, um, yeah. and I think it's Quark going getting murdered by a pal wraith in cold blood <laughs> or something like that. And in I'm like cold blood. In, in, but it's like like this is these characters just say things out loud in a way that mm-hmm. you're like oh because yeah we're we're going to talk about this cuz the next episode's got some shit we're like what is going on and then yeah Cisco gets gutted he's just fucking yes, he does. gets right on TV just like what the fuck this this dude this Bajoran Second guy shows up three episodes. and he just gets like cut open mm-hmm. not nice pixie dax uh oh fuck yeah pixie dax Pixie Dax. Uh, yeah. I didn't talk about it in this one, but in in my yeah, I, I do I bring it up in my next uh yeah. my next one. Well, yeah, cause, Pixie cause, Dax. Well, cause did you know what was going on when she showed up? Did, yeah, I knew immediately. And yeah. I was like, um, mm. Well, I mean it and then of course they force it, right? Because you're like, what yeah. what's the chances that she's gonna wind up staying on the station? They make it happen. Because they're like, I think we need a new face on the show. <laughs> I, I, uh, and even, I, I can't remember what, or, where it was. Like, I think it, I opened up Netflix or something and the poster for DS9, I think it's this, like the Pixie Dax in the place of like actual Dax. And I remember I saw it when I was like a season in or something. I was like, who the fuck is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, and then it's I was like, tough oh, to, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, did they recast her as a completely different person? And, uh, yeah. like, well, that's bold, but there you go. Should have just used a different poster, I think. I mean, it's it's an old show, and yeah. they might be like, "Oh, it's just a new character." Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I thought at the time. But Ez- oh yeah, Ez- Ezri. so so enter Ezri. Enter Ezri, which a, a very uh, I think I'm not sure how won over people are by the end of this or over the years, but uh, contentious at the time. I, I understand because yeah. uh, for seven seven oh two I put oh no is new Dax even worse <laughs> slash Cisco is Hercules question mark uh, two out of four stars yeah yeah uh, shadows and symbols fine <laughs> again these two episodes I wasn't crazy about yeah um, oh yeah so my first note RJ is this whole thing with dudes out loudly pining for a guy's dead wife is really bizarre. 
See, that's what I mean. It's like, why are they trying to make Dax such a big thing now? It's well, like, now that's like, well, I mean, cause Bashir, I get it. Like, because he did. He tried. Like, he he did, like, he was, like, the original uh, love interest, I guess. And yeah. then, But the Quark thing is so late. And now he's like, like oh, yeah, I really wanted to fuck her. But Worf, Worf wasn't ready for her. <laughs> it could have been me. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like this. And you're like, and they're talking about it with him right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's Which like is, this, this is preposterous. Like it's, it's so yeah. it's so stupid in a TV way, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling that. Uh, yeah. The 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 Cisco family desert vacation. <laughs> that's it. Uh-huh. That's all. That's what they fucking do for this whole episode. Is they they go look for a spot in on a desert planet. Yep. Uh, or whatever, and uh, he continues to have visions, and he sees his. A dead wife or sees the, the this new woman someone's that's his, mom that's his, that's, that's his mom but yeah. like she possessed like the spirit who like used to like hang out with his dad and now and then she like possessed his mom mm-hmm. and and it's like turns to like oh his mom really uh didn't really have much of a choice in this matter she just got possessed by the spirit and like had to go through it that's depressing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not not great not great in the consent era. And then they start going into this, it all takes place in their head angle, yeah. which I'm like, out of nowhere, which is nice because uh, I like that they had the Damar playing the yeah, doctor. as a doctor. Yeah. That was uh, good. I, I love uh, the humans as, like, or yeah, like the, actor, the actors playing humans good. out of their makeup. I think that's such a cool touch. And you see, yeah. you're like, holy shit, that's not at all what I think this guy looks like. That makeup's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that uh, I uh, I was surprised by that too. But that guy's voice is super recognizable, and yeah. I was like, hey, that's nice, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really nice little touch because he's trying to deny him. Like, cause yeah, the whole idea is that like yeah. Ben from the uh, uh, was it Far Across the Stars, whatever that episode's called, the 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 period piece one. They yeah. kind of go back to the idea like, oh, is this like a sequel to that where he is in an insane asylum and he's writing the story in his mind and he's got writer's block as he's writing on the walls of his padded room. And, uh, the doctor keeps telling him, no, no, it's not real, Ben. You have to give up this. And you're like, Oh, I see. It's like, this is like that episode of Buffy, the vampire slayer or that issue. The last issue of Grant Morrison's doom patrol comic series. It's uh, that's why I was Mario too. Or Mario too. As it always comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a little caught off guard for a second. Oh, I was like And the final line oh. of the episode <laughs> uh, just when you think things couldn't get more interesting. Thanks, Odo. Because oh, Esri's there and they're like <laughs> TV shit. Shit. That's, that's super nineties sitcom where it's like, uh oh. Yeah, I just I hate like how they always like the, the, that that version of Odo's quips has really yeah. shifted, and like so, when they kind of go back to it, it feels like, oh, haven't we gone past this point? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have, but uh, the apparently show, they don't. The show feels differently. The show feels differently. And then, uh, and then, what do we get, RJ? What, unless you had any thoughts on episode two beyond the? No, that's it. That's it. I was just like, why is Cisco Hercules? And then I don't really like new Dax. I just don't like Dax. Well, the symb- the, and she says symbiont or symbiont or something. She says symbiote really weird. Anyways, 703, trapped in the closet, Garrick style. And this is a, about a two out of four for me as well. Yeah, this, one, this one's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's As fine. opposed to fine question mark. Yeah. Uh, after image. 
uh, we got we got some Quark Bashiring. Yes, because now he now they're like he's like ah Esri's here. Ah, this is my my new opportunity to be weird. Because I never I mean, he, I, he goes it's basically the same. Well, because I think it's really exciting because this is the first time he sees her and he's like oh she's shorter. That's <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay yep. Um, I I did note that Garrick uh, has been making some gains as uh, I think the I think uh, he he, he, yeah. he he looked he looked big. I don't know. That's a that dude's super broad. Like his shoulders, like he, like yeah. That Garrick looks big, man. Andrew he Robinson. Are, 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 at the end of this, RJ, are you going to read uh, Andrew Robinson's book? Is it about DS Nine? It's it, it is because uh, he started writing a diary uh, mm-hmm. about about being Garrick, and then he actually yeah. got it published. He actually was one of the ones he was like, "I'm going to do this." And apparently, like no one else has done that. Like and actually wrote it themselves. I would read it if it was from the point of view of Garrick. I think it is. Ooh. It might okay. be. I hope so. I'll look into it. I'll yeah. look into it. Garrick novel. Let's find is it out. the Garrick the Garrick stories? I, yes. I think there was things about his decisions and why he winds up on the station. A Stitch in Time. That's a good name. Uh, published by in Kelly Armstrong? By Andrew Robinson. The novel oh. originated from a biography of Cardassian Elam Garrick. Elm Garrick in the form of a diary, which was written by Robinson after he landed the recurring role in the series. He would read extracts from it at Star Trek conventions for fans and was heard by novelist David R.G. George III, who mm. suggested he should submit it for publishing. Although it was announced that a sequel would be published in 2001, co-written by fellow actor Alexander Sadig, old Bashir, Ooh. the only follow-up to the novel was Robinson's short story, The Calling, which was published as part of the Prophecy in Change anthology in 2003. Uh, presented as a letter from DS9's resident Cardassian spy and Taylor to Bashir, Garrick recounts his life story and also notes developments on Cardassia after the end of the Dominion War. Hmm. Uh, hey, Jared, if you're interested, the mass market paperback is only going to set you back uh, from 160 to $270. Oh, fuck off. On Amazon. I, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll make take a swing by Echo Books and see if they still got a copy for like two ninety nine. Uh, well, the Kindle is nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I'll be paying no dollars for this. No dollars for Stitching Time? Yeah. Uh, Doesn't seem right. Oh yeah, and then I wrote, "Lol, feel bad, Bashir," because like she gets told if Worf hadn't come along, you Beta Creep would have been the one. I Bashir's predatory with women. It's very clear. He's very intelligent. And very. uh my final note is Psycho Wharf. <laughs> yeah, this episode's just all about the aftermath, I guess, of like people yeah. dealing with Dax being dead and now you got this this new chick, this Ezri, and she's uh filling those shoes and everyone's coming to grips with it. And then uh, Ben Sisko is really pushing to have her stay. Cause you get mm-hmm. this whole thing where like, she happened to be on the ship that was closest to be able to take the trill on. And uh, usually you get a lot of training and she did not yeah. get any. They just threw it in and she doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. That's, that's the twist on it. Mm-hmm. Where usually they're quite competent. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It's, fine yeah not a not a hot start uh to season seven and no it's not for a couple more i would well next episode because i've i'm rj what am i up to mm-hmm. 
I've watched 17 episodes of season seven. Oh, so you're almost done. I have got nine episodes to go. And from the wow. from what I've read, it seems like the the last like ten episodes are all kind of like one big stretch of ah. uh, of of tighter continuity than what we've been getting up to this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Next episode's a it's the Chris Claremont episode. You, you'll uh, yeah, I saw the I saw the title. Uh, Take me out to the hollow deck, I think, or something like that. Yeah, uh, close enough. Hollow sweet. What the hell am I thinking of? Oh, it's the exact same thing. Take me out to the Hollow Suite. You're, oh, you're, you're good. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say it's just called Hollow Suite. I was gonna say yeah. what the hell. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like baseball. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I won't say any more than that. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. I guess we we're will. almost there, Jerry. We're well, you're there. almost there. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be. You'll be on a Voyager by next week. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> clearly (laughs) so i do have i don't have a ton of ds9 for you jared i know you're gonna be disappointed i only watched two episodes what the fuck two and a half i finished i know i know you did i finished and you're on to voyager already (sighs) i know but you gotta put into perspective here i watched jewels and Dream, and then i watched the four our Snyder cut and my friend no. it took me more than a day to watch this thing of course it let did. me just let me just emphasize that for you so do you want me to talk about the Snyder cut or would you like me to uh, talk about well, DS9 let's just get DS9 out of the way okay well and it's like I said it's not as much as you would want but the Snyder cut took out four episodes so I would have had six and you're just, oh, you're just like watching these like you're in like the oh man we well, wait. You, you wait. I know. I know. So yeah. where we left off was seven oh three. Yep. So seven oh four. I put. Uh, There's no crying in the hollow suite. I'm giving this a big fat four out of four stars, baby. Wow. <laughs> really? I thought this episode was wicked. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I, I thought this movie. This this movie. This show. This episode, yeah. it's it's good. Like it's a, it's it's, it's very charming, fun episode. Yep. I'm, I wasn't sure uh, what you were going to, how, what your feelings were going to be on it, but I'm I'm, I'm glad you really liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, who doesn't want to see Worf hit some dingers? I actually thought it was funny that uh, Worf couldn't play baseball because they were really counting on him. Yeah, and, and he's the warrior, but he's, uh, he, yeah, he's he's supposed to be the athlete. And I do continue to enjoy uh, these like offhand comments about Bashir being a genetically enhanced doctor. Uh, it's like you're like they're always mm-hmm. talking about it's like well, in his brain, he's his he's genetically yeah. enhanced in his brain, but we've yet to like really see that be demonstrated in reality like it's any other way yeah like it's so weird i don't get it like was he so like how far how much work was done to get him to this point well i mean especially because in the next episode you see all the other genetically enhanced people and you're just like how is bashir the standout on this that episode oh boy yeah we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) uh but yeah i actually i really like this one because it's like I mean, we all know Cisco is baseball dad, space dad. Uh, and um, I don't know. It was actually like <laughs> this is the kind of one off that I, I actually kind of I, I really enjoy. Like it's such a weird thing. It's like the Vulcans. And it's like the Vulcans. What? <laughs> like what, what a random like like group to pick to have in here. And then uh, I just like the dynamics in here. I really liked Rom. Uh, he's very bad at baseball, Jared. He's well, very bad. Because well, they, they don't, I don't think Ferengi's sport. 
No. But he does save the day. So what's this episode about? This episode is about uh, an old Starfleet rival of Cisco's, uh, mm-hmm. who's also a captain of a... Is it a Vulcan ship specifically? Yes. But it's in the Federation kind of realm, but it's not mm-hmm. Starfleet. But it's like a no, but it's, it's, it's like Captain adjacent. Captain Sonos or something like that. It's a very typical Vulcan name. But like he, like man, being a emotion free Vulcan, he is an asshole. And like, like it's like this is an emotion, is it not? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's kind of a curious thing because like he's like, I want to beat you, Cisco. You won your oh, I, I congratulate you on your winning the uh, oh, uh, medal. I won that medal just a month before for the second time this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just rubbing it in. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I imagine maybe he's not 100% Vulcan. Like, he, you I, know, new Spock is half human. Or wait, well, I mean. OG Spock was half human, too. Yeah. Uh, not My boy. I, not new, I meant um, new Spock is emotionally unstable because of his half human stuff. That was so. like old Spock, too. Well, he didn't. He didn't let it loose too much, though. Ah, pain. So maybe, Continue. maybe it's one of those situations. No, he's a Vulcan. He's just a jerk. He's just a dink. Yeah, he's a big dink. So he challenges Cisco to a baseball game. Baseball. And so Cisco's like, yeah, I mean, we all know Cisco is a big baseball boy, like Sam Sanchez, and uh, he he gets the team together using all the principal actors of DS Nine, who of course are not baseball players they're just people and they're going to be going against vulcans which uh some may recall vulcans are faster and stronger than humans just naturally denser bones yeah spock like fucked people up all the time back in the day we always forget about that it's like oh yeah no it's kind of like uh there was a clip that popped up on youtube for me of when Riker was prosecuting uh, whether or not Data was property or not, and, oh, and, yeah. and when Data just bends the steel bar, <laughs> yeah, Data could fuck people up too. There's always one, right? Like, so Spock could, Data could, Worf to a lesser no, extent. No, Worf sucks, man. Worf always is getting his ass beat. I know. Well, that's that was my whole thing. Remember, I was like, I want to see Worf like actually throttle some dudes, uh, but like Klingons are all talk. They're all talk, dude. Kapla. Uh, they're all talk. I had perfect Klingon mm-hmm. dialect there. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a baseball challenge. There was not enough hot dogs in there, this. There, I there's, think there's, there, there's a training montage. There is, which I liked. Uh, I think there should have been a scene where it's the dugout, where it's a break. If I was filming this episode, Jarrett, there would have been a nice break in the montage where everyone's eating a hot dog and you scan across, and it's like a nice little, nice little break, Jarrett. That's what I would have done personally. Right. So yeah, so it's all about the game and coming together and Cisco's expectations. Fucking Cassie shows up again because goddamn, that character just it just comes and goes as she pleases. It, it Rom's means, wife? No, uh, Cassie, Cisco's. Uh, oh, Cisco's lady. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, she's just around when whenever. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like part of like uh, I think cause she actually probably has like a career outside of Star Trek, and so she has like she was intermittent, and they kind of was like, hey, you can be like a a cargo captain of a ship. And so mm-hmm. you, you're gone a bunch. Yeah. But, I mean, she was also, like, like, because I know she served her time, but, like, I thought, like, was it a reduced sentence? Because I thought she would have been in jail for longer. She did, Way like, back, treason. Yeah, yeah that, was a while, that was a while back, though. You know? 
Okay. Yeah. I just now, thought she got uh, out too soon. What did you think about these schlubby Vulcans? Like, oh. where, where it just looks like they're just slapping wigs on <laughs> to, like, people. I, I actually, I liked that. But I, I kind of laughed because I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, they're so dumpy looking. It's probably, like, also when you're filming this stuff in natural light. Uh, like, uh, out, they're yeah. actually outdoors. Everything looks a bit goofy. But, I mean, it's, it comes to that thing, too, where um, they have to, like, because I, I always remember, like, with the Ferengis, they used to have to put the little uh, headpiece on the back of their uh makeup right to hide the seam and that's why the kardashians have the, that ridiculous hair of theirs uh because they yeah. they're hiding uh seams and uh that... i did, i thought it was just because kardashians liked big mullets well, i mean that maybe that's their style in a sense you yeah. in a sense in a sense yeah no i actually kind of i kind of like the schlubby vulcans so i was like these guys are fun i'm on board with this whatever Whatever. Um, so those guys are cool. And, it's then, a, and, uh, and it ends with a moral victory. It does, which I think is important. I think this is what they needed in this time of war, you know, because there's always there's all the doom and gloom, and it's just like let's get back to uh, let's get back to some good old American baseball. And Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I like that episode. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, and then after that, I have seven oh five uh drama nerds again uh and this is i don't know a low two uh, like it's it's fine but it's not good i think yeah chrysalis is this episode my only note is yeesh because <laughs> there's a yeah. fucking song and dance number there is and, and that's a well, big no from me that's a big matzo ball to just throw on people there um yeah, this thing was like those guys are such nerds, anyways. But uh, mm. the singing thing, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Not so good. the 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 super gene the super mutants, the super geniuses from a few like last season, in the episode that I thought was okay, you were less like you less liked, uh, and I thought that that episode when it first started was going to be this episode, but no, mm-hmm. this episode got that cover because they're they're back, and uh, because they, there's like the mute one that can't talk. Uh, Bashir Simi cures her. Yeah, and then then they start falling in love because Bashir will Which, fall again, in love. He falls in love with anything with a pulse. But that's just fucking like Riker in Star Trek too. It's like it's the same like trope in Star Trek of like, oh you're a vi- you're a you're I'm a man you're a woman, let's do something about it. That, that like that's every Star Trek episode pretty well. Whenever there's like a love story, it's it's just like that, and you're like okay. And for yeah. one up, and this person will never come back. So you already know it's ill-fated. Yeah, I just find like I think Bashir is very predatory, and I know Riker was too. But Riker was openly horny predatory. He just <laughs> he's like he's like I'll have sex with anyone in this room, and you're like, all right, Riker, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, Bashir's sneaky predatory, which oh, I feel like man. is worse. Yeah. So that I mean, so is that it? You only watched these two episodes? I, I watched half of one more, which was shaping up to be a good one. Yeah, tre- uh, treachery. Or yeah. Something. So, I mean, I watched half of it, so I don't know what uh, what you think, but I I thought the half well, that I had seen was good. My, my 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 notes here are basically Damar, alcoholic, and Jeff Combs, unsung hero of the series. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, and, and and by the end, like I'm telling you. Um, uh, here's a spoiler, but not really. 
from episode 17 on, it is like one mad rush to the end. So I would suggest yep. trying to uh, arrange it so that you can try to watch those last 10 episodes in like as much of a weekend as you can before between episodes. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get up to 17 yeah. and then I'll wait until I actually have the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because those are like actually, you know what? Aren't really? Uh, it gets like from this is like the worst episode I think for uh, a a little bit. Uh, there is, is sports a one with Jeffrey Combs. No, so um, from this point for this episode on, uh, I think like the the next episode is okay. I think like there's another one coming. It's like yeah, there's it's it's kind of hit or miss for a little bit. There's mm-hmm. good. There's meh. There's bad. But then yeah, you get to seventeen. And that's some good stuff. And then, and that from, from that point forward, uh, there's a reason why people talk about the show so well because there's like some really good episodes in the last ep- like ten. Well, I mean, I know why people talk about it so well, anyways, because like it's got good stuff. But that last run, though, like you when we when you get there, you'll. I was kind of like, man, that was really good. <laughs> it blew you away, huh? It it, it really feels. Ahead of its time, it, feel, it finally feels like the show people talk about. Mm. People say we're ahead of our time. Hmm? We're too we, ahead. We, yeah, as a podcast community. I see. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I will get there. I'll get there. Hey, RJ. Yes. What you've been creeping on Star Trek? Man, you want to hear? About some motherfucking Star Trek, this baby. This is the home stretch, folks. This is it. So it's like I said, good things happen when I uh, get quarantined. I uh, I put down some serious watching when I'm but, alone in my basement. But you know what they also say? What? All good things. All good things. I mean, that's one of the things that I left behind. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Right. So where we left behind last episode, see that transition, was uh, 705, and uh, that was the Drama Nerds episode. Oh, yeah. So we just bas- briefly talked about that, but now we're on 706, and Jarrett, we have 20 episodes to talk about. Are you ready for this? <laughs> uh, is it 21 episodes? 21, technically. Yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> so, uh, are you ready? Is... Are you Are you ready, fans? <laughs> This is my call for Oliver Granger to skip ahead one hour. Yeah. Uh, and for everyone else, you you are not allowed to skip ahead. If you yeah. haven't been watching with us, you have to listen to this whole thing. But just think, it's it's over, right, RJ? Uh, I'm about five episodes into Voyager oh, now. Oh, fuck. I, you know, I've watched, I think, the first four or five episodes of Voyager as well. Ooh, see? We can just go on forever and ever. <laughs> go on forever. There will always be Trek. There will always be Trek. Uh, I, gotta, I will say... Five into Voyager, I'm already missing uh, DS9, but uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, okay, yeah. we'll slow her down, slow her down. All right, so episode six, what, mm-hmm. give me your give me your, uh, your your review. Okay, now this is the longest to go for me, so I don't really remember what I was talking about, but 706, Goo Pandemic, three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. So this is, yeah. the, uh, what is it, like it's, I have no, it's Treachery, but I don't think that's the full oh, episode Treachery, title. Faith, and the Great River. Yeah, I didn't have enough to write down on that yeah. so uh my first note here is this is yes and uh yeah. damar alcoholic <laughs> which i i think is great it was a great like character feature well because they know, started because they started off slow with it because that's how like because first he's just this like you know uh second to galdicott and mm-hmm. his whole thing was like like he, he he drinks a lot and he's drinking more and more of uh quark and stuff like that and that's what quark's trying to 
get information out of him. It's a horrible disease, alcoholism, Jerry. But I don't know if like I'm not, got I, I think it's later on in the ep, in the series. Like whatever he's drinking, it's like syrupy. It's very, it's a canar. Yeah, canar. Canar. Yeah, it comes. Out, it's like molasses or something. Yeah, I, I, it's fun though. I like seeing canar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Combs, unsung hero of the series. Uh yeah. By the end of this, and like for this this episode especially, but uh, Wei Yun, I think is probably the best Star Trek character. Mm-hmm. so far jeff oh jeff combs is like so incredible he is because he's so earnest about things he like mm-hmm. he he really he really puts it out there which uh i i, I like quite a bit yeah, yeah he is he's awesome well he never had to do any i guess part of the thing though is that he doesn't have to do like the heavy lifting that mm-hmm. other like he doesn't have to he's, he's like he has to jump in and out mm-hmm. and they don't have to like really write whole episodes about what what uh <laughs> What's what, Wayne what, what, Six what, been up to? What, what influences him? What are, what's his background? And you get a little bit of that in this episode. If this is the one I'm thinking of, because this is the one yep. with the clone, the runaway clone. Yeah, it's a uh, Wayne Five and, or six, six with Odo. Yeah, because yeah. the Wayne is um, he is what's it called when you uh, when you leave your your army? Oh, he goes uh, AWOL. Yeah, uh, he's defecting yeah. to. Uh, the alpha quadrant to odo because uh, he's got a secret uh, a horrible secret to tell odo that uh, the rest of the goo people are suffering their own pandemic this yeah, goo pandemic Jared. Yeah, they're turning into the undead the undead and it's it's pretty cool so uh yeah this episode is just way and odo trying to get away from uh, the dominion uh, i think for the most part yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so awol is without the intent of deserting <laughs> Oh, okay. This yeah. guy full on desserts. Yeah, he full on defects. Different. Well, yeah, he's yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and then yeah, dying changelings is introduced here, and yeah, as as this as the last eleven episodes go on, some of that makeup is like pretty pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, I have some things to say about that. That that's actually in earlier episodes. That's what happened to Odo. Yeah. earlier on. Uh, and I, I think one of my reviews, I talk about this again, too. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. I like it. Yeah, because it's the whole idea is that, uh, yeah, the Dominion, the they're following this. But they can't really just blow it up because Odo is a is a founder. And He's a founder. So it's a kind of a – which is like – because, yeah, the – the defecting Wayun contacts mm-hmm. Odo under the guise that he's like a Cardassian informant. Odo goes off by himself to meet him, and it turns out it's Wayun. You get this backdrop. We get kind of an explanation of like, kind of like how the the Wayuns that 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 race uh, view the Vorta, the Vorta, and like kind of like, like the they're cloning. they're like yeah. el- they're like woodland elves that were mm-hmm. that were that they and they have this, this like kind of creation myth how mm-hmm. they saved a changeling. And uh, then the changelings kind of took over the Vorta and made them better. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, isn't that the end goal for all of us? Sure. Yeah. To be taken under the wing of some goo people? Yeah. Yeah, and then in, and then also in the background, Nog is doing some stuff. And uh, no one really pays attention to it. I, I don't even remember that. I know. I'm, I'm reading a, something about Nog. He, he gets... It's oh, oh, the, 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 oh, right, right. oh yeah, the the great material continuum because it's talk, it's about about supply and demand and, yeah. and making. But I'm like, didn't we just see this happen like a couple up? Like it felt like not that long ago, but like with Jake and Nog. I mean, it frequently happens. Jared. And like, this this seemed to be just like a, a what like that part was like sure, but like the main thrust of it was good stuff. 
Yeah, I thought so too. I did. Yeah, good episode. Yep. You uh, ready for another one? I of course. Seven oh seven, Klingon Alzheimer's, uh, and I gave this a, a two out of four. It's not bad. It's okay. But, uh, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Once more unto the breach, which yes. is some uh, Shakespeare, RJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my one line review for this was no planet for old men. Wow. No. Wow. You're hitting the Cormac McCarthy beats all over the place here. That's right. And the Shakespeare. Pretty soon you're going to be quoting Sopranos. <laughs> Sopranos. Sopranos. Some David Foster uh, Wallace. Maybe. Yeah. And you, it's the a tennis match it's that the, goes on forever, Jared. Some, some DeLeo. It's great. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. so. Yeah. This one's about a Klingon and he's getting old and uh, he thinks he's still in war. And then you watch it and you go, okay. And then it ends. Right. Yeah. It's got, I, I like the final beat of the episode. Where it's like yeah. the, the, he goes off on his suicide mission to hold off uh, the Jemadar ships oh. all by himself, and th- yeah. there's like this like great tension to it. Cause it's like, how can he do this? How can he? How is he doing it? You don't see it though. Mm-hmm. And all they know is they have, to, they have to buy enough time so they can be far enough away so the Jemadar ships won't catch up to them. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is kind of the last Klingon episode, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. There's mm, last Klingon one. We have a. Uh... Like there full, is a full drill on, like, episode coming up, but yeah, that full on Klingon yeah. episode. This uh, is until, be the last. until until we get uh, uh, the return of Galron, which Gowron. is like which is all in the like Dominion War home stretch. Yeah, yeah, and that's not even yeah. Galron is there, but he's not um, he's not the main player in those episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This but yeah. This episode's it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's like yeah. it. We, this is the problem, kind of with like the, the next few are okay, and then then there's kind of a. Uh, it feels like it runs out of steam about right in the middle of season seven, and Which then it's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's it's like it's kind of getting there, and you're like, oh, what the hell? And then then it picks up. <laughs> Be, before we run out of steam, though, Jared, we really blow our lid. Oh, if you know what I'm talking about. And in my leg, we really blow our top. Seven oh eight. War is hell. Nog. Four out of four stars, baby. Nice. Yeah. This is my, a good episode. My my notes here. Are, Tuco from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, Tuco's in this. Uh, War is hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Quark. <laughs> oh, the Quark, the Quark scene in this, Jarrett. That could be modern art. That could be one of those NFTs. Uh, I think we're probably talking about the same thing, right? Quark. Yeah. So, uh, so we've had War is Hell, Jake. We've had he's had his taste. This is War is Hell, Nog. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is so good, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I really like... So, Nog, the way he this, screams... So this, this episode is The Siege of AR-558. Yeah. The Siege of AR-558. Uh, we have a, a Federation uh, outpost on, like, a, a Cardassian... Or it's a Cardassian outpost that... Domi- or Domi- over yeah. yeah, Dominion. Dominion. Or, yeah, it's like kind of like the, the, the Federation of kind of... Hell, they've been holding it. They've been holding this, and but this like there's this constant onslaught of Jem'Hadar that show yeah. up invisibly using invisible bombs, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just wearing them down bit by bit. And this is the first episode where I think you really get a taste of what this war looks like on a planet, yeah. like on a ground level, because the whole time it's always ships and stuff like that. This yeah. is the one where you're like, oh, damn, this is like what the conflict is. And you're like, oh, because like fuck, Cisco's about ready to get out of there. 
he's mm-hmm. he's ready to like hey well i dropped off the supplies bye <laughs> and, and, well yeah and there, there's a big show of where it's like of course you're just gonna drop stuff off they're like no one stays they're like we're the only one we're like we're the five five eight we stay here but there's only like 10 of them left that's yeah 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 no it is a you get some good ground level stuff and later there's mention of that too like ground troops on cardassia and stuff like that which is pretty cool yeah but yeah we have our ground troops and then uh nog gets a taste of war and uh gets his leg blown up and and you get the frankie scream which like i actually i i found that like pretty piercing where you're Mm. like watching and then he screams and you're just like what the fuck you're like what just happened uh but then all of the uh like medic tent stuff with quark i think is very nice Mm -hmm. and uh i this is the one this is the one thing i'll good thing i'll say about vic fontaine Mm -hmm. uh it's worth it for this episode okay yeah the the payoff later yeah the payoff later and all that stuff and like even um because i actually like it's super nerdy that they they have like the dean martin frank sinatra guy in here but I think it's really fitting. So, like, when they're playing that music oh, for Bashir, Nog. When Bashir's playing it? When he's playing the music and there's all the fighting going around. And then when the Jem'Hajar tries to get into uh, the tent, we got quick fire Quark in here. And he's kind of, like, on Nog's body. You're just like, god damn. Like, this is art. <laughs> art. Well, yeah, I think one of the great bits, too, is, like, when Quark's uh, talking with Nog, he's like, you think these humans are going to be here for us in the end of it? the end of the once you start taking away their food and their water (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and that's been quark's thing since from the start right he's like he's like at least in ferenginar he's like we have certain things it's like it's like we take care of each other at our prices he's like as soon as you take away i think he even says creature comforts he's Mm -hmm. like and then he goes like food and water he's like then the humans will turn on you yeah the humans humans yeah, this is a this is a good episode, and it really sets up Nog well. Where it's like, man, Nog is a. It was mentioned in that documentary, but like he actually had a pretty a uh, pretty good character uh, tra- trajectory throughout mm-hmm. this series. And then that, and that oh, we'll get to the documentary too. <laughs> oh yeah, well we have to talk about that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, very good episode. Yeah, but episode nine, RJ. Okay, so oh, oh baby, oh baby. I have horny Jim Jones Ducat, and this is a high three out of four, maybe even what? a four out of four. Oh, this is a four yeah. out of four, my buddy, because they they, they speed run Jim Jones. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, this episode is so awesome. But it is co- good. Covenant. Uh, yeah, yeah. My oh god, this episode. I because like I was like, oh, this is kind of goofy. But then it, but then you realize where it's going. You go, oh my god, because <laughs> it's like Galdukas is trying so hard. He's just trying. he just wants to be loved by the Bajorans, Jared. That's I, all he wants. I love uh, what do you call him, Bajoran core. I love I love when he starts rocking the Bajoran look. I like that he's not oh, yeah. wearing the Cardassian military outfit. Uh, he's just yeah. wearing, but he looks so cool. Um, he does. So yeah, yeah. so so this is a Kira. Galducat episode. Uh, she yes, gets she gets uh, sneakily transported away by a, a uh, Vedic that has turned turned heel. He's he's a, a Paul Wrath, Paul Wraith uh, worshiper, and he sends yeah. him off to the, the the new spiritual leader of the Paul Wraiths, uh, off to old Galducat, who's over on um, the other the sister station, Nor, Nor, which is awesome. 
brilliant uh-huh. idea. It's like I love how they start using Enpok Noor in this way, which which they should, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's the cult leader. He's the, he's like he's the, he's he's got all these Bajorans who joined him, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know he's getting this amazing painting of himself painted up because that's what happens to these guys. Those guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, there's like, oh, there's like this couple, and you know, because his because Galdukat wants to win Kira over. Yes, that, that's his whole goal. And he's like, look, all these people believe me. They see it. They see the way. They see that how the the gods, how the the prophets have abandoned them, and mm-hmm. that and I've got the way. And then of course, the one woman, she's pregnant, of course, and she gives birth. And what do you know? She's got uh, she's got Cardassian face. Oh, and it's so and, good. The and reveal the, all the reveal. Baby. And then you're like, and they there's that look of uh oh. And then he he gives a good old professor, my children, good news. <laughs> good news, everyone. The the Pa Wraith have blessed us with the Cardassian child. Yeah, that's right. Seems that's that's what it needs to be. The Cardassians and the, and the Bajorans need to be united. I, I can't believe it. How else could this possibly have happened? Mm-hmm. Lo- love that. Yeah. And then when the uh, when the oh, and then of course oh, she knows too much. I'm gonna put you out the airlock. <laughs> but but fails, and he fails on. That's the one thing I feel like it kind of uh, because that should have been way more horrifying. Because I'm like, how did she survive this? She would have been sucked straight out. But yeah. it could just depressurize and suck the air out rather than her out the port. Because otherwise, there would be no tension with her being mm-hmm. able to still reveal what was going on. And of course, he's like, oh dear, cult. And goes into cult leader 101. Um, yeah. And then it's time to call. And then it's like, well, you know, I just had a new vision from mm-hmm. the, from the from the Pal Rains, and it's, it's time that we uh, suicide our way out of this. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, his isn't real. His poison isn't real. And then it spills. And she's like, hey, drink this. And he's like, I I love this episode. He says, oh, it's not right anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you, Jared. I I I can concede to your four stars. This this is a a great episode. Well, especially if you're uh, if you're on the Ducat train, this mm-hmm. is like probably so the best Ducating there is. He's a very oh. I don't know if you realize RJ. He's a very sexy, sexy <laughs> character. He is a sexy character, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like the build up to all that stuff is really good. And then I, I also, I really like the ending where he gets found out and he rips his earring out and he's like, yeah. fuck you yeah. guys then. And he just screw y'all. <laughs> and he, he just vaporizes away into uh he gets beamed up to his ship that was standing by the whole time. Yeah. Cause, oh, cause great cause, stuff. Cause he knew it was always going to set up to fail. He's always setting up to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ducat's, it, like he it's tragedy his story mm-hmm. but yeah i do i do like that his the only thing he cares about is the constant pursuit of kira and the bajoran people because mm-hmm. it comes up all the time and you're just like man <laughs> gal ducat man is he horny he's got a he thirst can't, he can't help himself nope. so now we have 710 mm-hmm. and uh i wrote sad af uh, and this is another one for me that I'd say is a high three, potentially even a four. I'd say that, yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, PTSD NOG. Yes, episode. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, it's only a paper moon. Damn. So uh, we have Nog, who uh, recently has been given a uh, bio prosthetic leg, uh, but he walks with a cane, even though doctors say, you don't need a cane, Nog. Your mm. bio leg works fine. 
And he, Nog's just like, no, my leg hurts. He's got phantom pains, Jarrett, just like Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> the phantom pain. Yep. And uh, he uh, he's just not doing well, and he needs um, some feder- like Federation-mandated rehab. So uh, he takes up his uh, retreat in the Hollow Suite with your buddy, your friend, Vic Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Our good, close, personal friend. Yeah, our Frank Sinatra look-alike for uh, the DS9 universe. Oh, Oh, uh, so the, this is just a nog heavy episode, but, uh, I liked it. I like, it's, I think it's, like I said, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of a bummer episode, but I mean, I guess war is a bummer and yeah. being a war vet is a bummer. Yeah. My, my notes are nog discovers croning or crooning. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, nog lives with man in Las Vegas hotel room. <laughs> accurate that, and they that, watch that, westerns together yeah they watch westerns and then like i think it's even like where people are just getting shot at and he's i think nog was he was just shot i think to shane because like he just watched shane get shot because it's like you know it's a paramount movie so yep. uh they have access to this and nog watching it and be like what what's going on it's because there's no war on Ferenginar. that's what quark's been telling us they don't fight the way that's, the way that other cultures that, do that's what he's been saying yeah. But yeah, this is just about uh, how Nog got his groove back. Yes, it is. They talk about the searchers too. Yeah, they do. I think. Yeah, Nog liked the searchers more. Maybe the it was the scalping that uh, he was on board with. I do like the uh, this idea that like you know the the life of Vic Fontaine continues on. He's like and he's just living with <laughs> Nog. With Nog, they're, they're, like, they're like roommates. It's like, well, could you get another room in this hotel? <laughs> Nope. No, nah, they they're need to be together. They're gonna be together, and then Vic's like, "Hey, uh, Nog, you gotta, you gotta move on here." See, if it was, if I was writing the opening to season eight, like uh, our boy Ira Bear was trying to do, I would have had Nog and Vic Fontaine just living together. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all it would have been. That's it right. was just roommates. Okay. But yeah, good episode. Mm-hmm. Good episode. And then we have Seven Eleven. <laughs> boring one out of four stars uh my note is farts uh and nope <laughs> yeah this is a horrible horrible episode it's so like okay let's try to get esri let's do an esri episode with esri's yep. family and like no one like cares going ons about mines <laughs> it's like yeah. oh this episode stinks like it, it's mm-hmm it's just it could like, be removed. Oh, but it's so like weird. They're trying to like even justify it as like tying into the continuity of when when Miles went to uh, the Hive World. Which I didn't like. Which was like a whatever episode. It's like yeah. it had a space cat in it. That was the highlight. And then he's like, mm. "I'm gonna follow up on that lead on my own." And you're like, "What? Why does he care? Like, is there nothing else more pressing going on right now than to like, like the oh Dominion War? But let's do an Esri episode, and we'll tie in like so. There's a reason for Esri to go because Miles is going to the planet. And it's the so mining planet, and it's like whatever. Yeah, this episode is poo, a real yeah, th- a real piece of poo. This episode sucks, and I, I find it really upsetting that Ezri outranks uh, Chief O'Brien somehow. Which is like, it's like how how does how has he how? never been ranked up? Is that true? Because he's like, isn't he like? He's a chief, and he's the he, chief engineer he, of the. He's station. only got one star, and she or like one one and a button? half. One and a half, and she has two full buttons. But she was just an instant two. Did she not did anymore? She, did she get upgraded in one season? Oh, you know what I think it was. I think Cisco promotes her so that she Science can stay officer. on to stay on at D- DS Nine, yeah. which is bullshit. Cisco, you shouldn't you you misuse oh, your power like old that. Old man, 
But I guess she's she, she, she's got the knowledge of uh, whatever being a three hundred and fifty nine year old person. It's not enough. It doesn't cut it for me. It doesn't cut it. The history Much of, like dra- of Drax. The history of Drax. Are you gonna get that book now? No. <laughs> I'm not gonna no. get. I'm not gonna get no Dax book. No Dax booking. No. Oh. Make mine Garrick. Uh, I mean, I would actually be interested in that now. Yeah. But yeah, that episode blows. Um, and I wasn't a much fan of the next one either, Jared. What? Uh, seven twelve. Uh, and I had fucking Vic Fontaine <laughs> lesbians. Two out of four stars. What? Emperor's new cloak is good stuff. I wasn't. I I, I got it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't like how they've been using the mirror universe lately. Where just it's just popping up. It's it's too frequent. It's but this one's good because this one's got. Uh... You get you get Garrick, you get Worf, you get all the gang. Uh, I like this and idea Vic that, Fontaine. and Vic Fontaine shows up, and you're like, "But you're a hologram!" And then he just gets shot, and he's dead. And it's I don't know, I I burst out laughing because I'm like, because he shouldn't be there. It makes zero sense. Like this episode was very like goofy, um, and it was like very yeah. This episode is like it takes the absurd. It's the absurdity of the mirror universe. I think taken to a, yeah. like, it, I, th- I think it had a lot of fun with itself rather than being super serious. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, especially compared to the previous Miri episode with uh, Vedic, what's his name, oh, Burrell. Like that, yeah. that that one is like, huh. But it's not even as bad as people would say it is, Like especially compared to a prodigal daughter. No, it's just boring, that Vedic Burrell one. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the last couple of Miri universe things, I just haven't been interested. It's like, ugh. It's like we've kidnapped the Grand Nagus. And I was like, I'd rather just see him. I just bring Wallace Shaw back for uh, just to hang out mm-hmm. a little bit. Do whatever. He seemed like he was down. Well, I'm glad you liked it. The Vic Fontaine thing is pretty funny to me. <laughs> like, it was it was the first thing that happened in the episode, and it was yeah. all I could think about oh, the whole time. Yeah, because well, they, they kill him because it's yeah, it's Quark and Rom uh, yeah. hanging out with uh, uh, evil Ezri, and yep. and then Bashir and uh, Miles because Miles O'Brien goes by his like. Alter his alter ego name too. Like, I think he's got the eye patch. Oh yeah, I can't remember what his name is though. Yeah, like he he's like the hoodlum guy, and but like they're like decent dudes, I guess, just angry. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, it's, it's whole thing is about uh, it's like whatever Admiral Worf or whatever it is or command supreme big, commander, big yeah, all grade and wild eyed and it's all I, I and love his hairs and, loose. and and Garrick's all ski all like super schemy and like very like chancellor like yes well if yes do that no we'll torture them i don't know that was a very hammy fun episode yeah yeah and it's uh it, it didn't do it for me but i'm glad you liked it garrick is good in it he is yeah i like garrick as, as always as always yeah that dude is uh garrick and uh way i think are the the two the two big oh, dogs here i see especially compared to the next episode which i just like oh god another esri episode 713 nice melon uh and this might be a one out of four i had two but it's not very good it's a tube it's a two yeah. uh because it's yeah field of fire yep. murder oh yeah murder mystery piano um shit silence of the lambs mm-hmm. <laughs> like full on like it's like hey let's just do a silence of the lambs riff you guys like you really feel the writer's room <laughs> like where they're like yeah and it's like a, it's like a <laughs> It's a Vulcan who hates emotion. Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's I, like I'm gonna do like a a thing where I'm gonna reach into like my serial killer self 
And it's going to uh-huh. be like, it's totally Silence of the Lambs. And it's like, ah, do it. Fire the gun. And it's, but she even has like the night vision thing going on. Oh, it's such mm-hmm. a uh, trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm aware. And my note is Esri Dax still sucks. Still sucks. Yep. And uh, now that I've had a glimpse into the writer's room of DS9, uh, this episode does not surprise me in the least. No. I bet Ira Bear was all over this thing. <laughs> Brian, all over. Brian, Brian Cranston Haig? What, Brian Cranston? Well, he looks kind of like uh, Heisenberg, right? He's got a the, little bit, but with a purple but, Yeah, with, with, with a purple goatee, as you do. and But Sid Haig and his haggardness. Oh, I gotcha. He's like yeah. he's like a combination of those two yeah. things. Because every time I see that poster of uh, from the documentary, I just think, Heisenberg? Heisenberg? And then you, do it, you say it like that? No. Heisenberg. All right, Jared, you ready for 714? <sighs> yeah, sure. You you don't sound super enthusiastic. My my note here is fine. For uh, Chimera. So I 714, I put environmental buzzkill. Uh, and this is a two out of four. Yeah. Oh, but oh, uh, don't, I didn't mind Don't forget this. Odo sex dust. Yeah, Odo does a sex dust. Uh, and uh, I, I did like... Um, the uh, the t- the new term in here, which was state shifter, where uh, the guy mm-hmm. becomes fire and yeah. then mist. Yeah. So all of a sudden, so my note here was this feels two seasons too late. Yeah. Because it's only like oh no, they just happen to run into another uh, changeling, and he's but he's like a guy who was also a pod that got sent out into the yeah. Alpha Quadrant. It should happen before Dominion War, or like at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a dickhead. He's mm-hmm. he's really anti-solid, because solids really hate changelings. Allegedly. Allegedly, and uh, they meld, and you're like, okay, we've done this before, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Odo, you should hang out. We'll team up. We'll go on changeling adventures, and we're gonna try to find the other changelings. I'm like, is this a manga? Is we're gonna have like a whole tale of them going planet to planet looking for the other changelings? I mean, that's basically, I think, what they were but, trying but to is, do. But is there a plot? Is there a plan to this, though? Like, No, like, they were just going to... Cruise? They're, they're going to go cruising. Yeah, because there's like they're uh, immortal, I think, is what they yeah. think. Because the one... Yeah. He's like, we just do this forever. He's like, we can just be goo together and, you know, make different things out of our goo together. And then uh, we'll just be happy. Yeah. It's kind of what he implies. But what I got from it. Heteronormativity prevails. Right out, Right out the window. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. I thought this episode was okay, but uh, like you said, it's a little too late. I think. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not what I want. It's not what I want. You know what? I know what you want though. (laughs) How about (laughs) how about a Vic Fontaine episode? Uh, Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, It's actually bada bing, bada bang. Ah. Yeah, so uh, 7.15, I put, stop trying to make Davy Crockett a thing. Uh, and then I also put Ocean's 9. Yeah. you get it? Yeah. Uh, and I, I got a 3 out of 4 on this one, because I thought really? this episode was entertaining. Well, yep. I, en- I enjoyed Mike Starr. Yes. Yep. Mike Starr, cool. Mike Starr is always cool when he shows up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes really are just, this is a nah, not for me. Like, I don't want this. Especially. Okay, that's fine. The best has yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Hol- See, this is this Hol- one I thought was stupid and fun. Hollow deck antics, eh? When, Which, yeah. Oh, there's the. I'm not sure who says this, but when do you plan on going back to work? I I, I don't know. At some point, someone says oh, that. Oh, Cisco does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because talking- yeah, they're like carrying on about like this like bullshit. Vic like, yeah, Vic Fontaine's in danger, 
And it's like, uh, it just goes, uh-huh. When do you plan on going back to work? Because <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, then Cisco gets sucked in too. Well, because of his girlfriend who pops up whenever convenient. Cassie. Cassie. Yeah. But definitely like, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like I, I liked that too because they're just like, well, we're really worried about the hologram. He's like, I'm really wor- worried that you're not going to go back to work. <laughs> I think the ship. I think the ship is a concern. We're in a we're in a war. They're like, ah, oh, nah. We gotta save Vic. He's done. He's helped us all out in his own way. We got to pay back the favor to the hologram. <laughs> and Cisco's like, just wipe the entire computer. Who cares? Yeah. Wipe the program. No yeah. problem. Cool. Yeah, we can't. This anyway. one is dumb. This but, is. Uh, what, I got this, some. In- yeah. No. I got some entertainment yeah. out of it. This is some real what have you for me. It's kind of like, yeah, this is nothing. I mean, I just watched the Royale episode of Star of uh, Next Gen. Oh, oh yeah. And that's like kind of this. I always had the same vibe about it. I, it's like, oh, it's Paramount. And they have this like the the sound stage available for like mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And they just oh, let's do Star Trek on like a. It's like the Holodeck episode or a Gangster Planet. Same type of thing for me. We're like. Someone got really obsessed, probably Ira Bear, with like yeah. 60s Vegas. Like, in these, like, I loved it. I love it. I, I mean, that's exactly what happened. And I actually, I've come to appreciate that as a part of the show. I just, uh, Vic Montaigne is uh, just a kind of a spot for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on because we still have a whole lot to talk about, Jared. Well, We're only halfway through. Halfway there. So, uh, episode seven, 16. Yeah, seven sixteen. Uh, I titled this "Leather Daddy," mm-hmm. uh, and I gave this a three out of four because I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, this is a fine episode. Mm-hmm. Inter arma enum silent legis. Wow. Yeah. Say that again. No. Uh, oh, okay. This is fine. I think. Yep. Uh, Bashir Patsy. Uh, yeah, to a point. His super intelligent brain can't help him now. Romulan brain extractor. Is that something that was introduced in TNG? Because I've vaguely felt uh, familiar. I don't remember seeing it, but that, oh, see, that doesn't they, mean I... they used it on us. Oh, are you talking about the men in black, Jared? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the way that the, you know, that SpongeBob gif of like him looking all derpy and they use it when they want you want oh, to make yeah. someone sound stupid. I typed in cuz you have to have lowercase uppercase letters genetically superior. <laughs> it's like every time I... every time they say it it's so like well we wanted to give Bashir an extra like level of character. That's the mm-hmm. old, it's so well you know because of this. I'm like they don't have to do that for any other character. Like they never talk about even like with like shitty old Dax, and, you know, they're never like, well you know Dax you have a 359 year old entity inside years of, of you. experience they, they never they, they don't they don't have to say that every time they they have to with bashir because the thing about bashir is nobody likes him Jarrett. i have some pictures i'll send your way of from that documentary oh yeah but even like in fuck even uh setting it was kind of like i don't know this like i don't know why i was cast to be this ladies man oh i i liked that a lot too where he was just like He's like, I don't really know why they cast me for this. He was supposed to be a sexy but dude. You, you know what I? But I do. I think that I, because I, I, you know, you, you think you daydream a little bit and you go, what would the future of DS9 look like? Would Bashir? Like, I think, I think, like a long-haired, old-bearded Bashir would be pretty good. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think Bashir does get near the back end of this stuff. He is a lot more tolerable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, genetically uh, engineered thing is yeah. a. Uh, 
it's a it's a bit much. But my, uh, my next note here is when did Romulans get all bumpy looking? Like they're all like just just recently. Yeah, they really like they go deep into like making them look ridgier in their foreheads yeah. and stuff like that. It's like I don't remember this being so well, you, heavy-handed. You you should uh you're on season 3 of TNG. You should have yeah, seen well, the well, I have. You should have a lot of Romulan well, stuff. But see, yeah, they change them. Now that I've gone back. I mean, there are they do have yeah. they do use a lot more prosthetics on their faces. Um, mm-hmm. but not to this degree where they kind of look just like, I don't know. So yeah, the whole plot of this store episode is this is kind of like trying to tie up the section 31 story with the agent, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Um, and Bashir's being used, uh, kind of as like a setup guy to achieve the goal. We have the ambassador, amb- uh, call him Admiral Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up and you, you kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty heavily choreographed because the show isn't like that smart <laughs> but like oh. you're like it's you know it's going where it's going you know that like oh, i feel like something's a little off i feel like there's something a little bit off and like it doesn't even make sense at the end of it like what was the intention of this like i don't know at, at the end of the at the end of the, at the end of the episode i'm like what was the point of it like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what their goal was it wasn't clear what the operation was like for the episode itself yeah or inside like the it's episode? inside the story it, the actual story i mean itself. I guess they were just trying to keep the Romulan thing alive, but it seems unnecessary, right. especially like because DS9, it's just like it's never come up. It's like, it, oh, sometimes the Romulans are building like devices on planets and Bajorans are like mad about it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the contention in it. And you're like, I, I don't care. Yeah, it's like if the, if you never mentioned it, I wouldn't even think about it other yep. than like all, all it's like kind of been a Care Bear staring lately because it's like all the old bad guys like as i've been watching tng i'm like oh yeah when like starfleet and romulans are at each other's throats and like war could happen any second and now they're all like pals yeah yeah i think that's all it is is they're trying to uh keep that old flame alive but it it doesn't seem necessary anymore because it's one of those things it's like you've gotten past the point of when uh the romulans were an intimidating threat they're done Mm -hmm. don't we don't need romulans anymore yeah so moved on and after that episode, we're, this is now the the the, the ten the home stretch, the, the ten parter, essentially. Yeah, it, it is a ten parter, and I think this is the unfortunate uh, um, one to start with. Um, yep. Not that it's bad, but I, this is yeah. This episode is a very much a okay, and then I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt the same way because it felt so much like the episode where Worf and Dax are like on Jungle Planet. It, it's exactly the same. So, or like, it, yeah, it's got the exact same feel, like almost as if they have forgotten that they had made that mm-hmm. episode previously. And then they're like, let's do this. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. So I have uh, for 717, Dax sucks, Worf fucks, <laughs> two out of four stars. And then we get the introduction of Daft Punk into the Star Trek universe. Uh, we, we also get a wedding ratings. <laughs> Because that's what you do. Because uh, in the mm. in the late nineties or whatever, speak. it's like, well, we gotta do ra- we gotta do a wedding episode because people tune in for weddings. It's just like in pro wrestling, you gotta do that. So so Cisco and Cassie are gonna get married Cisco. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, we get yeah, Worf and Dax in the jungle. Uh, we get long hair Worf who rules, like when he lets his hair down, mm-hmm. he looks great. And we get uh, which I think is like a pretty interesting thing to pull at the end of a series is you get plastic surgery Ducat. Yes. Uh, and that's how Ducat got his groove back. Um, which I actually, 
It is interesting. Do you think the guy who played Ducat was just like, you know, I'm tired of the makeup? I think it actually is smarter. I think it actually is a really smart thing because because yep. this whole idea that there's this Cardassian who really wants to like be Bajoran, but like mm-hmm. for all the wrong reasons, like yeah, and like as just demonstrated like in uh, the the episode with uh, Quark, Jim Jones, the Quark episode, oh, uh, right. where like you can just change into a different like your body just changes through like you know twenty third or twenty fourth century technology. It's like yeah, he, he's going to be a Bajoran, and so all they have to do is yeah. like hey, it's um, Mark Alamo uh, and. He's just to throw the Bajoran earring and like the little mm-hmm. nose ridge, and we're good to rock and roll. And it works so great because I think that guy is such a good actor. Yeah, he is. He's a uh, he was really good in this, and yeah, it, it's nice to see him just in his own skin. Yeah. And uh, you know, so he was actually uh, in the first episode with the Romulans, season one. He's actually one of the Romulans. I mean, that makes sense. They seem and, to keep uh, people around. Skinny from Unforgiven. He's the other Romulan. I saw that he was in Unforgiven. Yeah. Or no, wait. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. It's like I can't remember yeah. where, though. He, he's the saloon owner who's decorating their place with my friend. Uh, I am. Um... <laughs> See, I got to go back and watch that now, too. Always a good always a good time yeah. to go back and watch Unforgiven. So, yeah, this, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this, like, considering this kicks off the last episode's run, yeah. this is a pretty, like, weak episode. This is the tram to get to the plane, though. Yes. And then the plane takes off. We all go off together, if that and, makes sense. And then that plane is like a wicked-ass rocket ship. It's full speed. Yeah. It's full speed until the end, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not a bad episode coming up. Pretty I don't mu- think. Uh, actually, it, it, it pretty well goes, like, I think my notes go, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, woo. Then, and then, sure. There's a sure episode there. Ooh. That's the Eternal Sunshine episode. Oh, I put the Inception episode. Okay, either one or the other. And then, same idea. And then, yeah. and then, yes, and yay. That's pretty well the trajectory of how okay. this goes. Good, good to know. Same for me. Same for me. So, next we have seven eighteen, and I put Cisco simps three out of four stars. <laughs> this is his turn to uh, simp for the cause. We get down and out Damar, which is so good. Like him looking in the mirror. Oh yeah. Uh, accepting his alcoholism. Well, he's just like, I'm a. Why am I so depressed? Why am I such a? Because at this, this is the, yeah. Because this is starting to set up what's why we had to do that first episode. Right. And it's like this elaborate thing of like, hey, remember those weird looking aliens? The brain. The brain. It's like, the well, there, there's yeah. a there's a reason why they're here, and you're like, oh damn. And Demar's feeling, uh, you know, a little cold shoulder here because the Dominion, they made this new deal with the Breen who turned out like, oh, they're a big threat. You just never realized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I, which I actually thought was a great inclusion there because and this, too, it's just like the Dominion, you know, they uh, they just cozy up to whoever's whoever's warmest. They're looking for opportunity, but I really like the idea that the brain is just like, yeah, we can do some bad shit. We just never have. Yeah, and this like, is some. We will uh, now. We we get some torture episode a little bit off camera yeah. torturing. Mm, just off camera, which I prefer on camera, but you know me. And I do know I like when Dax uh, says Bashir is obviously attractive. <sighs> well, yeah, because it needs to be stated. Because they kept trying to make Bashir a sexy guy, and mm-hmm. but no one was buying it, so they're like, maybe if we start telling people that he is, <laughs> that's how maybe writing. that'll have the effect we want. <laughs> that's how writing works. <laughs> that is how writing works. 
Yeah. And this is the wedding episode. We get the same arc yeah. with like Dax and Worf's wedding where it's like, oh, there something came up. Maybe it won't happen. And she's like, and then well, it does, and then it does the happen. And then because, yeah, because he gets a visit from the prophets who say, you must not get married. It will end horribly. And it'll, and it'll he end goes, in pain. Oh, yeah. Well, I must because sometimes I do this and sometimes I don't. I don't know. Well, he's like jazz music, Jared. He can, he just mm. he flows. He, he talks in talks in incomplete sentences. He does talk in incomplete sentences. I've I've heard he's like, he's an odd man. He's an odd odd man. He he definitely seems it. He seems it. But I gotta say, there's something weird. Like because even so, uh, into Voyager now, even Janeway talks weird, and she's like, why do they cast these people who have like such weird like diction and like di- like the way that they speak, like the cadence? It's like why are they casting these people? <laughs> Because I, I haven't watched a lot of Voyager yet, Jarrett, but uh, Janeway talks weird, too, and I'm like, what's going on? It's weird. Oh, well, we can talk about it. Okay, so yeah. I, I don't even know what the episode 18 was. At this point, I, like, I kind of stopped, like, because they all started blurring. That one I didn't – what is the title of 18? Till Death Do Us Part. There we go. Why would I write that yep. down? Uh, so, yeah, this episode's good. It's just because yep, it's it's you're like, ooh, what's going on with this? Um, Advancing the plot. Yep. It's episode 19 is Strange Bedfellows. Yeah, so this is a Worf slut shames, uh, and I forgot to rate this one. Again, but it's like I, again, but uh, this we're we're everything's good. My one note for this was Klingons talking about front doors, which I found weird, because there's that Klingon. He's like, yeah, I married uh, this late Klingon woman, and uh, she left the front door open, and my trog got out, and I never saw it again. And I was like, this is such a weird like, like it's like this doesn't fit with. The way Klingons are, like front doors and like a dog that ran away. I was like, where is this coming from? It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Trog? But it's something like that, isn't it? That's another thing because Trog's that movie. <laughs> Wait, let me look it up. Klingon, Klingon and pets. Uh, pets. Remember remember when that war pig shows up in Next Generation? And oh, like, that, I, yeah. Yeah, Monster and, Dog. Well, okay, uh, it's called a targ. <laughs> What's well, like a pig though? <laughs> like that, it's like wearing a little suit. Oh, I loved it. I'm like, ah, oh, good boy. Oh. And Galron, yeah. the Galron toy came with a. Uh, it came the, with a targ. The, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It, it was a terrible like rendition of it. It wasn't really painted. It was just like solid plastic color. Yeah. The uh, the first picture that I see for uh, the Klingon dog here is so good. It's just the one from TNG. Yeah, but uh, I'll see if I can uh, send it your well, way. Well, it's, because... it's it's a boar, right? Yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's Aww. just like it's like a wild boar kind of. Thing. I'm just looking at people's like <laughs> costumes they've made for their own with their with pigs. their pets. Yeah, yeah, I can get down on that. Oh yeah, then there's like okay. then there's another one. It's like a rat. It's like a Klingon rat monster. Do you think that's uh? What are they always talking about? Voles. You think it's no, a vole? No, it's not a vole. They've kind of dropped the vole. They, uh, it was a plot beat that they've really kind of abandoned. Yeah. Now, for for whatever reason, I think I think for uh, it's not a priority. <laughs> no. Okay. And it, it shouldn't have been. So, strange bedfellows. This is where you get Vedic Kai. Uh, yeah. She shows up and she Vedic Kai is that that she's she lives up to her rep. Kai win. Yeah. Yeah, she's all she's in there, man. She's doing the good stuff, doing the real yeah, good there, stuff. There it is, giving them good, good pets. Good, good pets. pets. I just sent Jarrett the picture of the targ. 
And so, yeah, so this is sets up where um, Ducat arrives, and no one seems to recognize this voice um, of, mm-hmm. of, of the, uh, you know, former dictator of... The, of, the leader of all of, of Cardassia. Of, of the occupation. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, this is great. And he's saying it's all these sweet nothings. He seduces her. Uh, and he, he does a good job at it, too. Oh, he he, he gets he, her. He wins her over. And they, they mm-hmm. lay around in bed, I think, till the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Damar, baby face turn. Yeah, he because uh, this he, is the episode because after so after uh, Dax and Worf are kidnapped and they're going to get executed, Tamar um, mm. goes like, "Fuck, fuck you, fuck the Dominion shit, fuck you assholes! I'm going to shoot these Hadar guys and let them go." Because mm-hmm. I'm enough of this crap. Cardassians, yeah, oh yeah, cool. The thing, the thing that instigates this is because like this planet of Cardassians got completely like wiped out by Klingons yeah. because they're like, "Well, we'll let that we'll let that planet fall." He's like, what yeah. do you mean? Why wasn't I informed of it? He's like, well, the brain thought it was a good idea. Oh, I love Wayun in the brain. They're like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it is a, it was a great uh, point to make it so that we can't understand the brain, like, and to m- draw attention to that, too. Mm. And it's just like, oh, you're, it's like, you you must have the problem if you can't understand the brain. It was right. good. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, then episode 20, The Changing Face of Evil. And this episode opens up with the fucking feds getting fucked up. It certainly does. I, uh, for some reason, I just called this episode Hocus Pocus, and then I gave it three out of four stars. Oh, because the it's the blood at the end. Because uh, uh, Vedic's uh, dude says, "This is evil. You're looking at the ancient books of evil, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I got killed, and then blood." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, the blood's gonna thing that reveals the invisible ink on the page because Hocus Pocus." Mm-hmm. But it's there good. You go. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is, this episode opens up with all of a sudden it's like a cold open, and then you're like, "Oh hey, the Breen like attacked Earth, which doesn't happen." And no, no one, and they blew the shit out of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, the yeah Starfleet command got rocked, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. it, it, "This should have been like a bigger thing in some ways, but this is TV." And you're mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, that never happens. That's never happened." Like it got close. The Borg cube almost got to Earth, and then it was, but, but they defended it. And yeah. uh, here it's like, "Oh, the Breen just walked right in because nobody knew it was coming." And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's like, like man, they're they're going big and bold here. Yeah, no, it's a uh, that's a good point too. Though is it's not something that has happened ever because you're right. Like the Borg, they they didn't even get there. Not even in first contact, they yeah. they still couldn't get to Earth. Like not not really. They they saw the hole and they exploited it. Yeah. See, I like the brain. Do they ever come back? Probably not. Hey. Well, see, well, we t- I mean, this is like a big picture thing, I guess, in yeah. terms of Star Trek. But like after. So DS9, I feel like, is the last piece of, other than the Star the, the, the TNG movies, they don't really proceed much past the, like, so when they do Abrams movie, you see yeah. Vulcan blow up or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like that, like, that's as far as we go into the timeline of mm-hmm. Starfleet. And beyond that. It's like non-canon. We don't know what go. We don't know what happens. We know well, all the other series went back pre-Enterprise. Right? Every, everything's been pre. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Enterprise, Discovery, uh, the Pike Show. Like they're all in the past. Yeah. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. go forward, which is really frustrating because that was always a really, uh, I guess, exciting thing about Next Generation at the time. It was like, oh, it's a hundred years in the future. Cool. Yeah. 
And it's then, actually moving ahead. And, and I mean, the DS9 innovation was, oh, we're going to like do a show that's set in one location, set in this world, uh, and like mm-hmm. and do like what what it would be like living in like Federation space, or like trying to convince a uh, you know a country slash you know planet to join the Federation. Yeah. In a, in a post-Borg world mm-hmm. as well. And like, yeah, and then Voyager doesn't count because Voyagers, t- they were taken out of me- the timeline anyways. Well, they, just, not... they, they, they just, yeah, they get thrown into the uh, the, the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. And I mean, so like what they do doesn't really matter. Yeah. Not like, not that yeah. I can, it's just, not, yeah. not yet. I mean, they got to do like, they go to go down like, hey, spaceship adventures every week. Yeah. But that's it. With, with yeah. Tom Paris. So uh, <laughs> that guy sucks. I know, right? Uh, yeah, his name's and, Duncan or something. Ensign Kim. <laughs> oh, Harry Kim. Yeah, uh, I have opinions, but we'll get uh, there. Yeah. Um, so episode twenty-one. When it rains. Uh, so when it rains, I have seven twenty-one crazy eyes two times because there's two people with crazy eyes in this episode, and this is another three out of four stars because and, it and is bl- a good episode. And blind Ducat. Oh, yeah, Ducat goes blind because uh, he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. That's what they used to tell little boys, right, Jared? Don't mm-hmm. do not do stuff you shouldn't yeah. do or else you go blind. Yeah, and uh, we get more things about the bad fed, uh, which is the, where they find out, oh, the it was Section 31 that poisoned the changelings. Oh, right. A little bit of, uh, you know, uh, biological warfare. See, and this is where Cisco should be all over this because he he loves uh, bioterrorism. And this episode is where uh, Kira gets sent off to assist the Cardassian resistance because that's the other thing that happens, I think, in the previous episode is Damar is now like the leader of the resistance. Yeah, and he's starting his own Cardassian uh, like guerrilla resistance and they need a trained revolutionary Mm -hmm. uh, which in the documentary they uh, frequently talk about Kira the terrorist which I feel like is the wrong word choice to describe her. Well, freedom fighter, terrorist it would have been different. I don't know if they they let us put it on the air like that now. It's like, well, yeah, maybe if you handled it yeah. different so this like is, more delicately yeah so this episode is kind of like where everyone's gets dispersed everyone's kind of getting broken right. off into their own like storyline which actually mm-hmm. winds up working out pretty well mm-hmm. it does yeah yeah because they all kind of get split into where they need to be and it, it, it actually it's good because uh it doesn't feel like anyone was cleaved off and isn't needed they're all doing their like kira's story is good with uh mm. the cardassians and then uh what else do we have well yeah, this yeah. was just there. um is that so? You have Cisco, who is uh, oh yeah. So Kira and Garrick go off to join right. Damar with the resistance. Which, yeah, and Bashir is on. Uh, he's on the case to figure out what's going on with Odo and how to reverse it. And Odo is also with Kira, and he's hiding how sick he actually is. Yeah, which is the next episode. I which can is talk. the next episode. Yeah. And yeah. then I think those are the main things. And then eventually, yeah. And then you get Bashir and Miles teaming up. Right. On, and that's on... two episodes away. Yeah, that's two episodes yeah. away. So they all they all get set up. And it's kind of like you said, these 10 episodes are basically one thing. Yeah. It's just they all kind and, of split. And Gowron shows up to take yeah. over from Martok. He's like, I'm going to run things better. <laughs> yeah. Man, Gowron, you should get a Gowron tattoo. A tat? Just the eyes right mm-hmm. under your chin. Just the two eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah, someone else has crazy eyes in this episode too, though. Uh, I can't remember who it is because I put crazy eyes two times. Might have been Ducat because he goes blind. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, another good episode. Okay, episode 22. 22. Dry Odo is back, baby. Tracking into the wind. Yeah, so uh, like this, so- is, this is like zombie Odo. This is zombie Odo. So in one of the first season one or two, when he doesn't go back to his goo form before he knows what he is, he goes into like this dry zombie kind of Odo stuff oh, too, which that. is not tracking, tacking into the wind. Tacking into the wind. That's it. That makes someone way more on the sense. internet would have really, really let you have it if you had uh, not corrected Awful, yourself. Full blast. So what happens in this one, Jarrett? Um, we we get sick Odo, who's because they got because mm-hmm. uh, the resistance got pinned down all mm-hmm. of a sudden, and um, he's trying to conceal this. Garrick's there. That's just the kind of the main thrust of it. But the big thing is Gowron is like just fucking shit up because he sucks. He's stupid. He has no military mind. And he's just trying to make Matt. Um, Martok look bad because in Klingonese, when you're successful at fighting, it makes you look good and you can politic back in. Mm-hmm. And this climaxes into probably like the the best the the best moment of uh, Worf's life. The the only time in two two series has Worf ever lived up to his reputation. Yeah, I of, think of beating ass, of but because you never you never see him do it. But here. No, he and, and, he, and he kind of does around. it, and he kind of does get tossed around here too, because he yeah. gets he gets thrown through the fucking glass, and then Gowron's standing over top of him, but because Gowron sucks, he gets, yeah. gets fucking gutted, and then mm-hmm. Gowron's dead, and it's like Worf just killed Gowron, the the president of Klingonia, and uh, now Worf is the the leader of the Empire for like a minute, a minute. Until he he uh, res- uh, concedes it, but yeah, that's the thing about Worf and Klingons in general. They're all talk. They get they get pumped up a lot, but you never get to see them do anything like real. Oh, They're just there. In this episode, it's got the um, where the oh, like the, there's an offense attempted, but the Breen can like fuck you right back up real bad because this is right. the episode. Because once the episode where the Defiant gets blown up. Uh, could have been this one. It might have been this one. Oh, yeah. At some point, yeah. It, it, somewhere here, the 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 find goes boom, and you're like, God damn! And they have the escape pods, and then he's like, mm, then I think it's like uh, Wayne's like, oh, let them live, and so they will spread the word of how evil and powerful we are. And you're like, oh, don't do that. Blow them up. Mm-hmm. Blow them up a little bit. It's it's the number one mistake they've everyone has always made. Everyone makes that. Well, it's it's TV, baby. Yeah, you gotta blow them up. But yeah, this is a this is a good one too. They're all good from here on, except for maybe the next one. Well, the next one's fine. Extreme measures. Yeah. So seven uh, twenty two uh, three seven twenty three. Yeah. yeah. So you said uh, Eternal Sunshine. I said Inception. Um, but the one thing also is I put Cisco says what? And the I don't. Did you notice how Cisco reads the line here? They say something to him, and he goes, what? I think, yeah. And he, he says it like that, too. He's like, what? I can't even, what? I can't even copy or, it. It's so like, strange. What? What? <laughs> it, <laughs> there's so much, like, um, it's very, like, subdued, but there's so much packed into It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, this so episode, strange. So this episode is all about breaking into Section 31 guy's head. 
Yeah. And because, this is to stop genocide. Stop genocide because they have to find the cure for Odo to save Odo because he's going to die. And so yeah. uh, Bashir and Miles O'Brien, they go inside of Section 31 guy's head because they lay out this plot. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. It's a pretty good it's, idea. It's, it's a, not it's, bad. It's an O'Brien scheme where it's like, hey, you know these like holodeck plans and stuff like that when we're doing these like ideas. It's like, why don't we do this for real and say, we did find the cure and we'll send a message to Starfleet because Starfleet's yeah. all being weird about this and they're going to, the Section 31 guy's going to know all about it. He's just going to show up and when he shows up, we snatch him up and then we get it from him that way. We beat it out of him. <laughs> Which, it's a good plan. It's a good plan. And, and uh, the... Of course, he suicide pills it. Yeah. And then he's dead, and then they have to go into his brain, into his dead brain, or his di- could, di- dying brain, dying brain, which could have had the potential to be super spooky, which I think they missed out on, because it's kind of like uh, since now that you're watching TNG, eventually you'll get to the Data Dream episodes where he has his nightmares, which is like, oh, so good. I think this could have been like that, but they uh, oh. they just missed it. They didn't they didn't buy into it enough. Agent Sloan. Is, Agent uh, Sloan. Yeah, I just know him as uh, the the bad guy from The Mist. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else is this guy in? What's this guy's name again? Richard Atwood oh, or something uh, like that. William Sadler. Will, uh, William Sadler. Yeah. He's a good dude. He he was good for the role. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Richard Atler. Haywood from Shawshank. Remember what he did in Shawshank? Mm, one of the, one of the dudes. He was one of them. So yeah, this is a it's a it's an okay episode. I thought, you know, in yeah. the middle of all this stuff, it's kind of like it's a bit jarred in there. But uh, if it if it came at a different time, I think it would have been good. So, anyways, do you have anything else to say about that, that, that one? That's about it. It's just like it's such a slowdown of an episode. But I mean, it's all about getting Odo okayed, and it does play into the end as well. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, so then 724, I have William Wallace Cardassia, uh, and that's a three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this yeah. is the, the Dogs of War. Dogs of War. We also And we get uh, Rom, Grand Nagus, which is like, you, I saw, I felt it was very uh, telegraphed. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had completely forgotten that that even happened yeah. until but you brought that up. It's pretty well like the closure to the, 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 the Ferengi arc. Uh, like how, because it's kind of really interesting when you see the very first episode of the Ferengis appearing there's this whole speech about like one day the Ferengis will be better mm-hmm. and this and that's what DS9 becomes is like that's like one of the arcs of like how the Ferengis like arguably become a better species because they, mm-hmm. they open up uh, and maybe become not as uh, uh, vile just pure capitalists. <laughs> well, now they women are allowed to wear clothes and get jobs and, so. and, have, and, have, and be part of the economy and in society yep. in general. And uh, yep. and, and now you have the, and you have Rom, who is like the nicest guy around. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of—it's basically the end of Quark. And I, I feel like Quark gets uh, shortchanged on this. He doesn't really have a conclusion to his story. Uh, I have a note here: snogging. Did someone say sn- Oh, between the Nagus and Moogie? Yeah, well, there's a lot, well, there's like, I think... and then like Quark's got his lady that sh- she was like all into him. Oh yeah, yeah. Quark does some. Uh, it's always <laughs> gross to see him hitting on ladies. Harassment. <laughs> yeah, harassment is right. Oh yeah. So yeah, the other thing that's been going on is so Kira, Damar, and Garrick. They're like in a basement. And on Cardassia, they're at, they're With at Garrick's, Garrick's mom. Garrick's not his mom, his housekeeper. 
the her- his housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah, the, the family housekeeper or whatever. It's been keeping the house yep. the whole time. Uh, they're hiding out there in the basement. Uh, they're they're waiting. They're trying to hide from detection. Damar is becoming sort of this like cult figure, mm-hmm. the, the hero to the people, and they can't do anything about it. And th- th- yeah. Which is, I, I actually, I really liked that kind of side plot. Mm-hmm. Like the Damar, Kira, mm-hmm. and Garrick stuff. It's really good. And it has yep. a great payoff in the oh, next yeah. episode. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I have these as two separate episodes, but we could probably talk about it as one. It's pretty well one, because it's like, what? It's like it's definitely like longer than even two episodes, it seems. Like there's, it, so, yeah. there's so much that goes down in this. Yeah. So the big thing is, so Cisco and the Federation... They're, they're, this is it. They, they've like managed to like get into a. Like they got their asses pushed back by the Breen, but mm-hmm. things are going down where there's a positioning. I can't remember what the what's going down where they can now make a big push, and it happens in the first half of this episode. Part of it was because so part of it is because Cardassia turned, so that opened up a hole. Yeah, and then they. Um, the other part is that the founders are all dying, so that mm-hmm. like is a part of it too. And they're they're pushed back to Cardassia Prime, yeah. and that's becomes and their, then their they ba- circle the super them. base. Yeah, and then yeah. another idea is like we're like well, there's this debate whether or not they well we could just let them Go we could, we, the we, we could rest up and try to like yeah. uh like but it's like they're just going to start rebuilding again. Oh, the other part of it is that Mortok or was it Martok takes over the Klingon Empire, yeah. so they have better Klingon strategy now as well. Even though he was doing it before, but yeah. so they have him there. The Romulans are still on board. They uh, and then Cardassia leaves. So that all of those things, I think, is what opened it up for them to kind of take over. There was one other big thing, though, like one more thing that they lost or something. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, kind of a skimming what the big yeah the dominion breen cardassians versus the federation klingon romulan fleets uh okay cutting out the communication between fleet it's just, talk i'm just i'm because it's like okay, you know, it's been so, like three weeks since i watched all this so yeah so i did have two separate things because i i watched them as two parters but for 725 i put they straight murked grandma uh, and then I put five out of four stars oh, for and... seven for seven twenty five. See, what was that again? I said because uh, I, I I watched it as two, so I, I'll give you my rundown as two episodes. But seven twenty five, I put they straight murked grandma, yeah. and then I gave it five out of four stars. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Because okay, they yeah. they stab her or something, and they throw her down all the stairs mm-hmm. right over Garrick, and I was just like, oh my god, they're they're, they're the Z Germans, RJ. <sighs> I know, but still, I was still a little taken aback by it. Uh, oh, Three we also, but yeah, five yeah. out of four. Uh, so yeah, this is also we also we get the return of Gal Dukat because he got blinded and got sent out into the streets. Like until your vision comes back, you can't come back to me. So he gets mm-hmm. put on hold for three episodes, but he's back, and uh, he's back, baby. and that's like kind of like the the back burner of like there's the Kardashian battle, then there's like the the other the the small battle that's like sets itself up and we'll talk about that i think but yeah you get the invasion of cardassia which is awesome you get the damar uh kira garrick final like i don't know charge on the base mm-hmm. uh with like the you know de- certain death looking upon them as they yeah. decide as they're attempting to uh push in and 
once the Cardassians shoot, what happens is there's the big star battle, and like everyone's mm-hmm. getting fucked. Like the the Federation is getting destroyed, and they went in knowing it. Like this is like D Day. Like they're like we're gonna lose mm-hmm. a lot of people, but we need to do this right now because more people will die in the long term if we could do this right now and end this today. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like makes total sense. They charge in. They're getting destroyed left and right. It seems pretty grim. And then the Cardassian mm-hmm. the Cardassians turn, and uh, they decide to start bla- uh, bla- blowing them away, pushing them back. Because that's what the big thing. And then mm-hmm. they, then the Dominion falls back and consolidating. And then once uh, the the changeling, the 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 boss lady, mm-hmm. when she finds out what's going on, she gives an order. RJ, <laughs> she's what's a, her order to exterminate the Cardassians? <laughs> yes, she does, and she says, "You know what." Fuck these all, people. All of them. They kill them all. all. All of them. It's like, what? It's like, what's going on right now? It's like, you know, go send everybody out. Kill them all. I want them all dead. Like, just kill start killing, murder, kill them. I don't give a shit. Because she's rotting, decaying rapidly. And she's like, yeah. oh, fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to make this, like, I'm going to make them fight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call for, like, uh, an end to this. Like, I want the start, I want the feds to, like, eat every single death. I want them to fight for it because I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, and, and her point, too, is she's just like, you know what? She's like, the Jem'Hadar will fight until we tell them to stop. Yeah, so until, we all until die, the drugs run out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they will fight forever. So it's like, send them down mm-hmm. and exterminate the Cardassians because yeah. nobody cares about them. They suck. That's right. And then you go, holy shit. Yeah, because <laughs> how many? How many die, RJ? <laughs> all of them? 800 million. 800 million which yeah. uh did they say how many of the uh and, how many are left no they didn't mention that part and just and counting because that wasn't the final tally that was just like within hours of like when they actually do finally stop the killing because mm-hmm. yeah you get uh damar's big death which I, I i loved it i thought like like he's yeah. like he turns like and that actually i think he, the actor in the documentary he comes off as a pretty cool dude yeah and i think he the biggest thing for him too he was kind of just like He's like, Damar was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I was just doing it. And then I became, he's like, and then it actually became a big thing. And he was just like, I was just trying to, just trying to be Damar, you know? And uh, I think Damar has a good storyline too in this last 10 episodes. You're like, yeah. Yep. You're rooting for him a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, very good. And then, okay, so I do have uh, notes on the last episode. Okay. Because this is, this is basically where that halfway point is. Uh, so 726, I put King Simp, Christ, Jesus, eight out of four stars. <laughs> eight? Were, Holy were, shit, boy. There were two separate parts of this episode, Jarrett, where I sat up and I made aud- audible gasps <laughs> out loud to myself. <laughs> Uh, one oh, of yeah. them was the spawn uh segment with oh, cisco yeah and Ducat. yeah i i sat up and I, I i actually laughed out loud which isn't <laughs> something i do very often like especially not when i'm alone what, what, but i sat up and what, i went holy what, 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 shit what, what, what do you think of cisco's solution uh, well, just, just a fucking body check <laughs> it's like that's it it's like huh yeah. yeah that did it and it's like you hey and then the prophets go hey you did what you're supposed to do <laughs> like, and he goes, oh, I know. Oh, and he I, says, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> so the next day, because uh, I watched this late at night, and then next day I was talking to Andrea. And I was like, I finished DS9. And she's like, oh, yeah, what happened? And I was like, Cisco turned out to be actual Jesus. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, he was Jesus. He was. Well, He, see, he brought it all together. So this is the thing, right? At the 
like because that speech that Ducat gives. So yes. just, so Vedic gets burnt alive, which yep. is rad. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, she's like, she, everything she did, she made the, she made the wrong move every single step of the every way, time. but she played her role yes. because it was all about going to the, to the fire caves the and like let them up. But then there's like that speech he gives and you start realizing like, wait, 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 like you can start like thinking back to this. It's like, are the Paul Wraiths Satan? Well, I mean, like so it, the pa- it, it, if the you think about like the segment of the wormhole aliens, right? But, and they're the ones who got prisoned, but the wormhole aliens are okay. still alive. So if, if you if you want to think about this in terms of like uh, a th- if you want to think about like in terms of like an atheist view of Star Trek, because like okay. the whole idea of like making Cisco as a prophet, right? They call him a prophet, and the they, prophet. they and they send like energy things, like aliens. The wormhole aliens send beings to like create Cisco um, to like do this one thing and because the reason why is the power race like when ducat's like supercharged and mm-hmm. he's like talking about i'm gonna set the galaxy on fire and you go whoa wait like like what could he do that because it's like if this is the fire caves if this is what hell is if this is mm-hmm. the vision that maybe uh you know the prophets have been sending to people on earth all this time trying to get the federation to bajor for this moment to deliver Cisco to this moment. Is this like the mm-hmm. entire purpose of like, of like, have they have like, these, have they I been mean, sending? I, guess. They, I was just wondering about this. Cause like that speech is really curious. I'm like, is he being just like, yeah. very like, is this being poetic or is this like, he's like, no, he is actually like the destroyer of worlds. Like he was like dark side or, you know, Thanos for like a moment. And uh, it's like, Oh, you had to kill him. And he did. And it's yep. like, and, and he, he's the only one that can be there. Cause at the time there's like a big final, like, Hey, we're having a party with Vix. Cause he's, it's, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think so. That was what I got from it was that that was what was set up to begin the whole time yeah. or the whole, the yeah. whole way. It's hard to say though. Like from, from my, from my viewpoint, I was like, Oh, they made Cisco like, like Jesus, I was like, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. And then we have the Spawn segment, which I think is pretty spectacular. Uh, or AKA uh, Freddy. The yeah, the Freddy meets Spawn, and then they go into the flames. And I, I thought that was amazing. Uh, and I do love that you go from a uh, plastic surgery Ducat to uh, real Ducat by the end, where you get you get to enjoy some Cardassian action when he gets restored after he gets mm-hmm. blasted. I thought that was a great touch. Yeah, that is uh, super cool as well. Uh, so you have that. Um, and then, like, the story finishes off, and then, but before we get there, where is the montage? Is that right at the end? The way you look tonight montage? Or is that, like, before the That's actual before, end? That's before, because they have that big montage in the club with the song. Yeah, and, okay. And then, like, and then... Uh, but I don't know if that's the montage. You're t- oh yeah, I'm not sure if that's when the montage because there's the yeah, whole I, scene where like they're singing, the and that's when Cisco gets the vision of like oh, I have to go now. Oh, okay, and, and he goes and takes yeah. he, he takes a shuttle and he goes off, and they're like, hey, where'd he go? And you're like, oh yeah, he went to take care of something. Uh, yep. And then they get the vision, and then yeah, you get the montage of like where they have to like they can't use uh, Jedzia because they'd have to pay her money to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's the one thing I'm like, oh yeah, Worf wouldn't think about that <laughs> like one bit. I met my wife and she died, but she won't make it into my flashback. My, because my of, flashback because of unions <laughs> and the paying people. It, yeah, which I thought was really funny. And so like the the 
inclusion of the montage too like so i liked it with the song the way you look tonight i was like this is very fitting based on like everything else they've done in the show uh but i i really thought i actually thought it was really good that uh they had the bashir and miles it was like a romance montage Mm. where it's just like them being in love with each other which i thought i thought was super funny uh and then also when they have quirks montage it's like a it's like a blooper reel it's just scenes of him being like embarrassed and i was just like man quirk is really getting the fucking short stick on the the end of ds9 here they're just making fun of him Mm -hmm. but you know whatever well because i think like probably ultimately his like arc like he kind of wound up exactly where he was and that's like despite his heroicism uh at moments uh he at the end of the day he's, he's the bartender Right. He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is just, yeah. But so, yeah, you have the montage and then, uh, yeah, Cisco does his thing. And then you get a um, Harry Potter-esque, like, uh, moment of Cisco and the, like, talking to Cassidy and stuff like that. And uh, then they go back to the station and you see everyone get set up for uh, the rest of their lives, Jared. Well, and you get, you get Odo and his tuxedo. Odo in a tuxedo, which was uh, very good. Did you no. did you squirt out a little tear at the the end of there or what? I did not, but I thought it was like that's really cool. That's nice. Like it, it yep. ties up things in a pretty good little way. With Kling- yep. with Worf being an ambassador for the Federation to the Klingon Empire, O'Brien's gonna go teach at Starfleet and go you know do nothing. I guess. Yep. Um, and then yeah, Kira Worf becomes Kira, a general. Kira's the station commander. And yep. uh, and Cisco's son Jake is just going to hang out and wait for his dad. <laughs> Be like, uh, what about me? Which is like easily, I think, one of the saddest things in Star Trek in in the in the franchise. Just Jake looking out the window at the wormhole. Yeah. And like, I think that's just how you got to leave it. No. Nope. Cisco never comes back, and Jake is just yearning for him forever. It really makes that one episode where Jake is an old man. Uh, have a little bit more weight. I probably should have oh, go back and, and check I, that out. I have but... to say, so yeah, Wayun dies. R.I.P. He's done. No, and there's and he was the oh, last clone. And but... they say that was our last Wayun. Yep, and that's it. And then I love the signing of the treaty too. I thought that stuff was like so well oh. done. Like that was like mm-hmm. man, like what's what closure? This is <laughs> uh, a lot of TV shows wish they'd have like a, a closer like this. Yeah, no, it uh, they wrap it up pretty nicely. I think mm-hmm. they really do. But I don't know what else. Uh, what else, what else is, is there to say? To say? I don't know. Uh, I think the that last ten episodes of the Dominion War are like pretty much best Star Trek. I yes. think like without like it's, just, it's hard to compare, right? Because what there's no other there's no comparison. So yeah, that multi episode thing, which really you know, in that documentary we'll talk about here quickly, yeah. maybe uh, they say yeah, that's what made us lose viewers though too, is because everything like we started doing these multi parters all the time and like telling long term stories, and it's like ah, the fans they're not ready for it. But it's like when you watch TV back then, like if you didn't tape an episode, it was just gone, and you'd have to wait for reruns all the time. And watching TV like that was difficult. But, I mean, Star Trek fans were committed people, but you need yep. more than Star Trek fans because you look at the movies. Those movies those movies didn't make a lot of money. They, they, yeah. were, uh, they were not performing top-notch like uh, nowadays, I guess, with the, the Abrams action movie stuff. But Right, which, I mean, I feel like has already ran its course Star, too, right? Yeah, Star Trek for fascism. <laughs> you know, yeah. The... But I actually, so, like, now that it's done, I think, like, 
if you're going to do this, the only correct way to do this is actually to do original series and then TNG and then DS9 because I think you need that buildup of like original series just because it's wicked. TNG because you do get like you start to build up on some of these things and I do think you have a a lot of like original series stuff in there too and then I I think to get ready for DS9 I think you do need those other ones too I I will say that you know I'm kind of like half watching TNG for the most part because I've seen all these episodes like several times and like the last time I tried watching it when I was using my full attention on it I found it really tough because like television has developed I remember you saying that but watching it now like after coming off of DS9 and going back to it and kind of being a little bit more interested in like not fully like watching mm-hmm. some of the, the, the cheaper production values at times though, man, the, oh, the one thing, so the, in the next generation stuff that's on Netflix, they've, yeah. it's all the upgraded effects and they look mm. really good. They, they, it's, okay. it's actually great. I really didn't like the ones that are in original series because it doesn't match whatsoever. It doesn't match up. But yeah. and the one thing that stinks about DS Nine is that it looks old, like the print of it. Like they, they're not going to restore it like they did with uh, Next Generation. They spent a fortune restoring Next Generation because they shot those on film and they mm-hmm. did tons of work to do it, and it looks really great. Uh, DS9, they're not going to put that money into that show. But like yeah. they, then they do like that toss-off like action sequence of mm-hmm. in like where they basically recreate um uh the one battle from the Dominion War. Uh like we're oh, one of the one of the big battles in, yeah. in the episode, and it looks awesome. Like I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I, I I want them to redo all those scenes like really bad. They should. Because they look so much better than mm-hmm. they than they do uh, as broadcast and like improve on it and be like yeah the space battles would look great and it would just have more drama to it when those ships explode it looks like it i guess it's i think it's totally yeah. it's cheap to do it now too and like it's not like there's not passionate people who would like work on star trek restoration stuff and mm-hmm. figure it out you could do it could, yeah me <laughs> well you're passionate about it i know no, there's there's some pros, RJ, real pros. I I see, but I I'm well, I'm glad to because I I knew you were a little soft on TNG mm-hmm. even when I was watching, but I'm glad to hear that you're you're getting in some enjoyment pa- out of it. Patrick Stewart is oh, br- brilliant. He is he is so good. He is yeah. He arguably like yeah. He brings so much he, to that role. His disdain. I think he saved the franchise. Well, yeah. He well he's awesome. I have to say, like, I think Brent Spiner is a fairly limited actor, but his, like, him playing Data is so good. Like, he brings mm-hmm. so it much. It just works. It works so well. Like, there's stuff that, like, should not work at all, and he does. Um, Wesley is uh, pants for the most part. He's actually not, like, earlier on, it's not that annoying. Because, I, actually, I really do like the uh, Picard-Wesley relationship. I think that mm-hmm. it works pretty well. Um they eventually yeah, write him out too. Yeah, they there's they take him out for, for good. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think uh, Frakes is good. I think uh, I think Riker did work really well in that show. I think he brings mm-hmm. he plays super well. I I don't think he's a bad actor or anything like that. Like really, it's like Marina Sirtis. I think is like pretty pretty weak. Uh, yes. I don't know. If she, I don't know if she gets better or not. Um, uh, no, and but they limit her role too. Yeah. And like it, I think my my constant pl- complaint about her is that uh, they always write her as like a like not as dumb but like she always puts herself in bad situations and you're just like how can I like this character if you just keep making her do all this dumb shit all the time? Are you, are you ever kept up at night wondering whatever happened to Chief Engineer Argyle? 
Most nights, yeah. No. Oh, but hey, Barkley gets a uh, shout out in season seven of DS9. Oh, I don't know if you know. Oh, that. yeah, you know he does. Yeah, because it's like, right it's after Jed Zia dies. Yeah, and it's like remember Miles is like, hey, Worf, remember that? Remember that thing with Barkley? <laughs> like you remember Barkley? And he's like, yeah, I remember that guy. And he's like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And then that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, see, I'm I'm glad you're watching TNG again because it. Uh, so now that I'm done, it, like I do think DS9 is definitely like DS9. I think is the best that the series or the franchise has been in terms of like long haul storylines. Like it's great. Like the bit, the way they built up all of these kind of ideas and the stories and the things that they do actually kind of tackle, I think is really, really well done. Uh, but then also too, like TNG, TNG is just fun, man. Like I, I just enjoyed watching TNG. It was nice to throw it on and just kind of sit back and like, and TNG got into some serious shit once in a while too. Mm-hmm. Well, there's but, even like, like I actually do like, there's a stuff that's like super dorky, uh, Star Trekky things like prime directive episodes. And sometimes it actually works pretty well. Like they actually do yeah. like the, when they have like Picard getting very passionate about it and talking mm-hmm. about it, like I, that stuff actually works. Uh, the one, one of the episodes I just watched too was the, uh, where they go to the planet with like the proto Vulcans Right, yeah. and uh, like the whole thing is like they're actually intently seen because the the yep. the, the obser- observation station blows up and they go to grab them and then they accidentally well, the guy falls and like fucks mm-hmm. himself up and Crusher makes the decision to beam him aboard and then he overhears and it's it's Leland Palmer by the way I don't know if you remember yes, that I remember yeah. he's like the caveman brow yes yeah like the, the well, yeah, yeah Cro-Magnon Vulcans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then that, that episode was like pretty well handled. Uh, mm-hmm. And then even the one uh, that I actually thought was like, like it's I, I actually I think it's a pretty cool episode is the Pen Pals episode where it's like the yeah. the volcano. With yeah, with the volcano planet and that weird looking girl. That, that like, episode's awesome. That, yeah, that episode's actually really well done. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't know, it, it nails so much stuff. Like the data stuff's excellent and the mm-hmm. the prime director stuff makes total sense. And like the whole like the the wrangling with like justifying it. And I love I love like fucking data's power play of playing the girl's voice coming through. And like mm-hmm. everyone in the room's reaction. I think like Deanna Troy's like, oh God. <laughs> like cause they because Picard just made the decision. And then he's like like, Picard's like, oh, oh, Data, uh, don't do that. Don't delete that. Oh, fuck. We'll do it. We'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually a place for it, too, though, because, like, because that, it, that's whole Data's whole storyline. It keeps coming back where it's like, is he property? Or, like, and then, like, because he creates, yeah. he creates another being, like his daughter. And then Starfleet's like, well, we own that. Yeah. And he's like, no, you don't. He's like, it is a new life form. And it's like, and you, because of your guys' directives, you are, this thing is entitled to life kind of thing. So, like, it comes back a bunch of different times. Uh, you have uh, Dr. Polanski, <laughs> who's trying uh, to be McCoy, too. So I got a look. Have you seen Chaos on the Bridge, the Shatner doc? No. Okay, so I watched uh, that, and it's like it's right where you are. They're talking about it's about the first three seasons of TNG. Yeah. It's an hour long, and it's just Shatner sitting down with uh, TNG people, and it's basically talking about how Roddenberry was like nuts and was like doing really weird shit. But they talk about the Pulaski thing because basically it was just like. Uh, um, it's kind of like when they talk about uh, Jed Zia and what we left behind, and it's like, well, it was contracts. So we got uh, we got Pulaski in, but it was like no one liked her, and she didn't like being there. Wikipedia, yeah, there's part of it was that one of the showrunners did not like Gates McFadden, and yep. and they wrote her off, and yep. then they brought and in Pulaski. Talks about that. And then by the end, they're like, 
this character has not gelled, gelled with anybody. And they try yeah. by the end, try to make her a little bit more likable because like, she's man, fine. she's just like, they just like, I don't, I don't, I don't blame the actress either. Like I, it's yeah. the writers that are like, we're trying to crank it up. Like, why does she hate data so much? Cause he calls her data. Yeah. And like, and he, or, and she's, she's like, like you're, you're, you're it and calling him it all the time. Right. Like, I get it. It's like, you're trying to do McCoy and Vulcan, but like, this yeah. seems like really mean <laughs> spirited, but, mm-hmm. and then, and then they just get rid of her by the end. Cause they're like, Oh, Hey, we really want, cause you're not working and we'll bring back Gates McFadden. And then Patrick Stewart, uh, convinced her to do it. And uh, it was the best, the better move. Yeah. And which, I mean, it, it was, but, uh, the reason I, I brought that up too is just because of that uh not just because of that but patrick stewart they talk about him in this chaos on the bridge and he's there too and he talks about it and like i think the reason tng one of the reasons it was so successful was because of him because of how serious he took it like he's super candid he's just like i didn't like people fucking around on the show he's like i always thought the american actors were too like loose and he's like so i wouldn't have any of it and he's like and then other tv or it's like the company would try to shoot like the new segment on the star trek set like on the weekend and he's like i told him to fuck right off he's like they're not gonna be making fun of my show Mm -hmm. uh and it's like it's good it's like he he was taking it like as seriously as picard was on the show it's like i think that's why it's believable because he's he believes himself he believes in himself. Yeah. So tell me about what we left behind looking back at Star <laughs> uh, Trek Deep the, Space Nine. The, it's, it's a Kickstarter documentary, RJ. From Ira Bar, uh, Bear? Yes. I, I, was it Ira Steven Bear? Ira name? Steven Bear. Yeah. So I just watched this because I saw you watch it and I went, yo, mm-hmm. dog, shoot that my way. So uh-huh. I, I, had, I, I wanted to watch this too because I was kind of curious how it would go. And fuck, is it depressing? Because like Aaron Eisenberg's dead. <laughs> Uh, and who else is who just died too? That's like Rene uh, Aubert, yeah, yeah, fucking o- o- Odo, Odo's dead, oh. <laughs> fucking Nog's dead. And you're like, god damn, <laughs> it's uh, you can't really do this at all. N- uh, Nana Visitor looking like Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, she always kind of was. No, they just didn't know what to do with her hair a lot. But yeah, and then yeah, so yeah, this is just like what you kind of expect. A lot of talking heads, a lot of back padding. Uh, yeah. I did not recognize Rom at the beginning. Uh, yeah, he's because he doesn't even talk like how Rom talks too. So he, he's a bit <laughs> brother. Uh, yeah, I, it took me a minute to place him. Mo- most of them I could place. Uh, it took me a minute to place Rom. Um, Gal Ducat, you recognize immediately. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Robinson, uh, you can pick up immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But, but that's because Garrick is awesome, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he shines in this as well. But uh, for this thing, too, I thought it was a little self-indulgent. Like uh, like when they get to the checkbox thing, it's like we talked about <laughs> LGBTQ. We talked about religion. We talked about this and they're checking it off. I was like, like, because this documentary, too, it's like, you know, people who are watching this are already fans of DS9. There's no one who's just going to watch this before watching the show. Yeah. It's like everyone knows what you did. It's like that's why you're popular. But so for me at times, I was like, mm. it's like this is a little too much. Like, look at how good we are. Yeah. And but, Alanis Morissette. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. oh, boy. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Like when that music just drops and you go, yeah. oh my god, women, am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Empowerment. Empowerment. Uh, I, uh. I, I did like I did like seeing the actors though. Like it is a nice kind of like 
debrief after you do uh, seven seasons of DS9. Yeah, I, mean, I think. I, I think it's like strange because like this, this idea that like this is like the the most hated show. I'm like, I, I mean, that's changed. I think a lot, yeah, but even not at the anymore. time, I'm kind of like, I always felt like Voyager was the more dismissed of the, like the four first series. I mean, yeah, for sure. If before you had asked me, like, cause I knew what the series were. I just didn't watch any of them. If you're like rank them from worst to best, I would have said, sounds like enterprise is the worst and Voyager yeah. is the second worst just yeah. based on what I've heard. Yeah. That sounds about right. Which means I am in, uh, I'm on a real downhill uh, <laughs> kind of stretch here for the next well, year. Probably. We'll see. Maybe Aaron Lang, double A, he says that uh, Voyager picks Voyager up. Voyager's got some good stuff, so we'll see. People say that, but no one talks fa- passionately about Enterprise. No. At least it's at least that one's only four seasons. So I, I, to go back to your last review, though, for the last episode, eight out of four. Is, is that like... Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, that's the clear, like, best episode of Star Trekdom, I think, with that type of rating. Not necessarily. Is is that kind of like how you, so, like, what would your overall rating, I guess, be of DS9, uh, maybe on a scale of 10? On a scale of 10? I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, it's like I said, the highs are very high, but the lows are very low. They happen. And that's kind of the the nature of the Star Trek beast. I'd say 8 out of 10. Yeah. 8.5 out of 10? Yeah. What about uh, TNG? Like eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. I think they're they they like for me they're both kind of. I think TNG has more consistency, because DS Nine like they were clearly wanted to do their long haul stuff, but once in a while they'd have these like, whenever DS Nine has those like one off episodes, that's where it really kind of. Uh, like flounders a little bit well because when they do those it's like it always feels like even the one-off episodes of next gen they always have they, they still have patrick stewart or yeah. data or like like those guys there's those, something the, those characters that like oh I, like there's a, there's more than just oh it's bashir with people you don't know or care about Oh, it's a Esri on her home world in the last season. And Miles. <laughs> and Miles. And it's like nobody cares about this because the show is ending and no one gives a shit about this new character you just introduced. Yeah, it's like, but oh, he, but they might have killed somebody. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's all made up anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd say TNG, I think, has better consistency just in terms of. Uh, like the nature of the show, but like DS nine, like once you get in that good stretch where you start to get episodes that build off of each other, you're just like, Oh yeah, you can really feel it, you know? Oh. And, uh, I mean, I did get to, uh, obviously since I finished season two, I did get Q who, which is, uh, Ooh. which is the, the Borgen and you get that oh, the, good. The, the awesome stuff of Guinan where it's like, she's oh. how many hundreds of years old. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so I I know you you don't pay attention to this stuff, but so yesterday a day or two ago was like Star Trek Day or First Contact Day or something. Yeah, First Contact Day. And uh, so one of the big takeaways was that for Picard season two, Q is going to be in Picard season two. But then also I think some Patrick Stewart has been saying for a long time he's trying to get Whoopi to be on Picard. So. What would could what would be very cool is if Guinan was on Picard and we actually get a, some background into what Whoopi was because she was like a pixie or something, right? Well, she she's definitely or they, they like they never say yeah but. she's something that I mean when when she first shows up or when she's like around like she's just there in uh, ten was it ten four yeah the, uh, the ten uh, forward 
10 forward the um or something like the, that, the yeah. bar yeah, 10 forward you're right and like when q sees her he's like ah oh, you and she give, gives her a little hand thing that like cancels her out or cancels out queuing see and that's uh yeah see that episode is so good i i love guinan I just wish if anyone ever wants to send us something, find me something Guinan related. Hopefully, maybe even a T-shirt with Guinan. I, oh, yeah. I would love that. Well, I mean, how much do you spend? Do you spend any time, RJ, on Memory Alpha? Oh, almost. Uh, when am I not on Memory Alpha? <laughs> I've never heard of this. I have no what? idea. What? Right, come on. So you've never like Google searched Star Trek before, like or t- names of things? Because that's the that, I've Google Star Trek stuff. It before. is the Wikipedia for Trek things. Memory Alpha. Everything is on there. Fuck, I didn't know. I'm not that big of a nerd. Well, you got to work okay, on it. I'm on there now. Yeah. And so you can look up Guinan, and like it'll have like all the like stuff that we know about her. Okay, so these are things we know. Slimer. Okay, Guinan. Yeah, but she's never been in anything other than TNG, I don't think. Right. Hmm. Okay, well, I, anyways, I was just... I was just saying, I would be very, really excited for her to come back since you just watched the Q episode. Uh, but so another thing, too, is now that I finished DS9, I need to add to the data poster, but I need I need a DS9-themed one. Ooh, who, who are you going to go with? I don't know. It'll depend on the availability. I mean, I think a quark would be <laughs> a nice pairing. I think that's the – yeah, there you go. Yeah, data, quark, and then uh, so far in my – experiences with a voyager uh i guess tuvok maybe is the only one that's not annoying me at the moment (laughs) should should, Um, should we really go too far and talk about voyager (laughs) not yet but uh, i i will give you my brief uh anticipations but i also i don't know if you're interested but i watched the star trek uh, black mirror episode oh okay uh with uh matt damon right jesse Plemons. yeah so jerry do you know uh harlan ellison yeah are, are you familiar with i have no mouth and i must scream yeah <laughs> that's what this episode is are you kidding <laughs> i mean essentially that's that's what i thought immediately there's even a scene where someone gets their face gets skinned over and they can't breathe anymore Aww, kind of thing it sounds like a mean star trek episode i don't know it's not necessarily it's not really star trek and that's my one that's like my one of my criticisms of it. It's it's like it's mock Star Trek. It doesn't. It's not one hour with a Star Trek thing. It's like twenty minutes in Star Trek world and twenty minutes in the real world. Oh fuck, okay. Kind of thing. So it's not it's not a full on. They don't commit. That, um, that bums me out a little bit. And this is the first of like I I didn't I haven't really watched Black Mirror since it left BBC uh, and became Netflix. And uh, watching this, I was like. Yeah, this feels like Netflix kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Like I, which I know you are all all but familiar with. See, I have not watched the Netflix Black Mirror and ne- uh, neither have I. I yeah. just watched this one cuz I knew it existed. Mhm. What is it called? But What's the episode called again? USS Callister. Right. If you go to my page, it's got the poster there and you but like when I was watching this, I was like this just seems exactly like that Harlan Ellison uh oh. story. Like I'm sure someone's going to come back and be like well actually but like but actually mm. well, that's what it seemed like to me at least but oh well and then uh yeah so just so you know i am i am watching voyager yeah and i am doing my i'm doing my normal thing so uh should i holy shit 
Should I tell you how far into Voyager I am? Yeah, do it, buddy. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cover these episodes right now. We could probably pick this up next week, okay. since we have three movies to talk about. But I am currently ten episodes into Voyager. What? <laughs> Jared, I'm I'm living in the basement right now. I have nothing else to do. Oh, buddy, you're in quarantine. This is picture you sent me. Ooh, good gaining. I like that. I've watched at least the five first five episodes. Okay, so my takeaway so far is that. Oh no, no, I've watched the sixth episode because that's got the uh, the Romulan, and uh, I have yeah, yeah that's the, I've watched the first six episodes somehow. Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. You stopped right before an actual okay episode, I think. Okay. Exposed or no, wait, maybe that was, maybe that's the Romulan one. The Romulan episode is good, decent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. There aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of characters I like, but uh, my biggest takeaway is Janeway talks weird too. <laughs> and I, I don't know why they all talk weird. I just don't get it. Why does everyone talk weird? Just talk normal. Are you looking forward to like, <sighs> at like seasons of like maybe this is a way home nope no within the first season i've i feel like it's already run its course Mm -hmm. and hey season one's only 15 episodes i know which is really exciting but the the rest of the seasons are 26 yeah that's weird though why is it so short okay i guess it started mid it was like a mid-year start it was like january uh oh yeah i guess yeah I, I was a little surprised by that too but i was like don't ask questions because i can get through the first season a little bit faster so i'm already almost done the first season is what mm-hmm. i'm trying to tell you did you like being on a starship again no i miss ds9 now oh like i said like i uh i got i got used and familiar into that and now that i'm seeing uh the starship with these people mm-hmm. that I don't care about. It all it all feels like the president's choice of Star Trek. <laughs> like yeah, everyone, that's kind of why I stopped watching it because I was like, this feels so generic. Yeah, and like all of the actors too. It's just like it's like none of these people make me want to continue looking at them. That Tom Paris guy sucks so much. He's such a knave, though. <sighs> yeah, like what do you mean knave? Like a navel <laughs> with a K. Oh, I see. Uh, Janeway is not bad, but she talks weird. Tuvok is fine, but that's just because Vulcans are easy to write, I think. But he's a real hard-ass Vulcan, too. He is? Yep. So uh, Tuvok is fine. Chakotay. Uh, Chakotay is... Uh, he's not bad. I thought he was Samoan at first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... Not just because of the face tattoo, but there is... In the first episode, there is actually a scene on New Zealand that says New Zealand. And I was like, crikey. All the Grangers coming in, but it's Tom Paris is from New Zealand, yeah. not Chakotay. And not I was Chakotay. like, what? And then there's a uh, Klingon, half Klingon girl. The lady. Yeah. She's uh, angry. She is angry, but she's smart. The one thing I, I just saw today that I thought was funny was for Chakotay. It said uh, they had a expert Native American, which is the term that they used uh, on on set to help write Chakotay's dialogue. And then it, they said that they found out afterwards that the person who said that they were quote unquote native American wasn't. And they uh, were lying. I, knew, I was going to say, I'm like, there's like, you know what? There's a pretty high chance of that. What you're about to say. And I went, there you go. Our so expert. Yeah, their expert was not, although the actor is, he's like, uh, it said he was um, half Mexican, half native American. So the actor is, 
but uh, the expert they got in there was oh, yeah. probably just some white guy <laughs> who wore a lot of beads and was just like, let me tell you, man, I know all about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's how he talked. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, oh, yeah, and then there's the doctor. Yeah, just the doctor. Although in like episode six or seven, they're like, we should get you a name. And he's like, I'll think about it. And he does. But then it, but, but it appears the doctor. that he's just the doctor, which uh, he's he's more tolerable than he was in the one well, episode. Because that's because that's his because that's his maker. And he's yeah. a, and he's a bit more of a dickhead on in that as a person than he is as the hologram as the hologram. Well, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, by the end, he is like pretty well. I mean, it's. Uh, it's Janeway, the Doctor, and uh, eventually Seven O Nine. Spoilers. Uh, they're I, well, they're, they're essentially up. your like main characters by the end because they're yeah. the ones that people like liked. So you, yeah. you you get you get tons of them. That's kind of what I thought, but I looked it up because I was like, when the fuck does the board come? And I saw that Jerry Ryan's not there until the last episode of season three, and I was like, yeah. holy shit, that's a long way to go. Yep. Yep. But long ways, oh, bud. Oh. Bud. Hey, so that wraps up our "What You've Been Creeping On" segment here. However long it's been, what are we? Oh, dear. 